beautiful people. Welcome to our humble abode, the Thunderdome, on this Aaron Rodgers Tuesday, October 3rd, 2023. This sports program starts now. Football is here and it is glorious. Now, last night's game was quite a snooze fest. Geno Smith and the Seattle Seahawks went into New York and beat the hell out of the Giants on primetime. But what else is new? Mm -hmm. This is the first time since 1970 that a team has been on primetime three straight games and had a points differential of like negative 70 or something like that. The Giants are not only notoriously terrible as a team, they're notoriously terrible on primetime. They're trying to ruin the NFL as a whole. Now, with that being said, it was great to see the Seahawks do their thing yeah. last night. Huh? Geno Smith only completed 13 passes. Only had to. Threw for 110 yards. What? Still win by three scores. Why? Because what Danny Dimes and the Giants were doing on offense were so terrible. The Seattle Seahawks defense just gobbled that thing up. It was beautiful to see NFL Week 4 wrap up. Now we have new storylines and stuff popping off for next week. Now, Aaron Rodgers will join us in about two hours. How's that Achilles fresh off of crutching his way around that MetLife Stadium that has seen the Jets and the Giants lose in prime time in numerous weeks already early in this NFL season. They're also the only two teams to have zero plays run with a lead in the game in the entire NFL. What was his thoughts on being back in the building and the response and reaction he got from all the boys? Had to be good to get back around the boys. Remember the last couple times we chatted with him, he's been in a room with no painting, no decoration, just white walls and his Achilles has been attached to some electricity trying to get that thing healthy. Looks like he's on track to be back faster than ever. Yeah. Now Uh-oh. there's some doctors around the internet that are saying, what he's doing is risky. Yeah. He's on his feet too quick. Mm. He wants to look cool. He wants to do all these things. We'll ask him about why he is looking so damn athletic so quickly after an Achilles surgery that is supposed to take six to seven months. He's already crutching around throwing footballs. We'll talk to him in about two hours about the state of the Jets and the state of his Achilles. We'll be joined by Jordan... Renan. Renan, who's the New York Giants beat reporter for ESPN, to ask him about uh, what's going on with Dayball and Danny Dreadful. I Uh I mean, Danny Uh Dimes looked terrible, but Dayball did the old Microsoft Surface toss. This guy's a lost cause (laughs) in the middle of the game. What's going on behind the scenes over there at the Giants facility? Are they done? Are they dead? Danny Dimes getting paid for the next year. They can get out of this contract after the next season. What does it look like from them? Saquon Barkley already got a little bit of a burned bridge because of the Danny Dimes sure. deal. Mm-hmm. He's a free agent after this season. When's he coming back? We'll talk to Jordan Renan. Can't wait to do that. That's the Talks to Table at Boston Connor and Ty Schmidt. One half of the hammer, Dime Cowboys, Tone Diggs is here. Nine-year NFL vet who looks super cool today. Oh, jeez. Oh, yeah. Super, super duper cool. Ladies and gentlemen, Darius J. Butler. Deba, let's dive into it. A lot, is gonna be, a lot of conversation is going to be about how bad the Giants are and how big of an embarrassment they are and how miserable Dayball was afterwards what? and how we had to stay up all night because it was only a two-score game. Yep. So they're kind of dangling a carrot that they might come back into this thing. At any moment, they might be able to catch fire like the Jets were able to do on Sunday night in the second half. The whole thing, they didn't. They yep. threw up 97-yard pick six, kind of sealed that thing very late into the night we stayed up for. But let's talk about that pick, uh, pick six. That's a rookie. Yeah. That's Seattle Seahawks defense. Gets Jamal Adams back. Loses Jamal Adams. He, him and Minka kind of played in a similar fashion flying around. It was great to see him get that big tackle. But why haven't we talked about the Seahawks defense? Are they all the way back? Or is it because the Giants stink that I mean, back? yeah, it's, I think it's a combo. But part of the biggest part of that thing was the Giants. Giants is just terrible. Oh, so this and, wasn't a compliment wow. to Seahawks. Right. I mean, they, oh. look, they are great. Devon Witherspoon has been having a great rookie year. 
They struck gold last year with Tariq Woolen late in the draft. Uh, he had an all-pro season at the cornerback position. You got Quandre Diggs back there. Bobby Wagner's back. You got dogs defensively for sure. But the Giants, I mean, they are just so bad. It's like a stack game right now. As defenses, they, they show up to MetLife or wherever they're playing the Giants, and it's like a stack game. How many sacks can we get? How many pressures? How many picks? Um, you know, it's not looking good, especially with the money. I heard you kind of talk about it earlier. They have an out. After next year, I yeah, think, twenty million dollar cap hit after this upcoming season. Yeah, mm-hmm. so not this season. Yeah, the next, next season. Yeah. So Dayball and Danny are going to be around for at least another thirteen games this year, yep. and then another seventeen next year, and then they're able to get out of yeah. that contract. Now. There's been crazier trades in the history of the NFL. Sure, for okay, sure. Carson Wentz got traded to the Indianapolis Colts. Now, I believe we picked up his old contract. Jared Goff at the time, whenever he was traded to the mm-hmm. Detroit Lions, his entire contract got picked up. What a rebirth for him up there. Yeah. Carson did not work for us. So I'm not saying that trading Danny Dimes is impossible, but it does feel with the number that he got, with the contract, the way it's constructed, they are stuck together for at least another season and a half plus, and I don't know how they're going to be able to get it going. They've been terrible to watch. Last half of the season last year, okay, this is why Danny Dimes got paid. Oh, yeah. Bingo. Because remember, O-line the year before was so bad. Mm-hmm. Yeah. They had a special teams guy running that team, Joe mm-hmm. Judge. He actually ran a dive on like a third down because he wanted to get the punter into the game whenever they're backed up in their own zone. So we couldn't judge Danny Dimes like, this guy's given no shot, no opportunity. Then him and Dayball get together. Second half of the year, oh, this is clicking. Oh, yeah. Here we go. Vanilla Vic is flying yeah. around. Saquon's running like he's supposed yeah. to run. This team's going to do it. They make the playoffs. Big time win yeah. in the playoffs. Had to pay Danny Dimes at the time. But there was never a forecast of Danny Dimes oh. settling back into absolute crop. And I'm not saying it's 100% him. I think the offensive yeah. line's terrible. Yeah, I think sure. there's a lot of their situations there. But also play calling hasn't necessarily been something that has made them look better or maybe ease the worries of the offensive line or Danny Dimes. Last night was just an absolute crop show out of the New York Giants. And it's a damn shame that we can't celebrate Pete Carroll being awesome. Yep. Yeah, sure. He's 70 years old yeah. doing his whole song yeah, and swearing. dance. Love everything about what he's – that gum, too – so, he had some stiff gum last stiff. night. Yeah. I don't know if it's his teeth, if it's his jaws are getting weak, Maybe. but that gum was beating him last <laughs> oh, night. Yeah. That's the first time I've seen the gum beat Pete Carroll like it was beating him last night, but his energy never wavered. He was on top of it. I love what the Seahawks got cooking, but anytime a quarterback throws for 13 completions, 110 yards. Yeah in one touchdown, and they still win by three scores, yeah. you got to look at the other team and be like, that team stinks of football. Not good. And that's what we did all night last night, Tone. Yeah. yeah, Witherspoon was awesome. But talking about the Seattle defense, I think this kind of puts it in perspective. They were 31st, I believe, coming into the game in pressures or sack percentage, like getting to the quarterback and actually getting him on the ground. They had 10 last night. So they went from being 31st. 11. Yeah. Sorry, yeah. they had 11 last night. So they went from 31st <laughs> sure. in the league to 11 sacks last night. So, and I know... <laughs> A lot of it's on the O-line, and a lot of it's on Danny Dimes. It looked very similar to the offense that I watched on Sunday. But, like, yeah, that is that's that is tough to watch. Yeah, and even, like, with the uh, O-line and Danny Dimes, like, Witherspoon, who plays quarter, had two sacks. Yeah. And Bobby mm-hmm. Wagner, who plays middle linebacker, had two sacks. Like, at a certain point, you would think that maybe they would, you know, scheme or game plan something around it. But this feels like the exact opposite of what we saw at the end of last year, especially mm-hmm. during that Vikings game. Like, we're talking about Ka- Kafka, Kafka, whatever. Oh, yeah, Kafka. Yeah, we're talking Kafka. about him. Like, mm-hmm. he was Ben Johnson the way that he sure. was, like, scheming the Giants team up. And then all of a sudden now, it's like there's none of that. It's just, okay, Danny Dimes, we drafted Jalen Wyatt for you. Hi, it was. Whatever. 
throw it to Isaiah Hodgins and let's go win a football game. That just doesn't work against these defenses that are very, very good like Seattle. I appreciated Peyton and Eli at one point. It just got to the point where they were oh, talking about boy. Hyatt getting the ball. Mm-hmm. Yeah. He's yeah. down here at the bottom. He's single coverage. We've got to at least at some point. He's had yeah. him on the, on the field running. I mean, he's so fast that you got to at least be aware of him as a defense. But big part of last year, too, was Saquon having his one of his best years oh, as yeah. a pro. And we talked about game plan. Look, you can't call plays with this line blocking how they were blocking, like and how they've been blocking all season long. It's tough. Daniel Jones, it's hard to put it all on, like you said, because he is running for his life back there. And, and last year it did feel like he was getting the most out of his receiving weapons. So for him to take that step back, you obviously got to look at everybody. You got to look at the head coach, the play caller, and the quarterback. And then obviously the guys blocking for him too. Most Dayball has had success everywhere. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Right? Dayball yep. has had yep. success. And I think we would consider last year with the Giants oh, yeah. a success. For sure. So whenever you see that sideline clip of him with his surface mm-hmm. and Danny Dimes with his surface, and Dayball's surface ends up getting tossed like a cornhole bag right back in the court. <laughs> what are you doing? So pissed. That's literally what are you, what are you, what are you doing? Because they're still in that game, 21-3. Oh, you know, you oh, score yeah. a touchdown yeah. right there, 21-10. Crazier things have happened in the NFL. Instead, Witherspoon jumps that thing. I think everybody, including Eli, Peyton, oh, Dayball, everybody was thinking, hey, we're throwing that ball to the back of the end zone there as opposed to pick six city right there in the front. Eli and Peyton just, hey, we're still awake. Oh, no, can't do it. Oh. Peyton, can't do it. Ow. That's their guy, too, I think. Uh, yeah, Cutcliffe. Eli. You know, coach coached him, so they probably yeah. didn't want to bury him too much. But uh, yeah, that that was rough. I do oh, wonder man. if there's a piece of Eli who's pretty happy. You know, just Has as to be. no, he, he no looked, offense, he looked miserable. I understand that, miserable. but deep down in Eli's soul, just a little. Okay, the good times of the Giants. Yeah, in the modern era. Eli Manning scored. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And then you think about how it all ended with Eli. Mm-hmm. You know, with the benching to Gina, who yeah, right. posted Daddy's Home, yeah. which uh, I love it. Wow. You get a big-time win over there and go ahead and post the next morning. Daddy's Home, okay, as you do your thing, throw for 110 yards. Yeah, ball out. <laughs> throw for 110 yards, get a big-time win. Do your dance, Gino. Do your dance. But remember, Eli gets benched for Gino, then he gets brought in, then Danny Dimes is the next Eli. Hey, you got to mentor this guy. Mm-hmm. So the way it ended, I don't think any of us thought was how the Mannings or Eli thought it was going to be. But they've been basically a clown show uh, yeah. since – Eli's yeah. departure. Last year, second half of the year, a lot of hope, a lot of promise. For them to crumble like they have is just tough. I mean, it's demoralizing. And we got a we got a Giants fan in the building. Mm-hmm. Uh, his name is Brucey Boy. Hey, Bruce, you in stink. Mm-hmm. And I am mm-hmm. sick of having to watch you guys on primetime TV. Now, we get to talk sports every single day. Right. Okay? Love it. Dream job. Hell yes. It's the greatest thing of all time. But a part of it is having to watch Basically, every game that happens. Uh So the primetime games are the games that you have to stay up for. It's like those second halves, this is a job now. Yes. This is a job now. (laughs) This is a job now. And what the Giants have done is made me say, this is work. Yeah. (laughs) More than any other team in history. I couldn't even imagine how you guys feel watching it. Why'd this happen? Saquon, obviously not there. That's a big deal. Saquon is a game uh, game wrecker. But you think Saquon wants to run behind that line? It's just... Complete collapse. Did any of you expect this coming into the season? Uh, no, definitely, definitely not. Worse than you could you could ever imagine. I mean, you know, like the O line play, much has been made about it. It's been bad for a decade, but a lot of those sacks are on on Danny Dimes too. Like it's basic pass pro to move your running back over and pick up Witherspoon there. You know, uh, it happens in the real world a lot where you know you see a guy went to Duke and think he's a genius. Danny Dimes might not be there. Whoa! I'll tell you what. Whoa. I met a lot of those Duke genius. They're yeah. everywhere. Really? 
Bro, that was the most mature campus I'd ever been on in my entire life. Okay. Because 10,000 grad students, it's not just grad school like, uh, hey, we're picking up some. No, no. Grad. It's like we're going to be doctors, we're going to be lawyers, oh, we're yeah. going to be Fortune 500 CEOs down okay. there. They're all properly jocked, a lot of running sure. in the morning, you know, like around <laughs> mm -hmm. campus, a lot of running around campus, clean shaven. The, oh, swoop, yeah. the swoop, this hair, oh, wow. yeah, a lot of swoop, a lot of jocks. You know, a lot of people run. Danny's got the swooper. Very house. active down there. Very mature campus. But I don't think Danny Dimes necessarily is in a position where he's as comfortable. Now, joining us now, I do believe, is a man who is the beat reporter for the New York Giants for ESPN. He actually almost stole the show last night during the press conference to Dayball. He had to ask a couple of tough questions. Here is what it looked like after the game last night as Dayball had to face the music of what they've done in primetime. Eye-opening is it to you? I mean, you're not just losing games, you're lost by 40, uh, 18, and 21. I know the scores, Jordan. I got you. Yeah, not good. So, uh, a lot of work that needs to be done. <laughs> Join us now, Jordan. Jordan Renard. Yeah. Hey, I love that interaction. I appreciate him getting a little, you know, fired up about it. And I appreciate you pointing out what it has been. It's been historically bad on primetime. I mean, since like 1970, this is the worst performance in three primetime games in the history for the Giants. We saw Dable throw the thing. Behind closed doors, is it ugly? Are they getting along? Or are we just kind of blowing all this out of proportion, Jordan? And thank you for joining us. Yeah, anytime, man. I think, you know, you're just seeing what Brian Dable's personality. I mean, he did this last year. He went up to uh, Jack Anderson, who was an offensive lineman on the team. I mean, and he railed Jack Anderson like you've never seen before, almost like uh, reminiscent of uh, Tom Coughlin and Matt Dodge. Like, that's what it looked like on the sideline. Oh. He did it. He actually did it to Daniel Jones last year in the opener in Tennessee. Daniel threw an awful interception, and they talked about how that was kind of like a turning point. So it'll be interesting to see because he, he got into Daniel yesterday. He obviously was frustrated. And it's not just that. There was a couple things. There was a, what was it, the third and 11 in the first half, and the Giants ran the ball. Fans did not like it. And uh, Table said after the game, that was just a miscommunication. They wanted He wanted him to throw the ball. Apparently, somehow, the play call got messed up, and Daniel thought they were supposed to run it, which makes you scratch your head. Like, that's how does that happen? So we got miscommunication on third downs. Not good. Uh, we got tablets getting tossed. We got Danny Dimes kind of avoiding Dayball as he's walking off there. We got the worst three-game three game points differential since 1970. Is this fixable? Because Dimes' contract, what, at least after next year, right? They have to hold on to him? Yeah. Dayball and Danny they Dimes fixable? Is that the belief over there? Yeah, I think so. They do think that. I mean, there are believers in Daniel Jones. Obviously, they wouldn't have signed him. They're four games into this right now. I don't think they're ready to abandon that just yet. Clearly, there's other problems around him. Daniel Jones has not played well, let's be fair. But there are other problems around him. He was sacked 10 times in an NFL game. 11. Doesn't happen very often. 10 times, right? Uh, so, And he's taken an abnormal number of hits. So I think we're seeing him revert back to the Daniel Jones we saw before when he's under this tremendous pressure. And their hope is that Saquon Barkley comes back Andrew Thomas, their left tackle, comes back. Those are their two most – those are their two best, I'll say, offensive players. And so without them, Daniel Jones is asked to really carry the load. And I think we kind of knew this already. Like, he could be a good player in this league like he showed last year. But he's not a guy you win totally because of. He's a guy you can win with. 
Yeah, the offensive line seemingly a problem, but other places have offensive Big. line issues, and schematically, mm-hmm. they've been able to kind of avoid that. The Giants have done none of that, and Danny Dimes is running for his life. Connor has a question for you. Yeah, Jordan, is there a thought to like change up the play call? And I don't know right now if it's Dable or Kafka or if there's a combination of the two, but is that something that the fans want to switch up? Maybe even you know have some sort of you know different transparency between Dimes and everybody else, so at least they know what the hell is going on and they don't run the ball on third and 11? Yeah, I think that might be where everything is muddied right now. There was a belief in the second half of the Arizona game that Dayball was calling the place because all of a sudden he had the big play sheet. He's covering his mouth the whole time. And you're like, oh, wow, it looks like he's legitimately calling plays. Now, he was either relaying the plays directly to offensive coordinator Mike Kafka or he actually got the little black box and was talking in directly into Daniel Jones's ear. Now, they said afterwards that didn't happen, but I do see Dable being more involved before the play. I mean, I'm sitting there with the super zoom up in the press box looking at Dable, and he's got the play sheet at times, but he at times he doesn't, so he's obviously not in Daniel Jones's ear. But it certainly seems like he's relaying stuff directly to Kafka, who's then uh, relaying it directly to Daniel. And obviously something there got lost in translation yesterday. So I think something can be changed there. I wouldn't be surprised at some point if they went in that direction, but not yet because Mike Kafka, you have to remember, took this job. He was with Andy Reid coaching Patrick Mahomes. He's not coming to take the Giants' job if he's not being the play caller, right? That was that was the only thing there for him. That was the, that was the dangling carry. So if that's not there, it's not so enticing anymore. I'd be surprised if he pulled the plug on uh, – Kafka calling plays so quickly. Well, sorry about it, Kafka. Or it's negative 70 in three primetime <laughs> games over there. We don't do some stuff. Ty has a question for you. Jordan, what about getting Darren Waller going? They trade for, you know, a guy who's arguably, you know, one of the best tight ends in the league and and their skill positions with especially when Saquon's not out there aren't great. You know, when you're relying on Jalen Hyatt and everyone wants him to get a bunch of, you know, touches and stuff like that when he's basically, what, a fifth or a sixth round rookie. Like, that's not the greatest thing ever. So, what is the plan to get Darren Waller going? Because he's been basically MIA for the last several weeks. Yeah, I asked him about that last night. So, you know, what kind of went wrong there? One target for for you. That's like, you're supposed to be the number one receiver here. And something he mentioned, and it's kind of like, the offensive line and their blocking troubles are bleeding now into their passing game and everything else as well, including Darren Waller. He said he had to chip a lot, so it obviously limits his opportunities. He has to help out more on the blocking, and he did a lot of that yesterday. You don't want Darren. You're not paying Darren Waller to, to chip and block. You're paying Darren Waller to catch passes, but that's kind of where the Giants are with their pass protection. They feel like they need to use everybody to sort of keep Daniel Jones upright. Still didn't work. And I think that's why you're still less of Darren Waller yesterday. But, man, they need to get him going because he's their guy. If he's not going to be that guy and that number one receiver, this offense is not going anywhere. Every really great offense, unless you have Patrick Mahomes maybe, but even then he has Kelsey, right? You need that guy. And Daniel Jones doesn't have that guy at least to throw the ball to because Saquon Barkley, you know, he, he's a not that kind of receiver. But – they need Darren Waller, and they need it now. They drafted a guy. Darius has a yeah. question for you. I mentioned it. Jalen Hyatt, obviously, you know, not a guy you're probably going to depend on to be your number one wide receiver at this point, but at least a guy that defense has got to pay attention to. Uh, what are you hearing about his lack of usage and why he's not really getting out there and getting burned? Yeah, he played 40-plus snaps last night. I know you probably didn't notice because Daniel Jones was laying on his backside and probably half those snaps. <laughs> uh, but it's hard because – 
he's look, he's he's a thin guy. He's 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 not a guy you could probably play every down at this point. You don't really want him blocking. You don't really want him facing a lot of uh, you know man coverage, getting banged at the line of scrimmage. You his thing is he could hit the big plays with him, right? So it's hard to hit those big plays when you don't have time to drop back and throw the ball downfield. Dable said they actually called a lot of you know shot plays yesterday. And then obviously didn't get to him. The result was they threw two passes, two, the whole entire game that traveled ten plus air yards, which is mm. just hard to believe. But yeah, they got to find ways to get high at the ball, even if it's jet sweep, something. I thought we'd see more of that, and we haven't early in the year. Yeah, it was tough to watch. Is this what it's been like? We only saw the primetime <laughs> game. It is, bro. That was a job last night. I, I felt like I was working last night while watching yeah. that game. This is this is the last decade. This is what I call work, man. <laughs> I I've been saying this. I've been saying this literally for like the past three or four years. Each year, you just add one year to it. We're in year seven of the offensive line year build, rebuild. <laughs> year eight of the offensive line rebuild. We're now into year eleven of the offensive line rebuild. And it might be, by the way, legitimately the line they put out there yesterday. Might be worse than ever. The worst that I've seen in my, <laughs> since I started covering the team in 2013. Which leads to a good question about one playmaker that obviously wasn't available last night or last Thursday, but on Monday of Thursday Night Football Week, Dayball said, hey, he's a quick healer. Might be back yep. by mm-hmm. Thursday. <laughs> so, obviously, that was a little gamesmanship, we will assume, for the other team to think that maybe Saquon would be back, but we all kind of understood that. That's a three-week injury. What are we expecting for Saquon? And is there conversations about, like, Saquon's a free agent after this year. That line is horrendous. And I don't want to say, like, anybody would think like that, but how does Saquon come back into the fold, and what does it look like when he does, Jordan? Yeah, first of all, like, I've been around this too long. This is the third time he suffered an ankle injury, Saquon. I'm not falling for the banana in the tailpipe anymore. He's been called the magic healer every time. (laughs) He ends up being out close to the, the timetable because he's a human being, and he has a high ankle sprain, and it hurts, and he's a running back, right? So he was at practice this past week, and he practiced, which is a good sign, but you didn't see him really doing a lot of lateral cutting, which is what you need to do as a running back. So I think he does have a chance this week. The fact that he was on the field for three practices, uh, Thursday, Friday, Saturday, gives him a shot this week. But the original timetable was three games. If he doesn't make it this week, I wouldn't be surprised. But let me say this about Saquon Barkley, and I give him a lot of credit for this. And And the question was brought up to him. A lot of running backs would say, I'm not coming back until I'm 100% healthy. You know, you don't have a contract for next year. The contract comes into the equation. He is not wired like that. He wants to be back. And he flat out said this. There's a lot of people around him that that would give him that advice. And I have probably been saying that. And that, you know, hey, we got to worry about long term here. Don't come back until you're 100% healthy. He said it's his life. He's going to do what he wants. And when his body tells him he's ready, he's going to come back and play because the dude loves ball. He showed up for day one of training camp, Pat, for, and he didn't have to. He could have easily he, – he wasn't uh, signed. We know he over here in Indy. Yeah. We know. We know <laughs> how it could have to. went. Yeah. He got on a Zoom he call. He got on a Zoom call that with Jonathan Taylor and said, you need to take a stand. Yeah. Yeah. It was on you. And then he did his thing is how much he loves ball. We love Saquon. We appreciate the hell out of him. And we appreciate you joining us. What's the what's the expectations now that we're sitting here for the rest of the year? We're just trying to survive. We're looking for a high draft pick. What is it? Uh, I think we're trying to survive here. <laughs> at Miami, at Buffalo coming up. That's no, that's no bueno. Uh, 
October 20, October 29th, Jets Giants, MetLife Stadium. I think that's sort of like the uh, Super Bowl coming up here. All right, which team is going to really be going in the wrong direction? Which team can maybe salvage something? Uh, but this team isn't going to throw in the towel. Their schedule does get a little bit easier. And uh, I don't think they're as bad as we've seen so far. But they've played pretty good competition. And I think that's kind of made them look bad. But you're right, 64-3. to it's 64 to 3 in two home games. Hey, when October 29th, you said is the Jets Jet Life Stadium? October 29th, if I remember right. Hey, right around there. Aaron might be back by then. Yeah, look out. Know, we've been watching. Yeah. <laughs> Ladies and gentlemen, Jordan Renan, thank you, pal. Yeah, see you, buddy. Appreciate you, man. Uh, that was a good conversation. Yeah, that was. I enjoyed him. He did kind of have a little Schultzy sound to him. A little bit. As oh. he was talking, I thought I heard the Schultz report there. It's ugly. It's ugly yeah. over there. The way he was describing it, this is year 12 of yeah. the offensive line oh. rebuild, and this is worse <laughs> than it's ever been. It does look bad. But we've seen around the NFL, you can scheme around that. Yes. You know what I mean? You can okay. – I mean, there's mm. some things you can do. If you have weapons, I think you can scheme around it. Yeah. I think that's the biggest thing. With Darren Waller, we have no idea about Hyatt. They know more than we know about Hyatt. We have mm -hmm. not seen him in practice. We know what he's going to be capable of in the mm -hmm. NFL. We've seen him in college and that whole thing. You can normally scheme a little bit around it unless it's just complete game records. They have not been able to. I keep saying negative 70. It's negative 79 over oh, three okay. primetime games. It's almost 80. So I need to make sure I pay proper respects. Kafka also dangling the carrot saying, hey, you can come call plays. It's like, yeah, but if you suck at your job, you suck at your job. Exactly. I mean, that's just kind of how it goes. In Dayball has been the guy calling plays. How long is he going to sit back and be like, oh, we're having miscommunications on 3rd and 11. Yeah. I'm getting these questions That's from wild. Jordan after games. Oh, we got this going on. Throwing the Microsoft Surface. Mm -hmm. Whenever he knows inside his brain is a guy who has been very successful at utilizing all the pieces. All eyes will be on the Giants as they try to figure it out over the next few weeks. And then we'll just stop talking about them because they'll be ruled out. Yep, for sure. Completely. Especially in that NFC East. Well, it's like, yeah, the offensive line is terrible, but when you look at Danny Dimes, like his he he never just plays mediocre. Like his bad is horrendously bad. Like same deal last night, fumbling a bunch, throwing bad interceptions, and then yeah, he has the flashes where he plays very well. But like when he doesn't play well, it's like one of the worst games you've ever seen. Yeah. There's never just okay. like oh you know he he didn't play great, but he didn't play terrible. Like when he, when he plays bad, everyone's pointing at him like <laughs> this guy sucks. How did they pay this guy mm -hmm. that much money? And, like, there really is no middle room there. Before he even played a snap last night, he was jogging on the field, and they showed a stat. He was 22-33-1 or something oh. as a starting quarterback in the NFL. Mm -hmm. And now he's 22-34-1, 1-13 mm -hmm. mm. oh, in primetime games. Man. And I, I don't want to say, like, as he was jogging on – before the game even started – I see Danny and ESPN has that thing right behind his head as he's coming onto the field. <laughs> and I see 22, 33, and 1, and I thought it was an error. I thought it was sure. an error on the graphic. So then I Google. I'm like, there's no way this guy is 22, 33. That's an ugly record. Yeah. If that record was on any of the quarterbacks at the top that we talk about, they – it would be slaughter. an yeah. absolute slaughterhouse. But Danny has been given a lot of passes. I think when he got drafted, everybody kind of buried him. Nobody expected him to go. So I think all of us kind of felt bad for the guy. Like, let's see how the guy goes. Had Joe Judge, mm -hmm. had Jason Garrett, who hadn't called plays in yeah. like 11 years, mm -hmm. had a bad offensive line. It was like, let's give, him a, let's, give him a, let's give him a little bit of leeway here, a little bit of leeway here. 22-34-1, one in 13 in primetime games, and he got paid. It's yeah. like... People are going to ask a lot of questions. 
And it's only going to get louder if they keep playing the way they're playing. Nobody cares about how the offensive line is. No. Nobody cares about what players are getting called. It is a quarterback-driven league. And if you're a paid quarterback, it's only going to get louder. We're pulling for him. Mm-hmm. But there's a lot of numbers working against old Danny Dimes right now. And just thinking about the offseason that the Giants had. Like, if you are Saquon Barkley now, you might be like, oh, okay, sure, I can come back and help this team. But if you're Saquon Barkley and you look back at the Danny Dimes contract, it, it has to drive you insane. Because he got franchise tagged and the team had success and it was kind of shown in the Danny Dimes contract because he got $40 million a year and they paid him before Dexter Lawrence who eventually got a deal. But if you're Saquon, how can you even be remotely happy with your decision or have any thought like, yeah, you know what? After this year, maybe I will come back because they'll figure out the old line. We were in the camp of they had to figure out a deal with Danny. We did not think it was going to be 40-some million a year. No. no. We actually thought Danny had was going to be. Gonna, no, but we thought there was a chance Danny was going to be the first one where it was going to be like. <laughs> 30. Right. All right, 30, 25. 25, yeah. 25 million, 30 million because of these stats were being shown mm-hmm. and how it went. And, yeah, he had a great, like, eight games at the end of the year. They went on a run. They were able to do it. He, he showed that he and Dayball were going to be a guy. And we're like, maybe Danny Dimes is the one who isn't going to be the who's going to top tier quarterback money he's going to say you know what let's build up this offensive line Bingo. let's let's do everything My let's bins. do it great we thought they had to pay him but i think Rappaport came on and was like the danny deal will get done it'll start with a four and we're like oh four they're oh, gonna yeah. they're gonna give him what and it was at that moment we realized oh danny dimes agent is like yeah Guy won a playoff game, mm-hmm. had Joe Judge, bad offensive line. They were selling for as much money as possible. Now they got another year with that deal before they can get out of it. They're going to have to make it work. Saquon coming back will hopefully help, but I don't know how much can help. Just swish cheese oh my God. in front and then not even a thought of how we handle that. Oh, we'll have Darren Waller chipping. It's like, bring in your swing tackle. <laughs> yeah. Mm-hmm. Don't have Dar- put Darren flank Darren Waller out. Bring in your swing tackle to help out. Line him up at tight end if you have to do something. Maybe have 22 personnel. You know what I mean? Perfect. Maybe have yeah. two Why running not? backs, your swing guard or center mm-hmm. running back right here. Yeah. Then your swing tackle, backup tight end right there. And then just have Darren Waller outside one-on-one. Yeah. And then just park everybody in there and hope that you can protect Danny Dimes and have him make plays. But maybe it's just how good the Seattle Seahawks are, who we have not talked about. DK Metcalf, back. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, DK Metcalf, average. Kenny Walker, the third. Ooh. He runs. Mm-hmm. He runs so, so so hard. Who's the tight end that was running down the sideline? No, fan, no, fan, no fan. Unbelievable. I mean, they got a team out there yet again. Gino didn't have to do a damn thing, and they get a massive win because of how good their defense is. They fall into the category of being so far away. Yeah. Like, Seattle is mm-hmm. so, so far away. And in the NFC West, there's a lot of talking points and a lot of teams. Most of all, the San Francisco 49ers. Yep. So the Seahawks don't really get in there. Pete Carroll is one of these coaches who's always going to have a team that's going to be great. And they had a massive win on Monday Night Football. Congratulations. Yeah. To them. We're Seahawks. Let's talk about some other stories happening around the NFL. Uh, one of them is in Pittsburgh, Pennsylvania. Yep. Uh, so <laughs> what's wrong, Tone? Tone. More of the same, Diggs. Pat. Tone. Diggs. Diggs is a new day. Tone is a new what's day. What's the saying? More things change the more they stay the same or the more things that don't change they stay the same yeah they also say same shit different toilet which is what we are about to talk about right here which is what has seemingly been the last 10 years of mike tomlin's regime as the head coach now we love coach tomlin 
Love him. Love him. Love him. Coach Tomlin is actually the reason why I am in the NFL. Coach Tomlin led my pro day at West Virginia, and if it wasn't for him coming out to do that, none of the other scouts would have came out and got a chance to see <laughs> – the cannon. Mm -hmm. Okay. Now, I didn't always know where it was going, but some teams figured out maybe not a field goal kicker. Let's have this guy utilize the weapon that is it. Let's make him punt. Let's have him kick off. So I owe Mike Tomlin a lot. As somebody that was born and raised in Pittsburgh, I appreciate all the happiness that Mike Tomlin has delivered to Yinzers on a very regular basis. I always like the fact that the Pittsburgh Steelers go from Bill Cowher for 20 years into Mike Tomlin for 20 years. A nice little consistent kind of comfortable, let's not get too high on the highs, too low on the lows. But with everything that's taking place right now with this particular offense and this particular Steelers team, it feels as if Yenzers are getting to a point where it's like, mm -hmm. hey, Tomlin, a lot of these stats that people have been pointing out for the last six, seven, eight, nine years are all coming to a point. Is it getting to a time? where Yenzers are done with Coach Tomlin Ooh. being the Pittsburgh Steelers coach. Oh. I ask you, Tone Dick, because what were the stats that Darius Butler looked whoa, up whoa, himself whoa, whoa. for? Yeah, yeah, Darius Butler looked these up <laughs> himself. Sent him into the group this morning. Not, yep. That is not one of my teams. That not is one exact. of my four teams. Zoom in on the bottom. Somebody of put this on Twitter. Butch. I Butch. just shared it with the chat. I did not. Uh, you guys would know how accurate these are. So Darius J. Butler, uh, obviously, <laughs> guest host here Monday through Wednesday, sends us in the group text. And all of this obviously goes through what has happened for the Pittsburgh Steelers. But if you look down at the bottom, the person who did this research had their punditry in there. They did. Yep. Mike, no losing seasons, Tomlin, which is an incredible feat. Yes. Has won a playoff game in just four of his 14 seasons as head coach. He won a Super Bowl with Bill Cowers players. Okay, this isn't college, but got it. <laughs> in his second season, and has since won three playoff games in the past 11 seasons versus A.J. McCarron, Mad respect. Welcome back to the Bengals. It was great in the XFL. Mm -hmm. Matt Moore, okay, did his thing. And Alex Smith, who's incredible on TV, they need to give him a microphone a little bit more in what he's been able to accomplish. But these stats have been thrown in Steelers fans' faces yeah. for a long time mm -hmm. because Steelers fans have backed Mike Tomlin, blind, almost blind support for Mike Tomlin because he will lead it. He is beloved in Pittsburgh. But now it feels like Pittsburghers and Yinzers are kind of starting to change a little bit on this thought. And, you Tone, you can tell the truth here. I would say Yinzers are, are very, very fed up. Um, some Yinzers started this uh, campaign a few years ago. Um, a lot of us did not. Um, and Mike, he got a lot of goodwill winning the first Super Bowl, winning a second Super Bowl, and then going to a third. But that was what? That was 2011, I yeah. believe, was the one against the Packers. Um, I was in my second year in yeah. the NFL. Yeah, so it, it's been quite Tough a I've years. since been nominated for the Hall of Fame. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So it's been quite a Tough long second. time like, since, two since 2011. I know you had two. Yeah. Yeah, well, player, uh, Tampa. Oh, I'm as a Steelers head coach, one, one and one, right? In Super Bowls? Am I wrong? Yeah, one and one. Yeah, yeah. Ben's, okay, okay. Ben's two and one. He had Sorry. one at Tampa. Mike's one and one. Won a Super Bowl at Tampa. Yeah. So he's two times Ben's Super Bowl champion. Um, so he bought a lot of goodwill early with that, and the teams were very, very good early on. And the offense was—we go back to that thing where they weren't—they weren't winning Super Bowls, but at least when it was the Killer Bees Ooh, with Ben and Le'Veon and AB and Marty B and, and all those boys, at least. And Yinzers could talk shit. Yeah, they're yeah. scoring a lot of points. You no, know, yep. Yinzers love football. Pittsburgh is a die-hard football town, and being able to talk shit about your football team is a massive part of being a part of a football town. Yeah. New England is experiencing yeah. the downfalls <laughs> yeah. of not having a team that you can just openly say, we're going to punch you in the mouth. Uh -huh. We're going to beat you. The Steelers were that for a bit, but over the last, what, five, six years, it has not been entertaining brand of football. No. It has not been successful football, and I'll 
don't think there's any expectations to go win a Super Bowl, even from the people in Pittsburgh. And now Mike Tomlin, after the game, is after just getting smoked by the Cowboys, which we we all thought. Not even the Cowboys. It was the Houston Texans with a rookie quarterback. Oh, yeah. Sorry, 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 sorry. That is 100% my fault. Yeah, Cowboys pa- smoked the Patriots. Patriots got killed. Yeah, yeah Texans <laughs> absolutely killed the Pittsburgh yeah. Steelers on J.J. Watt, T.J. Yeah, Watt, but, Mama but, Watt's but, birthday day. Right. He was asked about the offensive coordinator situation. Making This is what Mike Tomlin said immediately after the game about their incredibly lackluster performance against the Houston Texans. Hell, yeah. We got to make some changes, man. Uh, that was That was... That was an ugly product we put out there today. And so uh, we're not going to do the same things and, and hope for a different outcome. What those changes are, man, we'll put together a plan uh, in preparation. So that was about Matt Canada, the offensive coordinator. The question was asked. Because Yenzers have had it with Matt Canada. Yeah. And if you look at Matt Canada, the offensive coordinator for the Pittsburgh Steelers, his track record of being an offense coordinator, not just in the NFL, but in college, maybe even in high school. He has been trash. He has not been good, not been creative, nothing. So that question was asked about Matt Canada, and someone goes, hell yeah, there's going to be changes. Well, today he further clarified what he meant by changes. In a new statement, Mike Tomlin has said, "Uh, yeah, we're not changing the offense coordinator or any of the play-calling responsibilities, not at this juncture no. Ooh. So look forward to more Matt Canada football mm-hmm. coming right down the pipe in Pittsburgh. And this is something that whenever AJ first heard him say, hell yeah, we're making changes, AJ said, oh, he's talking about players right there. Mm-hmm. That is what Coach Tomlin's talking about. Huh? He believes in Matt Canada, publicly has to believe in Matt Canada, or what do you think the thought is here for Mike Tomlin? I mean, it was loud. Like we said earlier, The if you're going to make a move with the OC, the time to do it was this past offseason. And obviously he had belief and faith in them coming into this year. And we all know we've been in locker rooms like this is kind of the quarter point in the season where, all right, you look at everything, you say what changes need to be made. Usually it is player personnel at this point and not coaches. We saw coaching changes last year with uh, obviously uh, the Lions when they fired their D.C., but that usually happens a little later in the season. So I, I don't I don't know the whole context and the whole question and what exactly he was saying changes to. But he damn sure ain't moving that Matt Canada at this point. Well, Matt Canada clearly not getting movies. So not just juncture. No, shout out to the way he says that as well. Really sick. Why, Tony? Come on, believe. You don't on trust the team. Tomlin? Yeah. Oh, you don't oh, trust Tomlin? No. Holy hell! He clarified some of those quote unquote changes today. Uh, that includes more padded practices for the boys. No. Yes. <laughs> smart. Oh no. Smart. Yes. We need to get tougher. It's not smart. Yeah. We need to get tougher. You know, the offense just looks boring. We're not running any of the plays anybody else has. Seems like we got weapons, too, not utilizing them. You know, we got some speed. We got some quickness. Kenny looked good in the preseason. Hasn't looked good since the season. You going to change anything up? Absolutely. Yeah. These boys forgot we're playing football. Uh-huh. Hit a little more during the week. <laughs> Oklahoma. Drill. I love that. I love that that's Coach Tomlin's answer. Mike Tomlin was asked about changes he plans to make. Padded practice. Okay, and canned answers about some matchup adjustments. So all of Pittsburgh oh, is so fed up. Mad. So this is the thing, though, that might – and we're Tomlin people, so this is not fun to say, but this no. is NFL. Okay, I've had a lot of friends that I had lunch with, and then they got cut during lunch, and I've never seen them afterwards, and I still care about it. <laughs> the NFL is a meritocracy, okay? You have to earn it. That is what it is. It's one of the final ones in the world, professional sports, where nepotism can certainly help, but if you don't perform, you are going to get kind of cut off at the seams. It's the way it is. Feels like this is a different year for Tomlin. Feels like mm. all the acceptance of just him being the coach for the Steelers is being viewed a little bit differently. And every time he does, which this is how Tomlin has answered things 
for his entire career as the Pittsburgh Steelers head coach. He's loyal to his very core, like that, is, to his coaches. Yeah. He is going to remain the same thing. He has all his statements that basically say, we don't overreact when everybody else is doing it. But it feels like this year, the reaction from the people that are normally on his side, because there's always been detractors in Pittsburgh, but the people that are normally on his side, sounds like they're getting a little bit more quiet and it's like going the other way. Could you imagine Rooney? decides, like, all right, it's time to move on from Mike Tomlin. It feels like that's chance this year. And I've never felt that over the last 15 years, pretty much, with Tomlin as the head coach. Yeah, I mean, he's gotten extensions after the last last few years. But it's just getting hard to defend the standard as the standard, and the standard is 9-8, and 8-8, eight, eight and eight, whatever it is. Like, you can't, like, not having a losing season is great, but picking 15th every year is also not great either. Yep. Like, and not winning any playoffs and picking 15th. You're just going to be stuck in the middle. Almost swore. Okay. Way well, to go. You're not there. Yeah, no. we're, about, we're 40 minutes into our show without mm-hmm. the F word being dropped we'll on ESPN. Congrats to us. It's just getting hard. Yeah, it is. It's getting, oh, yeah. I think that's the point, though, that I'm trying to make. Yeah. Like, yeah. All the people that have defended Tomlin for a long time, and I think we're a part of that group, that has done it. It's almost getting to a point where it's like, hey, you're the only human not seeing what everybody else is seeing right now. You're the only one. And when it becomes that, and we appreciate him dying on his shield and everything like that, it might, there might be some changes at the end of the year. How did it end with uh, with Cowher? I know this is what, year 8, 17, 18 for Mike? They they won the Super Bowl, and then they had an 8 and 8 season, and then there was health issues with the family a little bit, but then he decided to step away. Um, Uh But there was also some rumblings, even with Cowher after an 8 and 8, or with an 8 and 8 season after being, I think it was, after they won the Super Bowl in 15 and 1 the year before the Super Bowl. So Tomlin's current deal, which pays him an estimated $10 million a year, expires after the 2024 season. Mm. Now, will that be something that will take place? Because the Roonies are notorious. Yeah, we're, we're going to hire from within, mm-hmm. and we'll pay you what we decided we were going to pay you. But it's going to get loud if they keep being that lackluster, boring football team. Can't have it. And the fact that he is just openly still supporting Matt Canada is just – losing fans in Pittsburgh for Tomlin, I believe, personally. Yeah, same exact thing is happening in New England. Like, it's crazy hearing Tony talk about this because this is what people are talking about with Bill just because, obviously, the product on the field isn't good and that's coaching, but I think a lot of what people have a problem with Bill is like, hey, we haven't had number one wide receiver since 2019. And then also, if the O-line isn't good, that's kind of on you to add to the O-line, and there were some O-line free agents this year. So it's nuts how quickly it does happen. Granted, the Patriots won the Super Bowl in 2018, but I know right now, five years removed from that Super Bowl, it's, it's probably 80-20, 80 want Bill out. People Whoa, are not happy. But it was never that. like that. It was not like that. It's been loud for the past couple like years. By like 35-40%. Yeah, it, it was never. Anti-Bill. Vocal minority. Yes. Yeah. yeah, it was a vocal anti- minority. Yeah, anti-Bill. Now it's like the people that were on his side mm-hmm. are like, Come on. Like, you got to do something to give us to continue to defend. It feels like that with Tomlin. Now, how many Super Bowls? Yeah, six. Three <laughs> yeah. in the last 10 years. So, yeah. a little bit, you know. Yeah. Been, yeah. been to five. Maybe you guys need time. to relax a little bit up there. <laughs> well, but also, I appreciate the fact that fans are like, we've had your back. When Tom left, we had your back. Mm-hmm. Whenever Tom won a Super Bowl and we didn't, we had your back. Oh, yeah. When you decided to put a D coordinator and a special teams guy's offense coordinator, we had your back, Bud. but here we are again, looking like trash. And once again, I think a lot of it revolves around we can't talk shit to anybody. Yeah, that's we the, love football season, hundred percent, because we like being excited and happy about our team. But we literally can't walk into a conversation with anybody of any other team and be like, "Yeah, we're gonna beat you." Steelers fans, they think if they put up fourteen points 
Like, that is a miracle mm -hmm. at this standpoint. And that is absurd to think about. It would be awesome. That's what I'm saying. <laughs> yeah. That's what I'm saying. Well, and I, think, I think that's like you hit the nail on the head there. Like, it's it's one thing to get your ass kicked. But when you're going out there and scoring three points or scoring six points and you're also getting your ass kicked, it's like, I don't even want to watch this team anymore. Like, it's not fun to watch. I mean, yeah, if you're, if you're going out there and scoring 28 points and still getting beat, you know, 38-28 or 31-28, mm -hmm. like, you can take that with a grain of salt. And it's like, all right, well, you know, th it's not mm -hmm. the end of the world. But when you're going out there and getting beat 38-3 to or 30-6, to it's like, this is bullshit. I'm not doing this anymore. Come on, coaches. Yeah, good luck, coaches. Figure it out. Let's go from bad football to great football. Guess who's the number one odds-on favorite to win the MVP this year? Who's that? that? Josh Allen. Whoa, Buffalo. There's been a change in the book. Josh Allen plus 350. If you remember over the last three games, he's uh, completing like 77% of his passes. Yeah. I think he has six missed target throws Sir. and eight touchdowns over the last more touchdowns than missed target throws that happened through a game that data people have to zoom in on and be like, uh, wide receiver couldn't have caught this one. That's a missed target throw. Other quarterbacks in the NFL have like 15, 20 of those. Mm -hmm. He has six of them over the last three games with eight tuds over the last opening week. They were cropped. They were trash, mm -hmm. just like the opening week of preseason. They were crop. They were trash. This team got no hype this offseason. Why? Because Aaron Rodgers is in the division. New York Jets have the top three defense. The last time Aaron Rodgers had a top ten defense, he won a Super Bowl. Let's assume that's going to take place in New York. In New York, massive market. Haven't been anything really since Joe Namath and Sanchez and the boys. This is the story. How about the Miami Dolphins? Oh, they're hanging 70 on people. Mm -hmm. They're a wagon. Tua, the jujitsu. This is mm -hmm. the story. So within in their own division, they were the third most talked about team just in their division, yeah. let alone the Patriots who have Bill Belichick. Last year, this team's won the Super Bowl. This is everything. Josh was at the top of the MVP. So they came in this year as underdogs. They came in this year as people that weren't being talked about to go on a run in the AFC because their time has already passed. They could have won on this run two years ago, coin toss. Last year, they could have done it, weren't able to do it. This year's not the year now that Aaron, Tua, and everything else going on in the AFC. And they stumble out of the gates. Oof. Let's bury this team. Now, wait a minute. Yeah. Josh at plus 350. That is very low odds yeah. to win the MVP. Feels like the books think that Josh is going to maintain this. How does the AFC East feel about the Buffalo Beals being the wagon once again? Yeah. Uh, before the season, it was obvious like, hey, you got to go through Buffalo because Buffalo is, you know, they've won the division the last three years. You have to respect that. And then when the season starts and Miami does what they do, I, it was hard for people, I think, in the AFC East at least to say, yeah, this Miami team feels like Buffalo strictly because this Miami team is so much more explosive and different that you almost fear the Dolphins more than the Bills just when you're watching them and you're thinking about how the game's going to play out. But now, we're three weeks later or four weeks later, however the hell long we've been talking about this, the Bills are unbelievable. I mean, they're, yeah. it's arguable they're the best team in the AFC, not just the AFC East, like – I think it's kind of easy to say that versus the Miami Dolphins and even the Chiefs just because what they're doing is so ridiculous. Like, it's impossible to stop them. And then if you think about Buffalo in Buffalo and they get to have home field advantage, and granted it didn't help them last year, but this team feels completely... They're running the ball now, too. Yeah, they, yeah. they feel complete. Like, it's a real... Yeah, they Cook, have, Cook they, is the real deal. Yeah, yeah, James Cook. Is the real deal. Jim. Out of the backfield, not only catching the ball, but also running the ball. Mm -hmm. And their defense, they were without Jordan Poyer this past mm -hmm. weekend, and they still got like two, three picks or whatever. They still don't have Vaughn. 
Yeah, Von Mueller is going to be coming back yeah. in the next couple of weeks. That team was not talked about going into the season, except for negative stuff. Yeah. Remember Stephon Diggs at Fashion Week, well, not happy with the team. Yep. Mm -hmm. Goes back, leaves the building. He's here. He's not here. McDermott says, yeah. I'm worried about Stephon Diggs and everything that's taking place. He's back. He's voted captain again. All signs are pointing towards the Bills making another run at it. And before the season started, we had never even brought that up. And Stephon Diggs, stone cold and some beers. What? I like to see the moxie out of the boys yeah. over there. Kincaid, though, needs to get going. Yeah, they yeah. need to get Kincaid going because that, you know, you draft a guy like that because you think he's potentially a missing piece yeah. that we will need. Hopefully throughout the year they're able to do he got the, he'll, he'll get in. He'll get his opportunities, but at this point with how they're rolling, he just kind of got to get in where he fits in, kind of like Gibbs in, uh, in Detroit right now. But like Tone said, them having the ability to run the ball, because coming in every game for the last couple of years, Josh Allen was their biggest running threat, but now mm -hmm. he's under center, doing more play action things. You talked about Davis being healthy. Diggs obviously been a dog. And Josh Allen taking care of the ball. But the reason they're the scariest team in the AFC right now, even over the Chiefs, would be how sound they are on both sides of the ball. Leslie Frazier left. Sean McDermott takes back over the play calling. And they haven't missed a beat. And they, they almost look a little, almost scarier because they're not as, you know, safe. They're attacking. They're, they're running blitzes. They're doing different things on the back end. Milano's unbelievable. Bernard is unbelievable. Um, and you can imagine how it's going to look once 40, once Von Miller gets back out there. But um, they're a nasty team right now. Yeah, so I, have a, wagon. I have a Hembo stat here that without Von Miller, they have some sort of rush stat that is just absurd. absolutely absurd. I'll have to find it. Ed Oliver's having a, a great year. No I, I think they have more pressures and sacks than anybody else in the NFL, and there's not even Von Miller there. I think is the stat that I read from Hembo. Now, Khalil Mack puts up six sacks yeah. in one yeah, game. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So who knows how stats kind of bounce around. If you looked at those MVP odds, though, Patrick Mahomes at plus 500. Not a bad little sprinkle. No. no not a bad little sprinkle just because it's Patrick Mahomes. Yep. But also, with the stats coming out, with how many people are watching these Chiefs games, yeah. <laughs> it's like playoff game right. every single time they're on TV. And, yeah, it's because Patrick Mahomes is incredible. Wow. And, yeah, it's because Andy Reid is the Kool-Aid man. That's right. And, yeah, it's because Chiefs kingdom has obviously grown over the last few years because they're in the middle of their dynastic run. Sure. T-Swift in the stands. With this demo that the NFL has never been able to reach, it makes a lot of people go, ah, it feels like a work. <laughs> 27 million viewers. Most watched show since the Super Bowl was Sunday Night Football. Damn. And I remember last week, whenever T-Swift popped in out of nowhere to 4 o'clock, most watched yeah. game. I think that's going to continue. So if, you're, if we're just doing like MVP voting and stuff like that, Patrick Mahomes is probably going to have – a whole new demo, voting and, yeah. and, and spinning narrative, uh -huh. and that's the age 12 to 17 teenage girls, up 53% <laughs> off of last season. And then women's age 18 to 24, up 24%, Damn. 35 plus, 34%. Yeah, I mean, it's crazy. all categories, whatever it comes to female watching of the NFL, up, and that's only in a voting game yeah. that is only going to help because they're going to watch Patrick Mahomes not do what he did against the Jets. No. Those two passes oh. that got picked. Yeah, what are we doing? That is not Patrick Mahomes. No. And I, don't, I, I hope there was a message sent amongst the Swifties like, hey, what you just saw this guy do, <laughs> anomaly. Him missing those two balls never, ever happens. All that running you see him doing and electrifying, normally that's 
completed for a 70-yard touchdown on the other side. They'll see that next week, I assume. Plus 500, Patrick Mahomes. Not a bad little sprinkle there. Also, Purdy down there at plus 1,600. I think that guy has like less incompletions than he does poops in a day. Yeah, like I, I think he he has been like sound and perfect. And we know the MVP is a quarterback yep, trophy. Like Christian McCaffrey should be in there. I was surprised he's not on here, actually. But that's just, the, he'll it's be the offensive it, player it of the year. Should be called best quarterback because sure. that team goes through him. Yeah, it should be MVQ. It should be the most valuable quarterback is how the MVP has been and will been. It's a quarterback-driven league. Danny Dimes getting paid $40-some million. Okay, that's just (laughs) the only stat that you need to see there. But there's some good odds right here. And plus 350 is small. Those are very small odds four weeks into a game tone or four weeks into the season. There's no way that they get shorter. And by that mean, I don't think it's going to go from plus 350 to plus 300 or plus 250. I and it's a long season. We got a lot of time left. I wouldn't bet Josh Allen now because I think at some point you're going to eventually get better odds, whether he has a bad game or something like that, or Mahomes or Tua has another 500 yard game or Bingo. something like that. Well, and Jalen's never lost, seemingly. <laughs> yeah, and Jalen just had his best game by far. Like he was, the throws that he made to AJ Brown on Sunday were absurd. Like he, I think he's kind of starting to feel it again. Do we think the Swifties, okay, are going to voyage into the rest of the NFL? No. I wish. No chance. Nah. No. no. No, I, I'll be interested to see what the what the ratings are if it's not broadcast that hey Taylor's going to be at the Chiefs game this Sunday. Like if she's going to be at Min- I think they're at Minnesota maybe. Or yeah, something like that. we'll see because that's a beautiful stadium, Minnesota beautiful this time of year. Yep. But if she doesn't go there, we'll see how many of the Swifties are actually tuning in. Well, I think they've fallen in love with football. I, I think they have too, but I think hey, they, we appreciate you guys. Yeah, I think, Swifties. I think they've also fallen in love with seeing what Taylor's wearing in the box. And she did look cool. She had a leather jacket yeah. and those jeans. I saw th- those things sold out like hotcakes immediately online. So I think the Swifties are kind of more. Do you think Taylor ever thinks to herself, this is absurd? I bet. Has right? to. Has to. She has, like, she walks out of those sold-out stadiums six times. She's doing Wembley six times, I guess, this summer or something like that. That's absurd. Six <laughs> times. I think wow. that's the most in the history. Like, I think I think Eminem sold out over there as an uh, American. I think Michael Jackson sold out over there. Because mm-hmm. when we went and played over there, there's a hallway you walk down, and it has all the Americans that have sold the place out, all the musicians that have sold it out. Kid Rock. I think I don't think I don't know if Kid Rock has sold out. So. Really? I thought I, I'm on. Our, I don't remember seeing my name. I don't. I don't remember that. Oh. If Bob might have. I don't know if Kid sure, did. Okay. But like, she sold that place out six times. Yeah. Do you think there's moments where she just like looks in the mirror and is like, Yeah, you did it. You know what I mean? Like, the NFL, the biggest league on earth, are seeing the biggest numbers they've seen. Why? Because of me. Taylor like, Swift, yeah. Does Taylor wow. ever do that, I wonder? When wow. she's getting wheeled Absolutely. in and out of suites in that popcorn machine, yeah, she I'm like, assuming this that's... This is insane. Yeah, I'm that assuming I have that's to do when this. she knows, like, uh, how did I get here? Like, even the football people who are very mad that we're even bringing this up right now in this conversation, the super football people, like, we're not here. Like, at some moment, we everybody needs to pay their respects. Yes, <laughs> yeah. Like, everybody needs to pay their respects for what she's... I'm not saying she's the only human that has been incredibly successful, but you watch the doc, I think she's had her hand in her oh, yeah. success. Every, oh, yeah. More than most people. Hard. That's why I think her and Travis, who's an Ohio right. guy, yeah, who has worked his ass off, mm-hmm. and I, I think they are a good. They're simpatico. I think so. Yeah. Good business relationship. Well, you said they were in love what three weeks ago. First You're disgusting. They, they are. are. They are. Tony. Did you hear what Tony no, just said? What he said. He said it's a business relationship. Oh come oh, on. Why? Tony. Wait. What do you want to see him suck face? That'll make you think that yeah. it's real. Yeah. Well, You'll be a pig. 
What business is Kelsey supporting that you think would be something like that? That was the first time they're in public. Yeah. Geez. Okay, it was the first time. They were a little bit worried. They didn't know what to do. Dipping their He's toes in a lot in the of commercials. Do you see her? A lot. He's in a lot of Yeah, commercials. and Tony doesn't like a few of them. Well, he's not Tony's not the only one. <laughs> no, he is. Tony's not, Tony's <laughs> no, not the only one. Those have gotten loud. I can't believe him and Aaron were talking on the sideline. What? Are you talking about? That's what it was about, actually. <laughs> they had to have a little... You know, powwow just to explain each other's. Are you talking about his photo of Novak Djokovic? Uh, I I think that might have came up. I think Kelsey might have been like, hey. I got a couple of people that have sent me messages saying, you don't need to be anti vaccine. I want to say, hey, listen, through that whole thing. Yeah. I got one of these right here. I got the jab, baby. I got one of these right here. Had to. I mean, would I have if I didn't have to? Probably not. That's just kind of how I operate. If everybody's telling me to do something, about a thousand percent chance I'm not going to do it just out of principle. Okay. Mm-hmm. Call me an asshole. Do what you got to do. That's how I've been since I've been a little baby pad. But had to do it because traveling for work. Yes. So as Aaron was doing his thing during old COVID and I'm getting slaughtered by people, I just wish that there was a sign I could have held up like, hey, I did your song and dance. <laughs> yeah. Okay. I did the song and dance. Please get away from it. But there are some people that have said, uh, Let's revisit that whole thing and mm-hmm. see. And Aaron's one of them. He'll be joining us at uh, yeah, nice. 2.05. Cannot wait to chat for him. We are not against anything. No. No, never. We do, not know, we do not know any of these situations or world. But I will say, if Travis was to get into a VAX conversation, Aaron had that 500-page report. Yeah, he's right. Yeah. That Dr. Joe Rogan and many others Signed helped off. him piece together. That's right. So I would like to be a fly on the wall for those two chit-chatting. Um, it was probably about Taylor. I hope it was. Sure. What's your favorite song? Aaron was trying to test whether or not he was a Swifty. Oh, yeah, okay. What's your favorite? My favorite is August. What's your favorite? Uh, that's what I thought. Huh. Somebody needs to tell Taylor. Or he could have went, like, remember the Titans, been like, you talking to my girl? Travis? Yeah, <laughs> yeah exactly. Imagine he smacks his sunglasses. Yeah, right. Ohio is a man who's won a college football national championship, a Super Bowl championship. He's a father of 10, the current president of Ohio, and the all-time leading tackler for the Green Bay Packers, ladies and gentlemen, A.J. Hall. A.J., we we were both on the Seattle Seahawks last night, then we were both on the New York Giants last night, then we were both on the Seattle Seahawks, and then you try to sneak in one last pick. Anyways, (laughs) we were both on the Seahawks last night alongside, I'm happy you're my camera's check. You you good? Nice. I mean, sure. Yeah, I'm great. Oh, uh, you have but no yeah, idea. Good game last yeah. night. Yeah. Good AJ, game last night. you have no idea. Join if you want to talk about your thing being a problem, you have yeah. no idea what's been going on in this particular department all morning. But let's move along. We're lucky to be at ESPN. Lucky. Yep. Lucky yeah. to be at ESPN. Love you, ESPN. Lucky to be at ESPN. Thankful to be at ESPN. What did you see from that game last night that made you believe, oh, Seattle might be able to go on a run? Oh, the Giants are dead. Which way did you see it? How did you view it? And what are your takeaways? Um, possibly a little bit of both, I guess. I mean, I don't, I don't think the Giants are dead. I, I think they're, they're going to have to figure out their offensive line situation. I mean, Daniel Jones, good luck. Is it officially 10 sacks? Did they take one away or something? Uh, I, guess? I don't know. One. Yeah, yeah, it's 11. Yeah, yeah, whatever. yeah, I thought it was 11. But either way, wow. yeah, I mean, the Seattle Seahawks, uh, you can always got to keep, like, no matter what, they seem to always find a way. They're always in it. They know what they're doing. You see Pete, like, we love seeing all the publicity Pete gets at his age, just bouncing around the sidelines. But – Gino did what he had to do. I love his, uh, what was it, his uh, Twitter, Instagram, with Daddy's Home. That was awesome. So yeah. good for him. I love that. He threw for 110 yards. Yeah. Uh, yeah. But he had great leadership and he bounced back from an injury. That's right. Bingo. Okay, Drew Locke came in there and started spinning it. Yeah. I thought it was going to 
Call that my bodyguard. Yeah, that's my bodyguard. I thought we were back in the Drew Locke era. And there are some teams around the NFL that I think forgot that Drew Locke existed. <laughs> and then you watch them last night. It's like, wait, whoa, whoa, whoa. Remember, Drew Locke was going to Seattle to be the starter. Yep. Everybody in the NFL, except for Geno Smith and the Seattle Seahawks, thought that Drew Locke was getting traded to be the starter of the Seahawks. And the Seahawks always said, nah, Geno's our guy. Geno's our guy. Then Drew Locke comes in there for two, three series, spinning it, comfortable, scores a tud. Running. And I think Geno saw it and was like, wait a minute, wait a minute, wait a minute. <laughs> we got to get back out there. And then Geno answered immediately, and the Seahawks were able to do what they did. Maybe trade bait. Drew Locke, Ooh, maybe trade bait with what he he showed last night. Thought he looked calm, cool, collected, and talented, which has been the story for him his entire career. Whenever you see Pete Carroll chew his gum the way he did, though, yeah. and we talked about this at the start of the hour, uh, start of the show, felt like the gum was getting the best of him last night. <laughs> did you did you get that as well? <laughs> No, I never really felt like he was out of control. I felt like he was in control of the gum. I think if we were to go back five, ten years and see a Pete Carroll gum chew versus last oh. night's gum chew, I think the gum is putting up a much better fight than it had in the past. Uh -huh. Now, I will say, me around Pete Carroll chewing gum like that with the thing that I have with people chewing with their mouth open would drive me nuts. And the fact that he's in a microphone, oh, right, oh, baby. potentially with whoever's listening to that, Ooh. I could not imagine it. But anytime you see Pete doing his thing and jumping, it's inspiring. The videos that came from training camp with him thrown as a 70-year-old, that guy is a machine out there, and he's a damn good ball coach, A.J. Hawk. Yeah, I mean, I think that it trickles down through everybody in their whole – anytime you talk to a player that played has played in Seattle or plays there, coaches there, they're all on, like, the same wavelength. They're all juiced up. I, I think multiple coaches wear cleats to practice and are running routes and stuff, doing things like that. You see Pete, like, how could you not when the dude's running – what, cut 110s every single day right next to the team. Yeah, him jogging, striding. I can barely walk to my car after a day. But <laughs> Pete Carroll's out there absolutely crushing it. Love what the Seahawks are doing. Hate what the Giants are doing. Let's move on. Have you seen what's going on with the Raiders? Okay, mm. so the Raiders, <laughs> obviously, in the middle of a little bit of a to-do. So the Raiders take on the Chargers, and we get a video out of SoFi of some fans talking to Mark Davis. They got Mark Davis basically sitting in a seat that is very accessible <laughs> Yeah. to a lot of people, and Raiders fans felt this was the time to send some messages. Here's from this past weekend. I got to get there, guys. Yeah. All right, Mark Davis, obviously one of the most electrifying owners in the league. His haircut is awesome. The way he handles things is hilarious. Mm -hmm. Obviously got the team from his dad, leaves Oakland, goes to Vegas. He's got a lot on his plate. I think there's an IRS investigation that was taking place well, last year, let alone everything else. His life, I assume if it was a documentary or a movie, would have incredible scenes scattered throughout its entirety. But him hearing from his fans, you know, first of all, them putting him in that suite. Yeah. Interesting. He Bold. had have something to do with that. That's his. That's his house. He, yeah, he he has control, right? He could. Well, I, I guess he probably should just go to the indoor so, part. I think that, that was, was a sofa. I think oh, that was a was sofa. sofa. Oh, okay, okay. I think that was a sofa. But like him being having that much access to the people, I mean. <laughs> 
that was an alley-oop for something to be said. Mm. Yeah. But did you hear what they were saying? They were saying, fire him when they were talking yeah. about McDaniels. They hate this guy and what he's been doing in Las mm. Vegas. And then you hear Josh Jacobs talk after the game. And Josh Jacobs, obviously, we knew that he had a little bit of a situation contractually. And last year, he was the number one rusher in the entire NFL. And if you go back even further, his story, I believe he was homeless in high school. Yep. This dude's a dog, a great football player. Here's him talking after the game about his life as a Raider. For me, it's frustrating, man. I'm tired of losing. Just keep it 100. I'm tired of losing, man. And I, oh. I mean, I, I feel like every day I go in there and, he, and I, and I work. So, so eventually something got to give. Is the fact that it's close, is it like, okay, we're right there? Or is it just even Nah, man, that make it worse. <laughs> that make it worse, man, because that, that just means, you know, five to six plays, you do them right. Difference in the outcome of the game. But, it's, but at the same time, you're tired of saying five or six plays, different about coming to the game. It's just time to do that. It's amazing we're four weeks into this, and they seem to be broken. Not only Josh Jacobs, but also the fans. And Mark Davis is giving thumbs up, but behind the scenes, everything's thumbs down. <laughs> it does feel like, especially with the whole Chandler Jones situation that is just happening live, in person, as we speak. So what do you think about the Raiders? What do you think about Josh Jacobs and what he said there? And how do they fix it over there, AJ, this early into the season? Well, whatever, whatever needs to happen to fix it, which the coaches, I'm sure, are all scrambling to try to figure that out, like, it has to happen quick. We know it, you do this a couple more weeks in a row, you let a couple more games get away from you, it, it's not looking good. It's looking like a tough season for the rest of the, the year. So I don't know what they need to do, honestly. Is McDaniels the answer? What, like, whenever so, you, people talk about firing a coach, though, like, I'd like to know who, you wanna, who do you want to replace them with? Who do you have to step in that role? What you say? Go ahead. No, I was saying, who, who's the alternative, uh, what AJ was yeah. saying, but um, – it seems like they kind of have the right guys in the locker room, right? You got Devontae Adams. Obviously, he's frustrated. He's used to winning, been in Green Bay all that time. Jimmy G's been a winner throughout his career. Obviously, he's banged up. Um, Josh Jacobs coming from Alabama. He's used to winning. And these guys are playing hard. Max Crosby is a guy I would build my defense around with how he plays up front. So you got some of the guys in the locker room. So you definitely got to look at the head coach, especially when you're you know, kicking field goals. You know, down what eight? Yeah. Oh yeah, yeah. making yeah. bad decisions. So, uh, Josh McDaniels, I think I didn't. This kind of explain. Uh, this kind of goes back to the conversation, and I don't want to do this, but we have to. The Belichick tree, coaching tree, is a terrible one as head coaches. <laughs> bad. They're terrible. They like McDaniels. We saw the song and dance at Denver. Now he had Tim Tebow. Okay. And, hey, God bless him. Yeah. Won a playoff uh, great yeah. against Pittsburgh Steelers. Which is a part of the whole Tomlin. Yeah, true. Do that. That, was, that was uh, Fox. Oh, okay. He was already oh, gone. By okay, that. that was John Fox. All right, never mind. Okay. Never mind. Okay. Sorry about yeah. that. Yeah, so don't we do, do that. apologize for that. Tim Tebow, though. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Demarius Thomas. Oh, yeah. On Ike. We love Ike. Yeah. But that was a great ball. That was. That was, great. that was the first touchdown they scored maybe in 10 weeks. Yeah. Though. First They play. were winning games like 6-2. to two. Oh, yeah. Do you yeah. remember that? Steelers oh, yeah. had nine in the box on that. They just had singled up on the wideouts <laughs> outside. And, yeah. Anyway, so McDaniels would probably say that he wasn't given a full opportunity to win as a head coach there. But you start going down the list of all these Belichick disciples who have been given the keys to a building and to run things. And for one reason or another – they seemingly all stink. And this is McDaniel's second opportunity. His second opportunity could have been with the Colts. Remember, the Colts yeah. hired him uh -huh. as the head coach. He turned his plane around, went back to New England because he was supposed to be the next head coach of the Patriots. Then Bill Belichick said, that's funny, I'm never retiring. Yeah, so well, 30 years from now, is that what you're going to do? He ends up taking the Raiders gig with a friend as the GM. This is going to be good. McDaniel's is going to be great. They're spending money. They're signing people. They're making moves. They stink. Day to day, it feels like the Belichick Patriot way. 
way. Mm-hmm. He's just not an easy one to implement in other places. You were drafted to the Patriots. Yep. How much do you think that has to play in to what's going on at the Raiders right now? Ooh. And is this just going to be forever that Belichick's assistants suck as head guys? I mean, it, it's hard. Like you said, it's hard to replicate. And shit, you're seeing it now with, with – with- Bill, you know, once Brady leaves and all of these teams and all these organizations. Oh, is it the Brady way? It wasn't even the Patriot way. Well, Brady obviously is a huge, huge part of it. But all these organizations, you talked about being able to talk trash to other teams. Usually you have a dog at quarterback. Like, I don't care who your head coach is, the owner, the GM. Like, it starts with quarterback. Peyton, Drew, Aaron, uh, Cam at his height. Whoever it is, it starts around that guy. So you need that guy. And then you can implement whatever system, you know, Pete Carroll, he he's did it his way, which is completely different than what Bill Belichick has done. So it's it's a thousand ways to skin it. Let's cat. go through it, though. Uh, Man, Janie, he had guys doing 6 a.m. Oklahoma drills on Wednesdays. That's right. And like 10 weeks into the season. Do you remember hearing that? Oh, yeah. I remember we uh, when he went to – Man, Janie went to Cleveland. We played a couple of my former teammates. We played him in the preseason. We went to dinner the night before with them. And they're like, man – I will do whatever it takes to get back here. We want, I want to be back in Green Bay. <laughs> I was sitting in Indianapolis locker room, just like chilling, wondering to myself, what are other places like? And I actually <laughs> openly asked that question, and then somebody said, my buddy's on the Browns right now. They just got done doing Oklahoma drills. I'm like, it's 6.45. Yep. Yeah. <laughs> 6 a.m. they were doing Oklahoma drills this morning yep. because he wanted to instill toughness. He wanted to make the team tougher and more discipline, more accountability. It's like, well, they're still the bronze after this whole thing. It's going to be tough to keep people showing up and doing that. You talk about Joe Judge. Yep. You talk about Matt Patricia. Flores. You talk about McDaniels. Yeah. You talk about Flores. It's like one thing after another. For whatever reason, all eyes point to like, oh, the reason why it happened up there is because of Bill, mm-hmm. not because of all these guys. Are the Raiders going to have to acknowledge that, or is just this McDaniels getting a bad shake? Because remember, no Chandler Jones. Yes. Yeah. Okay? That kind of came out of nowhere. Yep. Sure. Now, we hope everything's okay. He's been arrested. Obviously, we watched a live on X. That was not good. He's a difference maker, yeah. especially yeah. with Max Crosby. They might be a completely it, different team with him playing. There's no way McDaniels could have knew that was going to take Now, they are, well, you're talking about Chandler Jones. They also drafted uh, Tyree Wilson, what, seven overall, I think, who yeah. a lot of people say, oh, this guy may be I better than Jalen Carter or Will Anderson. Yeah, he hasn't yeah. had really any production. Well, and then stuff, previous so. draft picks. Yeah. yeah. Right. Farrell. Well and Farrell, mm-hmm. yeah. Uh, all wasn't brilliant. him, though. That, that, was, that wasn't McDaniels. That was a different. No, but I'm just yeah, saying, in like. In general, yeah. The players that you could have on your team. Yes could also help McDaniels in this thing. But all the stats are going to say, Belichick disciple sucks as a head coach. That's just how it's going to read. Yeah, and now it's even more so that because Jimmy G is the guy that they brought in to save him, and he's hurt, you know, four games into the season. So He was hurt when he showed up. Exactly. Yeah, mm-hmm. and then he even knows. So it's one of those things where absolutely, like, you need to get players in there, but he's already done that. He traded for Devontae right away. He has guys. He signed Jacoby Myers in the offseason. Like, I, it feels as though he's done everything that you're supposed to do. You're supposed to have a weapon. You're supposed to have a pass rusher. You're supposed to have all those things. Good. Good special teams. Good special teams, which they do. They yeah. have that. They have, you know, finally the quarterback after they brought him in. But now it's it's solely McDaniels, and it's just not going to work. Well, maybe. Well, hey, whoa. We know. We're only like four weeks in. And yeah. And we, and we, Billy O was okay, too. I just thought about We're a was, year. He has some D.C. years oh. in Houston. He won a couple of divisions. Oh, Billy O. Yeah, and people won't count very Yeah, they gave up that 24-point lead to the Chiefs that started I mean, the I dynasty. Know. Yep. Mm-hmm. I know, but I'm just saying, yes, they were in the play. Well, they were the yeah, team yeah. that was in the playoffs, mm-hmm. I think, in the AFC Championship. No, 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 no divisional yeah, round. They yeah. played the Titans the next Came year. Back. And Vrabel isn't a Belichick disciple, but he nope. does credit Bill with a lot of the stuff that he is. But he didn't grow up in the coaching tree. No. Right? Because no. he started in Houston. Yeah, he right. started his coaching gig. Right? He, he just played there. 
What's that? Yeah, Bill's the GM too. Like he he's GM, he's the head coach. And like, you know, you've you had Lombardi, you had Pioli, you had Casario, all these other guys who've um kind of been his right hand man, but he's essentially been the GM for that whole run too. How have they done? I mean, that's a whole nother. We haven't yeah. even talk, talked about well, his scouting department. Casario's doing nice. You could say he's doing really well, yeah. Very well in Houston. Mm -hmm. So I he guess maybe. Too. Huh? He inherited. Yeah, he not just a small one. Yeah, yeah. No. not just a small one. He he inherited maybe the biggest fire in the history oh, of the yeah. NFL down Ever. there, and he had to figure out Easterby situation. Yeah, remember because there was a guy that was FCA and down there, mm -hmm. and also you know you remember he was two stepping on the yeah. water like Jesus Christ. Red face, blue face. He two stepped right into a GM gig. What do you mean? I know. Well, I don't know if it was his two step, but he did have a couple sermons that that McNair family oh, was like, man. this guy this needs to not only be telling us about Jesus. He needs to be telling us about football as well. What did you do? You were in New England? Uh, I was the FCA guy for New England. Yeah, I led prayer circles, and mm -hmm. guys could come talk to me when they were going through stuff. Yeah, but were you around Bill ever? All the time. I uh, prayed with Bill all the time, absolutely. Mm -hmm. He's like, make this guy GM. <laughs> Can we get him a headset? That was happening. Yeah. Down there in Houston, Casario comes in. He's on the – remember, Casario's on the headsets yeah. yep. during the games, and everybody's like – GM can't be implementing his thoughts in the middle of the game. And you got Easterby, the FCA guys making decisions. And what a Deshaun Watts. I mean, yeah. trade JJ. So, yeah. D hop, get out of here for a bag of balls. Mm -hmm. I mean, Houston was a pit of hell, absolute pit of hell. And now, Casario is more in charge. Yes. Yep. And they are a wagon. Yeah. And they are a problem. And there's a stat going around that not only is CJ Stroud incredible, Anthony Richardson. Is as well. Oh. The AFC South's got these young quarterbacks that are about to take over, and I think it's a good pivot to join us right now, ladies and gentlemen. The quarterback guru of ESPN, a man who also had a five-minute Walmart commercial that made its way onto social media through Dude Perfect mm. so that good. we all watched. So good. His wife and kids kind of stole the show, but his yeah. acting whenever he was animated as a Toy Story character oh, this oh. weekend, Woo. reminisced with what he did yeah. in the Equalizer commercial, yep. with what he did in the Walt. This guy isn't just a quarterback guru. Oh. This this man is the most interesting man in entertainment. Ladies and gentlemen, a guy who's never seen salt on his food, Dan Orlowski. Yeah, What's going on, Dan? What's up, buddy? Hey, the Walmart dude perfect thing with the whole fam, I watched the whole thing. I watched the whole oh, thing. Bravo. Great work. I appreciate it, man. I, I, that was a... Uh... An interesting day. A lot of Dr. Pepper drank. A lot of Dr. Oh. Pepper, man. Oh, I bet you got all bubble guts uh, out of that <laughs> entire thing. I know you had to probably do a workout. Congrats on the London call. Hey, let's go, yeah, Dan. Boy, Dan. You're killing it. Congrats Thanks, on the man. Toy Story. You hit that dinosaur. Come on. Yeah. You all right? Yeah. Right. Good yeah, it's a pretty good weekend. Didn't wear pants on TV, apparently, to everybody at that least. So it was, it, was a good, uh, it was a good weekend, man. London was cool. Got to go to a soccer game, Tottenham versus Liverpool. Never been. Fun experience. So it was it was a good it was a good weekend. How'd they treat you? Did you do any of the song and dance with the hooligans? No, we didn't. We we went Fowler took us. Um oh, yes. and Fowler <laughs> yeah. Fowler hooked us up, man. Fowler's been awesome to us. Like he's been <laughs> unbelievable, kind of taking care of us and we went to dinner and uh he took us, me, Laura, uh, uh and one of like the producers, Wiley, and uh, we just had really good seats, and uh, we didn't do the whole song and dance, but um, it was a fun experience to be go kind of go be a part of, or at least take in. Love Wiley. He's a dog for us on game day. Wiley. Literally gets to the yeah. bottom of everything. Shout to Laura as well. Fowler actually showed two lions doing it this offseason in the safari on his IG story. I've learned so much about life through <laughs> Fowler's IG stories. He's 
Yakov, you're one of the most interesting people of all time. He legitimately is, and consummate professional. I think you guys have done a great job oh. this year. I think you guys have been a good booth this year. Thank you, man. No, I appreciate it. I, I will tell you this, dude. Like, he has been um, – I didn't know him before. Like, he has been so impressive to me as far as being a pro. You know, NFL is kind of new to him. And so, like, how much he's had to spend time learning it. Also, he's unbelievable. But more so for me, dude, just not trying to be corny or whatnot. Like, the way he's just treated me and certainly Laura and the whole crew uh, has been uh, awesome, dude. So, he's been, like, a joy to be around, like, doing the job. But also – He's he's been so good to good good to us on the crew and certainly me me and Laura and Lewis very much so. Okay, well shout out to Fowler. He'll be in a bunch of Hall of Fames whenever he's done, including the yeah. Human Hall of Fame. I saw him take off his shirt and get dressed one time. Yeah, got a ripped. Shredded. Huh? Not kind of ripped. Got not, shredded. Not kind of. No kind of about it. Super shredded. Mm -hmm. I mean that guy hiked right. I think every mountain in the world this Properly off beast. And this he was doing a uh, a barefoot earth walk before he hit the plane to go over to yeah. London. I love everything about him. Every once in a while awesome. I'll send a response to his IG story. Hell yeah, Fowler. <laughs> Hell yeah. yeah. And I don't know if he thinks I'm mocking him or if I'm motivating him. It is the latter. Potentially a little bit at the beginning though because he's so interesting. I've never met anybody like yeah. him. Let's move along. I just talked about the Houston Texans. How Casario has done down there building that team up cj stroud and anthony richardson i think are like number one and number two in the nfl against man coverage pretty much in the yeah. why are these young guys doing so well now we don't have to talk about bryce we don't have to dive into everybody but why are cj we'll start with cj why is cj doing so well down there in houston and then we'll follow up with anthony richardson dan orlovsky yeah, so going into the NFL, it was, it was clear that CG was just the best pure pocket passer. That has been the case. I think the thing that has been so impressive watching CJ is how quickly he's seeing it and then throwing it. You know, like I always say one of the hardest things or one of the things, you know, like how, how quickly can your eyes tell you, like, I got to go here with the football and then get it out. Or, oh, oh, oh that's the defense and my eyes got to be here to throw the ball that I want. And then as I hold that guy, get back to the route that I really want to throw and get it out. And and then accurately in, in ball placement, like this one down in the red zone, just how, how quickly he pops it out of his hands is something that we didn't necessarily see a ton of at Ohio State. Remember, coming out of state, like no one threw guys open more than CJ. He's got a, a seam to Dalton Schultz. Is this the ball? To yeah. Dalton Schultz. On, um, dude, he holds the backside safety. And then, you know, Pat, like you can only make three throws on this throw. It's either got to have a lot of air. It's got to have like an in-between air or it's got to be ripped. But the the right throw is the in-between one before the safeties get there and over that linebacker. That's that's the, the right throw in that moment. I always say that. Don't make every throw. Make the right one. The touchdown pass to Nico Collins, the reason – oh, this this RPO that he gets out super quickly is sick. The touchdown pass to Nico Collins, here's why it's so awesome. He sees the safeties go from kind of like in-between two of them to one of them. So they're playing man coverage. And when he lets that ball go, he's got to see where the corner is. D-Butt knows this. Yep. And if the corner's up top, he's going to flatten him to the sideline. Mm -hmm. If the corner plays on the back hip in what we call a trail, then you throw it with air. Dude, that ball is freaking perfect, man. So I think, like, it's been impressive to watch him display that. And then for Anthony, uh -huh. uh, I remember, like, coming out. He's not accurate. He's not accurate. He's Watch him make these throws, guys. Yes. The accuracy is all over his tape. 
Um, he's a guy. I think like he's a guy. The 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 ability to make some of the special plays, like he threw a ball to Pittman in the end zone that wasn't caught, that I think Pittman can catch. That is just rare. It's special. It's Patrick Mahomes. It's Josh Allen. It's it's Lamar Jackson. Um, the two Hurt, point man. play is special. The go route that he throws while he's getting dragged to the ground by Aaron Donald is special, rare talent. So you're watching like the rare talent and the physical ability for Anthony while also, you know, going to the right place on a consistent basis with the football. I mean, th- that's again the, the storyline mm. and, and, and throwing it to like runners footballs and whatnot. I, I think the two things that I really want to see from Anthony going forward, Pat, is how quickly can we get it out sometimes? Like, how quickly can you get it out? Because that's part of the growth. That throw on the run is yeah. off the charts. Flat-footed I mean, falling. Yeah. Let me go ahead and do this thing. Thank you. And then, is this the two-point play? Mm-hmm. Yes. Yeah, dude, it, like, it's so rare. So, I want to see, like, how quick. I mean, that play is unbelievable, man. That's I don't, sweet. Like, it's unreal. Um, so, like, the physical talent. Like, I, I guess that was the question is, like, is his physical talent going to transfer? And it's absolutely transferred. How quickly can he get the ball out? You know, and, and doing that even more so. And then I, I really want to see over the next three months how much he can grow and develop getting getting from, like, number two to three and four. Got it. Because he does a pretty good job of getting one to two. How quickly can you get to, like, two to three or four as defenses start to take it away from you? But both those guys, man, have been awesome. I'd say this about CJ. It's not only if you're – and Indy. It's not only you sit there and go, like – Hey man, our our young players doing really well. I honestly believe, as an organization, after a month, you sit there and go, "We got ourselves one of them." <laughs> like we we got ourselves one of those guys. Yeah, and Anthony has that three sixty spike that's Oof. just like cooler than everybody yeah. else. So he's got his thing too. Hey Anthony, nobody <laughs> else can do that. Let's keep doing yeah. that. That's especially yeah. in the yeah. Midwest. Jeez. Really cool. You know, I every, like, like that is. The amount of branding that can go around that. And I know Blue loved it, but not as much as the entire stadium. We know we got a guy. I'm happy to hear CJ's a guy because remember going into the draft process, he's S2 test. Yeah, not good. He's not yeah. that good. Uh-oh. And he's not that athletic. It's all trash. I agree. Go ahead, AJ, your question for Orlovsky. Dan, what about uh, last night, obviously, the New York Giants and Daniel Jones? What, uh, what do you see they're doing offensively that you may change if you were in there for some reason? And do you think they have some hope to turn things around? So the thing that separated the Giants and Daniel last year was two things. One, they committed to protection, you know, so consistently. There were seven or eight-man protections. And two, Daniel was often a problem solver. We have not seen either of those that consistently that this year, and certainly the latter. Last night, I am i don't need to come on your guys' show or any show and tell people that, like, yeah, the offensive line didn't play great. And, you know, skill position, I guess, hasn't, you know, Waller hasn't been what certainly I expected him to be. There, there was a part of me this offseason, I think it was on your show, Pat, where I was like, you know what, Daniel might be able to go for like 32 and 10 this year, I think. Because, like, I really believed in the offensive line and their young players. Yeah, you said Justin Fields um, and, yep. Dan, and Dan Dives might yep. go for 32 and 40, 40 mm-hmm. touchdowns. Respectively, I think. And, and so I believed in the tackles, and I thought Waller would be better. I thought what Hyatt would be better. Um, it's, it's specifically to last night, AJ. It's fair for us to expect more from Daniel Jones, though. We, we, can't, we can't constantly go, well, you know, he's in his, what, sixth year? It can't constantly be, well, everything around him is not, not good enough right now. Well, D- D- Darren Waller did play. Hyatt did play. Wandale Robinson did play. Bellinger did play. And out of those 11 sacks, I count four of them on the offensive line. I count Sheesh. 
six of them on Daniel Jones. Now, I think one or two of those are Daniel kind of scrambles a little bit and gets like a zero-yard gain, which is a sack, or a one-yard gain. Four on the offensive line, six of them are on Daniel, and one of them is on Paris Campbell. That's when they tried to throw the quick little bubble route, double pass. That counts as a sack for some reason because it's a lateral. Um, It's not unrealistic to say, we paid you all this money, and when we're down some guys – you can't be part of the reason why we get whooped. Certainly not part of the reason why losing, but we get whooped. Like the sack fumble, AJ, you you and Deep Butt know this, Pat. You notice when you have an overhang defender as a quarterback, it's either we don't run the play or when I make the fake, I better know that cat's not blocked. <laughs> and like, it's almost like he comes out of the fake and ex- is expecting the guy not to be there. So, um, they got issues. Daniel's not playing good, and their offensive line didn't play great, but they're getting way too much blame today for their performance. We know you don't have a lot of time. Darius wants to ask you another question about another New York quarterback. We're such shellouts. Only New York quarterback <laughs> questions here. Yeah, a lot a lot of people, most of us up here ready to write Zach Wilson off, had Namath coming at him. Uh, big night, obviously, Taylor Swift in the building, A-Rod in the building. He showed up. He played much better football. What did you see differently from him and uh, Nathaniel Hackett's game plan? Yeah, I'll ask you this question, and I want you to actually answer it. What's the easiest down to throw a football if you're on offense? First. So they're way more aggressive throwing the football on first down. New York's offense, everyone knows, well, we're going to try to run the football, and we're trying to play great defense. So the Chiefs, one, play a lot of man coverage to begin with. Two, early downs played a ton of man coverage. So in many ways, the simplistic answer is, Zach didn't have to do much thinking after he got the football. And that's kind of been a flaw of his. And when you're aggressive on first down, certainly if you're the Jets against that opponent, and you're going to see man coverage, I often say it's like playing recess. My guy versus your guy. Who do I think is better? And you got to see some of those really impressive ball placement throws because Zach already knew he was gonna who he was going to throw the football to beforehand. The touchdown pass to Uzama. Man coverage. I know I'm throwing it only to him. I'll throw the, the, the best possible football I can throw because I'm not overthinking of what who I'm throwing to or where. The, the ball down to Rucker on the inside slot fade, man-to-man coverage. The ball to Conklin down the seam, man-to-man coverage. And so you watched all these incredible throws. It's not that they like simplified this offense. It's more so that they were aggressive on early downs. He got man coverage this ball duo is was on it's out it's outstanding it's a one-man route it's man-to-man coverage you're throwing this ball to him or, or nobody and I think that gave him freedom to go make awesome throws and they protect him a little bit because of play action or whatnot but it, it was more like freeing him up to like I'm gonna make the decision of where I'm throwing the football more often than not before I get the snap. And after the game, there's a video of Patrick Mahomes talking to him, basically saying, hey, you have the talent. Just go let it fly. It's almost like mentally everybody in the NFL is pulling for him. Have we ever seen this before? It feels like that. Um, it's a great – I can't remember the last time, like, a kid got so publicly dragged – and then, like, there was this rallying cry for people. And I think part of it, Pat, is – He's definitely matured in the public eye over the last year, the way he's handled himself. Because I remember a press conference where he played poorly and they, 
I think a press, uh, someone asked him, like, do you feel like you let the defense down today or something? And he was like, absolutely nope. not. And it was, yeah. I, it might have been against the Steelers or Patriots, something. Patriots, yeah. Patriots. Patriots, okay. And then it was the whole F Mike White, you know, or F and Mike White t shirts. And now he's a totally different person, you know, in the public eye and certainly, obviously, to his teammates. So, why do you make us say cool it? Yeah, what the hell Why'd is you that? say F and then make us all say it? You know what I mean? Because we all said it in our brain. And the people watching. We're on ESPN right now. I don't want. I don't want Dick Good to have to. Come. <laughs> <laughs> you know, Dick. Hey, we appreciate you joining us, Dan. What'd you say last week? If this goes in, how much are you giving away? I'll, I'll, I'll donate five hundred dollars to a charity of your choice. One five shot, though. Hundred. Jeez, oh, you geez. hate charity. Five hundred bucks. <laughs> Holy jeez, one shot. You already costed. You already costed me more one time when we made a bet. Okay, so I'm not trying to do that. All right, Dan. We're just trying to give back. Jeez. At Cost- zero, Dan. Costed. <laughs> Oh, Ooh. you're welcome, Dan. Thanks for joining us, ladies and gentlemen. Dan Orlovsky. <laughs> yeah, yeah, it wasn't proper English there, but he was a little bit jacked up. Because remember, yeah, we was. took like 500 and made 10,000. Yeah, we did. <laughs> yep. Pretty publicly. Uh, I appreciate him breaking that all down. Zach, just ease your game plan. Mm-hmm. Which, you know, you talk about young quarterbacks, that's normally the right answer. Yeah. Like, let's do less thinky, more athlete takeovery. But I didn't expect him to say what he said about Daniel Jones there. He said about four of those are on the offensive line. You really watch that thing. A lot of it's on Daniel Jones. Sounds like Dan Orlovsky out on the Danny Dimes train. Mm. Well, the Giants might be as well. They're stuck with him. Yeah. They are they, that yeah. contract is another two years. Is Dayball going to get it right? I guess that would have been the next question for Dan Orlovsky there, AJ. Man, it is and how are Danny Dimes and Dayball going to continue to get along? We know Dayball's like seems to be a high energy passionate dude so i'm sure they can go back and forth and still be completely fine that is it's normal to have interactions on the sidelines especially when Agreed. you're losing games but you can usually get over it pretty quickly after the game uh if you obviously have some respect for each other which i'm sure they're fine but man it just doesn't look that's what i don't know if dan ever answered like do they is is there hope for the giants right now for the rest of the season that that wasn't anger there that was disgust. Yeah, 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 it yeah. Was. What did you? I mean, how do you even in yeah. the NFL? Dayball's head dis- disappointment. I feel like a little bit disgust, oh. disappointment. But in his head, he actually you see him with the flick of the wrist. Go. How does an NFL quarterback make that decision? And then he <laughs> yeah. just throws it and walks away. How? How do we even get here? How do we? Even, what are you doing? So I'm stuck pissed. with this guy. And Danny Dimes <laughs> didn't even see it until after the game. They go. Uh, what was your reaction whenever Dayball threw a service? I'm just now learning. What are you? Uh, what? Huh? Yeah, I was looking at film. Obviously, he, yeah. he threw it. He was looking at film too. We were seeing much different stuff. <laughs> that did not work out well. No. Congrats, to Orlovsky, though, doing a call looking like a normal human, not yeah. eating. Yeah, yeah, that was yeah. cool in a jeep yeah. too. Of course, he has good to info. Yeah, it was good info. Kind of motorboated through it. We didn't get to ask him about the Steelers. We do apologize. I like, did you hear this? So yesterday, whenever we ran Tomlin's quote from his press conference after the loss to the Texans, where he said, damn right, we're going to make changes. That was a different tone from Mike Tomlin. Tomlin normally not giving anybody anything, and your outside pressures are not going to make me crumble or change me at all or change this team. We're talking the epitome of blinder Jean at all times. Anything outside, we do not care about. So whenever he says, damn right, we're going to make changes, it was kind of like, oh, here we go. Then all of Pittsburgh sports media was like, hey, that's lip service. There's no changes coming. (laughs) There is changes coming, AJ. I don't know if you heard about this. Mike Tomlin is adding more padded practices into the work week. Matt Canada still offense coordinator, still play caller. We're just going to add some more mm. padded practices, get the boys a little bit tougher. That'll make the, uh, the offense more efficient. You kind of called this immediately upon hearing what Tomlin said. How does this make the team better, and how do you think the Pittsburgh Steelers respond, AJ? 
I mean, I can't question Mike Tomlin and his tactics. He has been a great coach for a long, long time in the NFL. But also, there's rules in the CBA now where you can only wear pads once a week. We know that. So yep. maybe he changes, hey, pads on Thursday instead of Wednesday. And now we're doing Oklahoma drill, and we're going to do bowl in the ring or something. Can you borrow week 16 pads? Oh, there you go. Yeah, that'd be awesome if you could. <laughs> like, I hey, wonder- we need three padded days this week. Bye week. <laughs> All right, listen. If, if we don't do this now... Week 14, 15, 16, 17, 18 aren't going to matter anyways. Mm-hmm. So what we are petitioning is we would like to use the padded practices from then, you see, for right now. So we'd like to go Wednesday pads, Thursday pads, Friday pads, what? Saturday pads. <laughs> That's what we would like to do. But CBA, NFL, NFLPA, you're going to have to let us lease those from later in the season. It's going to be worth nothing. I do wonder if there's a little rollover, like if they didn't use them oh, last oh, week. Sure. Well, I, think, I, w- I wonder how that whole thing goes. Well, they played on week two, they played on Monday night. So I don't think they had any padded practice the following week after. And there's then they one. got stuck on the plane the week after that, after Sunday night. So m- both Monday. And then what happened is past travel to Houston, another plane issue. Yeah. On the way home, they were delayed a couple hours because of a plane issue. Jeez. So the plane sucked, the offense sucks. Yep. And Tomlin says, let's add some padded practices. Like Morale has to be so high over there at UPMC so practice facility there in Pittsburgh. Let's talk about Ben Roethlisberger talking about the offense as a whole. And I told Adam Schefter to his face, I said, hey, is there any thought that Ben Roethlisberger is going to call plays for the Pittsburgh Steelers? Because he knows the offense. Right, knows the offense, and he has a lot of opinions about the Pittsburgh Steelers, and we're very lucky to hear him on the foot balling pod with him. Here's what Ben Roethlisberger broke down whenever it came to some of the offensive play calls and the decisions behind them on his podcast with Cuzzy from Pittsburgh. It's okay. It may not. It may. It may be all over the place, but it's going to end up being just a bunch of thoughts, okay. both positive and good. negative, on that particular play. Okay. Looks great. I hated the play call. Okay. okay. Probably 99.9% of Pittsburgh hate the play call. 100%. When they came out, you know, when they when they called timeout, I'm thinking to myself, okay, it's 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 QB sneak, it's Naj up the middle because he's been running pretty hard, or if you really want to get creative with it, sell it like you're going to run it because everyone in the building knows, like thinks you're going to run it. And, and go with a real hard play action and take a shot up over top. We used to do that tough. on fourth down a lot. Uh, we've hit, I hit AB at times. I've hit Eli. I've hit, I've hit, I was every receiver. You have one guy go deep, one guy go across. The Raiders did it to us last week. Mm-hmm. Fourth and one, they hit Devontae Adams for a touchdown. Same thought. It's everyone's up in the line, everyone's playing run. Excuse me, everyone's playing run, and that happens. And so I'm like, those are, those are your options. It has to be those, those, those three things. Yeah. And they come out and shotgun. <laughs> and I'm like, oh, oh, this isn't like maybe they're gonna draw them off sides. Sure. Because you can only do that too. Sure. Or maybe they're gonna shift, do something. And they snap the ball, and I see they're running like a little choice route, and, and I'm just like, oh no, I, I mean I just I, I don't believe it. <laughs> so that was on fourth and one when Kenny Pickett inevitably got hurt. We will run the play right now that he was describing, but it's very evident to me that he's paying attention, that he's still dialed in to the offense. He's still paying attention to what other teams are doing. Why not Ben Roethlisberger <laughs> hey. calling plays for the Pittsburgh Steelers, A.J. Hawk? I mean, I, I love the idea of it. In theory, it sounds amazing. I don't know how probable this is, but I would imagine 
if Tomlin was to do anything, there's somebody else on that staff that he would want to promote that he feels is next in line, right, to call the plays? <laughs> Which is how Tomlin has done it. That's how Canada <laughs> got his job. That yes. is literally – but Ben Roethlisberger is the only human. If you were to make an actual change week five, week six – Instead of bring like remember Jeff Saturday, yeah, yeah. we had yes. a guy named Parks Fraser for the Indianapolis Colts calling plays because he was the only coach on the entire staff that even knew what the offensive play calls were called. So he has to call plays. He's thirty something years old, has never called plays before. Congratulations, you're an offense coordinator in the NFL right now. Only because he knew the plays. So it was like Jeff had to make that decision when he came in, week nine, week 10, whatever it was. Ben knows the plays. Yep. He's dialed in. Yep. He's loved in Pittsburgh. Feels like he has Kenny's best interest at heart because he loves Kenny. Didn't like Kenny at the beginning, I don't think. No, no, no. Bet classic Ben Roethlisberger. Yeah. Didn't like him at the beginning. Has fallen in love. Is emotional still. You see him going, what are we doing? Yeah. Why not Ben Roethlisberger as OC for the Pittsburgh Steelers tone this? He knows the plays. He knows the players. I mean, if he doesn't come back and save the city at this point, he's kind of being selfish. Being honest, <laughs> Whoa. Okay? What are you enjoying your retirement, Ben? You only gave us 20 years, okay, of winning football. He's not enjoying his retirement. He's stressing with yeah. every single call. He is stressed with every single Yeah. I, I, you know what? I'd love it. I, even if, if, if Ben thinks it's too much for his plate, him and Todd – Hey, if him and Haley would have come back and do it together, maybe combo So that would be a whole thing. new offense. Cool. Which, like, because the reality of the situation is this. You made your bed, now you got to sleep in it for the Pittsburgh Steelers, right? That's what people say. You can't put in a whole new offense after a week. Like, no. That's going to be a tough thing to do. You would have to hire from within. But if we're hiring from within, we're still running the same plays yeah. Yeah. that Matt Canada has. If Ben Roethlisberger – What's that? Need some fresh blood. Yeah. Bring him in. And, I mean, you go – Big Ben, like you said, 20-year, 18, 19, however long you played – you know, half of that, he's pretty much been an OC at that point. You get to the line of scrimmage. I think uh, you, you heard uh, Peyton or somebody talking about you know, how many different options those type of quarterbacks have when they get to the line of scrimmage. And just hearing them talk about that fourth and one situation, because it's crazy. Like, when you're watching it, you know, even, even as a defender, it's like, I was thinking the same thing. Shock. Why come out shotgun? <laughs> then you see the routes, and it's like that one route has to win. Like, that person has to win. And it's a choice route, so you don't necessarily know exactly where he's going to go based on the coverage. Um, so it's tough. And I've been a victim, or we've been a victim as a team, as that, that what he talked about, that hard play-action sale on fourth and Bye. one, and then that deep crosser. And you got just, sucked up? Yeah, you're going to get all your help inside is going to get What's going to happen? You're going to get sucked up. Oh. 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 That's bad D. They don't want to be getting sucked at, up. At this point back. of the game now, this hasn't been the case yep. all season long. At this point in the game, Naj was running really good and really hard. Like yep. They were actually starting to make mm -hmm. it work, and then you decide, and then it was that. So I appreciate, though, that Ben's as dialed in as he is. Oh, yeah, yeah, me too. And I appreciate that we're trying to make this a real thing yeah, just because, are. boy, yep. it would be sweet. Need oh, it. Stranger God. things have happened. Tom, Tomlin got asked about that specific play call today, and it's funny because Ben commented on it, and Tomlin told uh, the reporters that the reason they chose to run that, run that play is because uh, the left tackle, Dan Moore, went out in the first series of the game, and Pat Fryermuth, the tight end, went out. But in that case, you have a first-round draft choice in Broderick Jones coming in at left tackle, and you have Darnell Washington, who you've been bragging about how good of a blocker he is as your second-string tight end. So and Najee, what, 250 running yes. well. Yeah. Yeah. He's still going straight drop back. With, with the, if that's your issue, left tackle, going straight drop back is not helping you. Yeah, I think in this kind of pivots to another video that I saw this morning that Notre Dame put out. It's like Ooh. every decision that's being made on a football field, even at a college level, there's a lot of different forethought and decisions that have to go in there. It's not as just as easy mm -hmm. as what Ben Roethlisberger actually did do. So there's stories about during COVID when there was no crowd where Roethlisberger is actually walking over to wide receiver going, run a dig. 
Okay, you run a go, and the corners could hear him because there's no crowd. Like, I think that's how Ben Roethlisberger operated. I think he, like, drew up plays Mm -hmm. in the actual dirt. Like, hey, we need to do this. I think he's potentially a football savant, like, super genius. He sees the game. I think he sees it, like, before it happened. He already knows, and, like, that's what Ben seems to have a lot of, like, street ball to his game. Like, he talked about on on football and before, hey, hey, someone, no one's over top of you. I'm standing, I'm throwing to you right away. Like, little things, little slants, whatever it might be all the hot route stuff we, we heard in the offseason about Pittsburgh. Like, Ben definitely seems like a guy that is able to work within the system, but then also he's famous for every, all those extended plays when he four or five guys are bouncing off of him. He's rumbling around and, and making something happen. Like, maybe a little bit of that would even help Kenny out as well. I think it was this week. I think uh, Le'Veon was on a podcast or something like that uh, and said that a uh, play call would come in uh, from the sideline. Ben, like, we're not running that. Uh, we're doing this. I love Roethlisberger doing this one. I can't hear. Can't hear. Yeah, do it again. All right. So, yeah, yeah, yeah. Can't hear. Yeah, so you're going to – they want to run. We're not doing – was okay. Some yeah. mic'd ups. There'd be some good mic'd ups. Yeah. Oh. And NFL Films never released that. Shout out to NFL Films. Yeah. Seemingly, they, they bat like 99% looking out for people. Mm-hmm. I've yeah. seen ghosts. They let that yeah. one out. Yeah, yeah. Was, there was, was another one where somebody buried a coach, I think, where they let out. Earlier this year. Uh, was it DJ Moore? Yes. They're not using me right or whatever. Oh, yeah. Yeah, which was an off conversation that got caught up in the background. Yeah. So NFL Films kind of looks out for people. But, yeah, the amount of Ben Roethlisberger, you know, what, 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 can't hear. Yeah, can't hear. We're running all ghosts. Right, yeah. <laughs> okay, got it. But that's the type of thing that I think Pittsburgh Steelers fan have kind of come to expect with the offense, like Roethlisberger was throwing the ball all over the place. 50 times. Now, it was going five yards at the end. It was mm-hmm. out of his hand quicker than everywhere else. But it was like at least something to kind of hang your hat on. Now there's no real identity. There's no real pizzazz. No pizzazz. And it is no fun to watch. So we will continue to bang the drum of, hey, open up the pocketbook yep. mm-hmm. and get Ben Roethlisberger's yep. ass back to UPMC to be an offensive coordinator. Or I think there's a chance that this is the year – That the Tomlin chapter potentially ends in Pittsburgh. There's a chance. I think there's a chance, AJ. I don't like – I'm a Tomlin guy. I'm a Tomlin guy. I don't like it. But whenever they start stacking up all these stats about how the Tomlin era is gone, and then you start thinking about the people that had Tomlin's back in Pittsburgh where it was a silent majority was like, nah, this is Pittsburgh. We're like this. Those people are starting to be like, hey, Mike – Hey, Mike, we got to get rid of this Canada guy. We got to ship this guy out of town. And instead, he goes, well, oh, you don't like him? We're going to make him the quarterback coach now. Uh, We're going to make him the associate head coach. Like, he's almost like rubbing it in the face of the people who are fed up with him. When Tomlin, which many coaches could do, just be like, all right, yeah, this is the bad guy. Let's get him out of here. Mm -hmm. Let's do something else. Tomlin's never been that way. This year, it feels like it's not hitting the same way as it has in the past. This Notre Dame video that came out was awesome. And I picked Duke to beat Notre Dame. I picked Notre Dame over Ohio State. I'm over the last two at the uh, game day games. Sure. But it's because I get, you know. I kind of get in the environment. Hey, get, I kind of get in. Yeah, we, wrapped up. we get it. I start, yeah. I, I start yeah, getting a little bit. I start getting a little bit too bought in. You know what I mean? I start. Oh, I love this place. Yeah. How can <laughs> how can this team not win? Feel this energy. What are we talking? Team's gonna lose with these fans like this? I don't think so. Ohio State heartbreaker. Then Notre Dame comes in, does a heartbreaker uh, to Duke. Listen to this video that the Notre Dame social media team put out. It's long. Never mind. We're not gonna run it. It's way too long. Yeah, it's like five twenty. But you need to go to the Notre Dame social so media good. and watch this video where they got the 
offense coordinator mic'd up, quarterback coach mic'd up, uh, Freeman's mic'd up, yep. conversation with Sam Hartman. Every decision that they make in this drive, there's forethought. There's a, hey, we're going to have to go for two whenever they're still on like their own 40. What are we thinking there? It was a nice little taste of what really happens at high-level football. And then the NFL is even one step higher because the players can even take more. Not that Notre Dame kids are dumb, but it's like full focus is on football. It's beautiful. Notre Dame social team and digital team, congratulations yeah, on that video. It's too long to show right now. I mean, we wouldn't be doing our jobs if we just showed a six-minute video that somebody else made. But it is definitely <laughs> worth your time yes. to go watch that. It was awesome. Yeah. How about Free whenever he's talking about run that thing? Yeah. Yeah. He's the one that calls for Estimate because we got a timeout. And also, against Ohio State, Estimate was averaging like over five yards a pop, and they only gave him the ball 14 times. Yeah. It's like, yo. Yeah, what was that about? Let them eat. I don't know. They play a ton of. They play a lot of running backs, right? There wasn't a ton of. No, not that before game. that game. Like before, estimate led the country in yards. I think he led the country right. in explosive runs. Led everything. Rushes. And then against Ohio State, it was like a stable type yeah. situation. He was averaging over five yards a pop. It's like, yo, feed that guy. But who knows what they got going on nil wise? <laughs> like they're, you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Like this guy's really good running back. He's not getting the ball. We have to keep him around. Like there's a lot of things that you have to balance these days yeah. with the transfer portal being real. But them Freeman was very clear uh, for the last play of that drive. Run that yeah. thing, yeah. Uh-huh. And estimate pops off and run. It was, it was beautiful. It broke my heart because they beat that Duke. Team. That's right, of course. You know, because I fell in love with that place. Riley, Sam Hartman stuck around to shake his hand. What a move! He yeah. did. Riley's good. They they said it's not as bad, right? Yeah, yeah. not as bad. They have a bye week coming up too. So, I like Riley. Go ahead, AJ. How long will he be out? I like him too. I hope he's back. So. Thought, thought it was like high ankle, like Saquon. Yeah, like three, four mm-hmm. weeks. Uh, let's talk about some things happening in other sports. NBA's happening. Yeah. And we're not the ones that you're going to go to to break down NBA stuff, okay? We're not going to be able to do that for you. Oh, that guy's a good shooter. Oh, they play good defense. Nice dunk. Oh, that's a good timeout. That ain't our MO. But our MO is when a Serbian guy comes back to town and he's hysterical, we're certainly going to chat about it. (laughs) Joker reigning. Defending, what? undisputed NBA champion of the world has not touched a basketball or thought about basketball no. since they won. Here's his entrance into the arena for media days. Look at how depressed this human is. <laughs> yeah. I guess we clock back into work. This dude is awesome, AJ. And do we think the Denver Nuggets could be able to go on a run? Who knows? I know Anthony Davis and Co- uh, LeBron uh-huh. mentioned the interview that we had with Coach yep. on our particular yeah. program and everything for their motivation. Joker hasn't thought about a basketball ever. You know, are we scared about that, D-Butt? I know you nah. follow the NBA a little bit tighter. That does not mean anything, right? No. he. he I mean, kind of talking about Big Ben, he kind of reminds me <laughs> almost where how the manner is on the field, on the court. But he's... Best best player in the league. Best player in the league. Just, uh, just a point, in the point world. forward, basically. Best player in the world. Well, thank you. So, yeah, he needs his little time away. On yeah, we need to right keep away. Noah Lyle's ass yeah, I, off football. Mm-hmm. Hey, let's get him. You know what I mean? Yeah. Peacock, at Sunday Night Football, they were trying to so, – and good luck during the Olympics. We're pulling yeah, for good it. Good luck. And we hope you get Usain – Go get that goal. We hope you get Usain Bolt's record. But also, you were talking shit on – the NFL, the NBA, can't have MLB, like that. and then they got him on a sideline. Wish one guy would have been, oh, bye. <laughs> sorry about it, Whoops. sorry about it. No, go win though for America. That's right, for America. America. That's right. Be the best in the world, Noah. Come on. Uh, another person that's best in the world, but we haven't really got a chance to see him healthy. And by healthy, I mean like fit. Zion Williamson looks good. <laughs> Yoked. Hey, Zion Williamson. All the picture. Is he back? So he's so staying he's like. 
Did we get any dims, like what any kind of like Ooh. body mass index, anything? Did they put that out? We don't have any of the dims. We don't know if he got into the uh, body fat Jeez. tube thing to kind of find out where he's at versus yep. he was last year. But he looks more jocked. He looks more in shape. And his next version of his shoes, seemingly the best ones yet. Yeah, looks now, there was one particular photo where, yeah, this one. He does not <laughs> look like he's in great shape. But I think that's more on the Pelicans than on him. Should never have Zion standing gut out nope. no. square to the camera. No. Can't have that. Especially when we're all judging how fit he is. But every other photo and every other story we've heard is that, yep, that's the one. Mm -hmm. That's the lighting we need on Zion. Man, he's about to win an MVP this year, Connor. Oh, yeah, absolutely. In the conversation, I believe it was Shams who said it last week, like the Pelicans will be a very very good basketball team if Zion actually plays. Now, this is awesome and this is fun and dandy and I'm really excited about it, but you know Thanksgiving's in November. Christmas is in December. You're, you're a pick. There are a lot of other things that oh, can man. happen throughout the course of a season where it can take a left well, turn. We need him not to cook is what we're saying. Exactly. We need somebody else to cook for him. Bring in a chef. That's what we're saying. Oh, we need yes. a chef and we need somebody to be is like... playing full time yet? Shams always says, well, he's progressing through one-on-one, -on -one, two-on-one, whatever. Look at this photo of this guy. AI yeah, is, he's playing. AI is yeah. I, I see him. He looks not great. Are we wearing one. big shorts again? Are we wearing baggy shorts again? <laughs> I don't like the oh, shorts. I, I don't like okay. anything about it, but I do like the shoes. I do like the shoes. Great shoes. Uh, let's talk about some other things happening around the world. NASA has uh, informed yeah. the world that in about 6,000 years, there's an asteroid that's going to come and kill us all. And oh, we're going to try to figure that out. Geez. So let's go ahead and have anxiety for that one. Uh, 159 years from now, Our there's one coming. And uh, we just need to know that's the case. And let's try to enjoy every single day. Amen. Yeah? Ain't that right, AJ? That's what we need to do. We need Anytime NASA puts something out like this, I'm just <laughs> immediately reminded that we don't know shit about anything no. happening tomorrow, certainly in 159 years, which, <laughs> good news that they think 159 years we're still going to be around. How the hell are we Absolutely. dodging yeah, this exactly. thing? How are we going to dodge it? Are we going to, are Bruce Willis shooting an A-bomb out? What are we doing? What are they talking about? So, in 159 years, bro, who knows what planet Earth is going to be. Our space to. force is going to be a lot better. Yeah, you would be, think. Maybe they should, got the map. should be a shield. They say we want to dodge it. What if we can't, where are we going to alter the Earth? What are we, what's he talking about? Yeah, I think mean? we'll just put some jets on one side. Like, you uh -huh. know how you're laying on the back of a, a tube and you, like, kick and then you have to turn it? Yep. Mm -hmm. I think they'll put some oh. jets on one side of the Earth to get us like off. a rudder. A little rudder, yeah, to move us a little bit. Okay, I think I so. It. Yeah, thanks sense. for the heads up, NASA. Yeah. 159 years. Can we use years. those yep. windmills? Yeah. That's, that's something to think about. Put them all in one direction. Yep. Remember, we thought we talked about this. We need all the windmills facing one direction, and then we need a big windstorm to come through, yep. and then maybe it'll just blow us right around the entire thing. Perfect. And they'll get sucked up, maybe. The yeah. asteroid yeah. gets sucked Ooh. up, and we defeat the asteroid in 160 years. Yeah, I don't think we should be worried about this. We got plenty of time. You know, NASA, we, we know what they're capable of, okay? They will have a plan to get rid of this asteroid within the next 60 to 75 years. And we'll be alive to see it. That's okay. awesome. What I learned there, though, they're they're predicting we're still a planet 159 years. That's right. That's a different story than Good what we've news. been told yeah, over cool. the last couple of years. All right, that's our time here. Aaron Rodgers will join us in about 10 minutes on YouTube. Be a friend, tell a friend something nice. Bye. Did we hit? Now we're talking. There we go. Okay. There it is. We either have the worst clocks on Earth, you know what I mean? Because clocks are like one of the things you like just hope are consistent. <laughs> They kind of have to be. Yeah. That's like the purpose of them. Digital digital clocks, you mean, especially? He, well, we guess, I guess we could get... Uh, that one stinks. Uh, the old no. school. And, uh, I saw the math in the... I saw the math in the old group chat. Are you guys trying to figure out what 
how the time starts with the, the show and boom, boom. And I didn't even jump into it. It seemed too complicated. Well, so then there was a second and a half delay that we did not account for that kind of fucked up the beginning of the show anyways. And that delay is actually somewhere up near where there's asteroids. I mean, there's... Of course. I can't take it. You, you said, well, you know, the camera doing a thing. You have no idea, AJ, what happened here before the program. You have no idea what took place. Shit, Every day it's something. Place. Every day it's something. Yep. The more money you spend, the more issues you have. The more things yeah. change. Mm -hmm. The worse it gets somehow. Yeah, it's uh, yeah. and it's never anything like content-wise. Yeah, or you know, small. It's never any, no. it, it's always like just something yeah. absurd. And it's like, okay, well, how do we figure that out? Well, in theory, it's always in theory. We got like Oppenheimer. Yeah. You know, like in theory, mm -hmm. in theory, in theory. It'll all get figured out though. I think after this week, next week, everything's going to be smooth. Yep. yep. Forever. Yep. Of course. One month in, yep. I think next week is when everything's going to be just smooth sailing. For the rest of the time. Mm -hmm. We're still feeling it out. Going to come in here? I can't wait. I've, I've visualized it so many times in my life. Walking in here mm -hmm. and just being like, hey, everything's perfect. Everything's yep. good? Everything's perfect. Yeah, I'm I'll just going to be like, hell yeah. What a life. Mm -hmm. That's what I'm going to say. <laughs> what a life. This is what I'm talking about. We get Can't to wait. do this. We're lucky to do this. But then in some spheres that we don't have any say over or control over or anything like that, it's like, oh, something might pop up. Yeah, you have seven internet fibers coming in here. It's supposed to be a 2,000. Uh, for some reason, one of them's at like 100, and that's the one we're currently using. It's like, why? 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 Why is that? Well, we don't know what the, we'll get to the bottom of it, though. It's like. Okay. You have a whole satellite truck parked out back. Well, that's the second and a half delay, actually, that yeah. got us off. And, I mean, you know, there's uh, so much, like, infrastructure there. So many things there. It's unbelievable. Five fibers. I've gone through a master's of all the shit. Yeah. <laughs> all the shit over the last, what? Zito, how long we, this has been like, even because even before we go live on ESPN, this has kind of all started to happen. I'd say for the last like eight weeks. Yeah, for sure. We have kind of just been, it's and Zito much more things. than me, obviously, because Zito understands our language a little bit better. But I am obviously getting into the conversation basically every time because I'm like, man, eh, what the fuck's going on? I'd like to know how this is going to thing. So I'm getting dropped into this world that I don't know a lot of. I feel like right now, you put me into any tech conversation, I'm good. I feel like I could get through it. And I'm going to have questions that are going to be probably pretty relevant, but they're not going to be taken serious. And then something's going to happen. Mm -hmm. And then all of a sudden, I'm going to do the whole, didn't I, didn't I, uh, yeah. didn't that, uh, brought this up? Wasn't that, uh, oh, I get a tank top. I'm a dipshit. Yeah, don't, uh, don't listen to me. So it's been a lot of fun. It's been, it's been a lot of fun. Here's our entire setup here. Okay, so bottom right is fiber. One, two, three, four, five. Don't zoom in, Foxy. Need you to, need you to zoom out, Foxy. Okay, so ready? Oh. Let's just, you see that. These are all the different fucking shows that are getting sent out of here right now. Okay. Okay, so this is all the different shows. Ready? One. Oh. You see that? That's how it works, yeah. Okay, ready? And one. Look at the bottom left satellite. That's what we're using. Yeah, so the bottom right's brand new. Mm -hmm. Just got put in yesterday. Bottom left is what we have been using. Okay. Okay? So whenever you try to time something out, we got to account for one. Uh, then it's there. So that's what we had to add in to okay. the math equation this morning. Here, do it again. I'll cut to it when you do it. But then we're moving. Okay, ready? And one. So. Yeah. Okay. But starting next week, 
we'll be using the bottom right one. Oh. Okay. So then it's a full. So get so then you have to change the time because the delay is different than all the other ones. Yeah, I don't want to I don't want to dive Jesus. into the details. Just know that whenever you see the old dumbass with a tank top talking, and there's clocks and shit happening. There's about 7,000 things happening inside of everything while these convos are happening. And I, I believe that starting next week, everything's going to be figured out. Hey, Come on. Everything's oh, going to be figured out. Congratulations, everybody. Congrats. We did it. Yes. Also, another big <laughs> announcement. Uh, this Friday, we'll be live from the game day set down there at the Texas State Fair. Oh, yeah. Hell yeah. We cannot wait to get back on the road. I cannot wait to see you boys experience this. I haven't been. Oh. Uh, we didn't go for game day last year, so I've not. I've heard this setting mm-hmm. in the actual Texas State Fair with where the game day uh, set is, is going to be bananas. I can't wait to get down there, AJ. We're going to be absolutely living large in Texas. You know why? Why? Because everything's bigger down there, baby. Amen. Everything's bigger down there, baby. Right. Come on. So be a friend, tell a friend. We don't want to be sitting all by ourselves. And I think even if you're not from there, from what I've been told, the Texas State Fair has some absurd shit that is worth a trip. Yes. You know what I mean, AJ? Worth a trip. I can't wait to see what they have going on. Like the, I've seen it on TV, and it looks absolutely gigantic. Yeah. It looks awesome. But, man, I, like you said, you, you get pumped about the, the fair that comes to Indiana. Can you imagine the Texas State Fair? What well, do they have there? Listen, what kind of I, exotics do they have roaming around? Yeah, I've been told that there's some real... And I don't know if any of these people that are talking about how great the Texas State Fair is, and I might have to bite my words, but the Indiana State Fair needs to be... <laughs> okay, yeah, respect. A little bit more. It ain't Texas. You don't know. I got a pretty good idea. I've lived here long enough to know that this fair ain't holding anything up to Texas. You, have you been to the Indiana State Fair? Yeah. Have One, you been to the Texas State Fair? Yeah. What? Okay. Yeah, <laughs> this guy just lies. Although I do agree. Yeah. I mean, the Indiana State Fair. Kind of making it Even in the Midwest, yeah, it ain't holding a fucking candle to the oh. Iowa State Fair. What? Nice. Not a candle. <laughs> Not a candle. You're a pig. No, we had the biggest pig in the country at the Indiana State and Fair. And squash. Boom. And uh, what was Daisy, it? I think, the largest Daisy Sunflower. Fire. Are we Sunflower. Are we talking about animals or the people? We're talking about the exhibits. We're talking about the humans. We're talking about the haircuts. What? We're talking about the diets. What? We're talking about the food. What? We're talking about the rides. What? We're talking about the games. What? We're talking about the goldfish that you win whenever you play fishy fishy. I mean, what, they, they, what do you, you don't? Oh, boom. Okay, case closed. Sorry. Yeah, because guess what? The Iowa State Fair's got all that shit, too. <laughs> all that shit. And it's better. Summary of the nine largest and county fairs in the United States. The State Fair of Texas, 2.25 million. What the fuck does that mean? That's, that's how many people are living in the fairgrounds? <laughs> that's a lot of Jeez. people. <laughs> Minnesota State Fair. Holy hell, Minnesota's the great New York State Fair. I don't believe it. That's that one bullshit. Probably. I don't yeah, believe that's it. That's bullshit. Iowa State Fair, 1 million. So this is just how many people go through? I think so. That has nothing to do is with it how good it is. We're just talking anywhere? about this. We're just talking about this. These New York shows think that they're better than other shows because there's more humans around them. You're not. Your quality is nowhere near as good as some others. You drop Mark Madden into New York, number one show in New York City overnight with the numbers that they have. Just because more people are going through there doesn't mean it's better than the Indiana State Fair. Mm -hmm. And I love the state of Iowa. I've been to both, I'm telling you. You think this one's good? Fucking, let's go to Des Moines next year. Let's go to Des Moines next year. To be clear, Indiana's the only one I've ever been to. Okay, see, and, and that's okay, because it, it's, it's a good state fair. It's I'm not, cool. I'm not saying anything about that. I'm just saying, in comparison to the Iowa State Fair, 
it don't hold a fucking candle. Everybody needs to know that this is not a, this has nothing to do with how good the fair is. Not ranking. This is not a ranking no. of the fair. This is how many humans come through said fair. So I respect the fact that the state fair text, you know what? I'll find out on Friday. Yeah. yeah. That's the biggest one, huh? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Oh, I can't wait. We'll see. I'm a state fair guy. I am. That's what I learned well, we when know. I moved to Indiana. I am a state fair guy. So the fact that we're doing a show live from a state fair, yeah. I cannot wait for it. Jacked. It's going to be tough to beat this Indiana state <laughs> fair. Though. It's one of the be best. Tough. We need some animals on stage. Bring a tiger up or something. Is there their version of Jack Hanna roaming around? That's interesting. What? Yeah, what shows are happening that day around the fair when we're there? Because, you know, if it's anything like the Indiana State Fair, okay, which I don't know if you're judging it without any bias because you're from Iowa. I'm not. And you have to do that entire thing. Indiana... This is, this is from a different site that actually not just bet on population, just is ranking the state. Yeah, but where's this person from? Probably from Iowa, who's writing this. Hey, listen. Well, actually, they ranked Minnesota number one and Texas number two on wow. this list, I believe. And the Arizona State Fair in Phoenix? Okay, it's 10,000 degrees. It's already worse it's than right. the Indiana State Fair. I don't want to hear it. Ohio is pretty high on that list. Yeah, it's like five or seven. AJ's never been, so that tells me everything I need to know. Yeah, it's in Columbus. It's in his backyard. you never been, AJ. What's that all about? I went to a gun show once on the Ohio State Fair. See, you're a part of the problem. I bet you did. Need a little background check. Let's get to a break. Okay, let's get to a break. (laughs) Joining us now live, I believe, from the East Coast. Ladies and gentlemen, he's a four-time NFL MVP and also a man who might actually have Wolverine blood. Whoa. Just a few weeks after an Achilles tear, we saw him crotching around on a field on Sunday night, looking sweet with the glasses and spinning the rock. Ladies and gentlemen, Aaron Rodgers. How are you, pal? I'm doing well. Good to see you guys. Hey, I don't know if you've seen photos of yourself from Sunday night. The stash with the glasses, you looked so cool. I don't know how you felt. You looked so cool. What was it like to get back out there at MetLife and around the boys? I assume it was something you enjoyed the hell out of, Aaron. Yeah, it was good to be back. I mean, that was a, that was a fun moment uh, to be carted off the field uh, three weeks ago and to be able to walk back on the field, uh, you know, with a little assistance from the crutches was pretty uh, pretty special. Just to be in the locker room with the guys and talk to them Saturday night and just feel the energy and the excitement was uh, was everything I needed. Okay, so let's talk a little bit about you on those crutches. I think we're all very surprised that you're able to move as well as you're able to move. Now, AJ, literally just two days after your Achilles surgery, he says, are you planning on coming back today? And we were a little boozed up on Terramana. I think you were potentially on some painkillers coming out of surgery. (laughs) And you said, like, hey, nobody's putting timetables on me. I don't want to do that. Feed it all to me. You're back much sooner, moving much sooner than I think anybody could have expected. Do you feel good? And after the movement on Sunday night, did uh, did we have any setbacks? Or is this exactly where we're supposed to be? Yeah, no setbacks from the other night. Uh, you know, the first goal was really to be able to uh, to be upright, to be out of a boot, and to be able to uh, to do some semblance of walking by the time I got back. I, this came circled on my schedule. I mean, I couldn't fly until um, I got cleared uh, again last week with no blood clots. And um, so this was, you know, coming to the, to the Sunday night game was always, uh, you know, on the – uh, on the agenda, and, and that was the goal. Uh, so definitely met that one. Now the next goal is to be able to walk without crutches. Um, you know, it's pretty obvious I'm well ahead of my 
of the normal protocols when it comes to rehab for this this kind of thing. But that's you know that's that's that was always what my mindset was, and um, and that was what Neil and I talked about uh, in the locker room. Um, honestly, after it happened, was uh, you know the type of surgery that uh, that he'd been doing now for a little bit, and then you know whatever protocols were out there, just not not adhering to those, being as smart as possible, not trying to stretch the Achilles, but stressing the Achilles in a way that allows me to uh, to start doing movement quicker and to uh, to speed up whatever timeline uh, kind of has been the standard uh, standard for this type of injury. Go ahead, AJ. What was it like being in the stadium and watching the game uh, from the suite? Did you want to uh, grab a headset and try to call some plays? I would imagine coaches may be open to that. Yeah, about calling plays. I mean, there's only one headset that can talk to the quarterback, so it's not like I'm going to get on there and take the plan and start firing in plays. But uh, I felt like Nate did a great job of uh, of giving Zach a lot of uh, a lot of good opportunities, changing the launch point with uh, some action stuff, changing the uh, the face with some good keeper stuff. I thought we ran the ball at times uh, fairly decent. The line blocked really well up front. And other than the first quarter and maybe a couple drives in the fourth, I felt like you know Zach played really well and we were efficient moving the ball. We spot him seventeen and and uh, you know then came roaring back. The crowd was electric. Um, disappointing, you know. We don't I don't talk about moral victories, but definitely a lot to build from from that game that night. And hopefully we can uh, get this one this week and start getting on a roll. You know, into the bye week and then get healthy and and uh, see where we're at coming out. Uh, we heard that on Saturday whenever you spoke to the team, you said something pretty similar to what you kind of said here with your overall thoughts of what you've been watching at home about, hey, we don't need to splinter or divide. We can let the outside people do that. The team doesn't need to be doing that. I, we heard that you echoed those sentiments on Saturday the team. Did you talk to Zach Wilson directly, and what was your kind of messaging to him? Because it did appear as if he was a much different guy. After the game, he said, I lost us that game. I think... Obviously, that is something that is out of the norm of the Zach Wilson character that we've kind of seen nationally. Saw the boys with their arm around them a couple of different times. What did you say to Zach, and what was your interaction with like uh, with him on Saturday and on Sunday? Well, Zach and I talk almost every day. I mean, we're very close, and I love him, and I care about him, and, I'm, and uh, so I'm always checking in with him, seeing how he's doing. Um, I think you, you've seen a lot of great leadership growth from him. I think our society at times wants to cancel people or uh, label people and uh, keep that label on them regardless of any self-growth or experience that changes your perspective on life. And uh, he's been labeled a certain way by people. So when people see this as a side, they don't know what to think or or uh, or how to react. But, you know, Zach's a young kid. He's learning. He's growing. He's on his own his path and his journey. And uh, I'm very proud of uh, the leadership that he showed. I'm proud of the way he played. Um you know, I don't. I don't need to pull him aside and tell him anything special. There wasn't like some pep talk that I gave him that made him play better. I felt like uh, the plan was a good plan. He got into a rhythm there in the second quarter and made a bunch of really great throws. I thought the drive come out of halftime was fantastic. Started off the second half with a back shoulder seam route to Conk and then hit a couple of other good throws on the drive and hit his favorite play down the red zone to Allen for a touchdown and and then uh, ran QB draw and and uh, had a great scramble to get in the end zone and get us tied and that thing. The whole place changed after that. I mean, it was it was pretty electric. But um, I will say this, you know, when it comes to, you know, uh, some of the stuff I talked about, uh, I think that was one of the more disappointing things about the entire weekend is that, you know, part of the process of, of uh, being a team that's connected and being a team that sticks together is that there's some things that are meant for the locker room 
and conversations that it should stay in the meeting room, should stay in the locker room, should stay in the hotel. And I'm not, you know, I, I obviously uh, I love the opportunity to speak to the team, and I thought the message was important, and it was off the cuff, and I hadn't, didn't have notes or anything, and actually didn't even know Salah just wanted me to speak. That was the whole the whole meeting was me up there, you know, kind of rambling for 15? about ten minutes. Hot fifteen, hot fifteen, hot fifteen, yeah, hot ten, ten, all right. Yeah. But, but I think that's part of it. We need to learn as an organization to, to, to some things need to be kept in house. Some things need to be we got to tighten the tighten the ship up a little bit, you know, um, because that's what's going to happen. We're one and three. There's going to be people trying to get us to fracture even after a game. Or, you know, I think there's some sentiment that there's some sort of moral victory out there that we hung with the you know with the champs and and that uh, you know our defense played well and and you know uh, Pat didn't have a crazy game and. Uh, you know, Mr. Pfizer, we kind of shut him down a little bit. He didn't have, you know, his like crazy impact game. Obviously, he had, you know, some yards and stuff, but I felt like for the most part, you know, we played really tough on defense, especially the last three quarters. And um, that was important for us. Uh, offensively, you know, we, we got we got some ways to go, but I felt like we showed a lot of improvement, but we got to keep sticking together. And, and I felt like the guys after the game, uh, you know, did a good job of taking accountability, especially Zach and and that's the kind of stuff we need to see move forward. Uh, so you did talk to <laughs> Mr. Pfizer. You talked to Travis uh, pregame, and obviously that was recorded. What what were you talking about here? Were you talking about different vax and what's potentially the one for you? Or were you talking about his season? Were you talking about his life? What was the conversation like? Because everybody on the Internet was like, I wonder what these two boys were chatting about. How did it go? I think some things need to be left on the field, you know, just left. To, it's, it's actually a better story probably left up the imagination. I saw some different things about uh, speculation on what we were talking about, but uh, but I've known him for a long time, and it was just a quick chat. I got to see him and got to see Marquez, who I love, and and got to have a quick chat with Pat about how every time we're supposed to play each other, you know, one year he got hurt, one year I had COVID toe, and then, you know, obviously this year. But, um, but yeah, uh, you know. Whatever happened the, with uh, that? Hey, you hit a middle of the night, had to take a leak, ran into something. Is that what happened? Or was it Tovin? Yeah, yeah, there was something like that that happened. I don't quite remember so long ago. <laughs> okay, smart. I like that. I like that we keep the bad memories out of there because we got a lot of great memories coming in there. Listen, I think it, what it basically was was I was just trying to do two things at the same time, and I just got I kind of lost lost my track of my, you know train of thought, and it's tough when you're trying to do you know two things at the same time. So. Yeah, because COVID does get you a little foggy, remember? Mm -hmm. That is something that uh, comes from the entire thing. So maybe what you were able to do before, you weren't able to do then. COVID comes into existence, and then we go on a whole nother ride, remember? I mean, we went on. Yeah. Your toe potentially became a whole nother side effect around the globe, that entire thing. Great, great story that was written. Yeah, a lot of them. It wasn't just one of them. No. Uh, okay, let's talk about a story. And you, <laughs> Mr. F How good did that feel coming out, Mr. Pfizer? You've been planning on that? No, I mean he's you know he's he's uh, doing commercials for for Pfizer, so he, he, I'm sure he's owning it. <laughs> Two band aids. He's doing a lot of others yeah. too. He's Double. got Lowe's. You could have called him Mister Lowe's. Mister State Farm, my auto. Experian credit score. Experian. Come yeah, on, he's, he's doing all these things, you know. So you only saw one of them. You've been busy. You've been busy trying to get the Achilles. There's more on the way. I haven't. I, you know, I, was, I, I was watching the game. I couldn't hear the commercials, but yeah. You saw one, but I have seen. Yeah. Him. I have seen him on. I've seen him on a few of them. Him and Pat definitely have a lot of a lot of commercials. Champs, that type of thing happens. Congrats to them. Uh, we talked to you about watching at home 
and you said like that cemented the fact that you're nowhere near done. Like watching at home, the way you're watching, the way you're feeling. They always talk about whenever guys retire and they're back in the stadium for the first time in the national anthem plays, or you like kind of feel it. Was there any moments where you were like, you know, I don't want to say anxious or excited, but was there any emotional moments being back in there for a game after missing it for a few weeks, which isn't normal for you in the history of your career in the NFL? Yeah, a lot of it just walking on the field. You know, the, the response from the fans was really special, and they chanted my name a couple times. And then, uh, you know, I tried uh, – I wanted to go see uh, – I had a lot of people in town, so I wanted to go see them at, at one point during the game. So I went over there uh, to a different suite in the third quarter. And uh, that, you know, once I walked into the suite, the fans were kind of all over me and started chanting my name again. So that stuff feels great. I mean, the fan response has been fantastic, and it sucks – you know, to not be able to be out there playing for him. Um, but those moments are really special. And just seeing the guys on the field and feeling the energy of the stadium. And there's, you know, obviously uh, a lot of excitement, uh, a lot of buzz. And um, I'm excited about our guys, though. I feel like we're, you know, in a better headspace. We had a couple rough weeks. And um, although, you know, there's, again, there's no moral victories. You know, this league is all about wins and losses. And, but we got another opportunity this week. And then, and then Philly at home, and then a bye week to get healthy. And um, you know, I like uh, I like our frame of mind right now. I feel like there's better energy. You know, lots there's never great energy the next uh, you know Monday Tuesday. But being in the facility the last couple of days and doing rehab, uh, I feel like the energy was uh, about as good as you can ask for after a loss. Got AJ. I'm curious how it feels. Like, how does your Achilles, your actual foot, feel? If you can move, can you flex it at all? Is it super painful, or does it feel like just tight? Like, what is it? Just tight. Yeah, it's not, not painful. Uh, you know, I went to the best surgeon in the country, so he did a fantastic surgery and um, has assured me many times, you know, I'm not going to uh, rip that thing unless I do, uh, you know, a number of, uh, you know, calf stretches, which I do love a good calf stretch. So that's it's been painful to not be able to do that uh, mentally. Yeah, you got but, hams for calves. I mean, your calves are some of the most ridiculous I've seen in some time. All due respect to everybody else's calves. You got great calves. You haven't been able to stretch it. Wow. I could imagine that being a problem. Yeah, it's been tough. It's one of my favorite things. One of my favorite things. But um, but the good thing is, you know, we, we went right to work after the surgery, and I didn't really lose a ton of uh, a ton of my calf. Um, but it's not painful. It's just a little stiff for sure. Uh, it takes a little bit uh, in the first part of rehab to kind of get that thing going. But I got a great uh, uh, great people on the West Coast, uh, phenomenal people out here uh, at the facility. So a lot of uh, – a lot of rehabs in my future, and I look forward to uh, uh, to the next goal, um, which uh, you know hopefully I'll be able to accomplish uh, in a couple weeks. So NBC said during the broadcast that you confirmed to somebody at NBC, I forget who it was. I do apologize. I've said this three times. I should have got the person's name that you are planning on coming back and playing this year. Now I think that is your mentality. I think you've shared that literally since day one that that is your mindset has there been a plan that has been laid out like yeah can certainly happen and is that why you feel that way or what is the conversation about the projections even though you don't want to hear timetables yeah i'm not going to put not going to again put any timetables i think uh for the uh you know peace of mind i think you have to have some sort of long-term goal like that otherwise uh the rehab becomes uh you know much more laborious and and uh, monotonous. So um, I think that uh, it's important to have those long-term goals. 
basically, whatever protocol is out there, and, and there's kind of a blanket, you know, six to 12 months uh, recovery time. Uh, I have some things working against me. I'm 39 years old. I'm the oldest player in the league. Um, uh, you know, a lot of people uh, have a really hard time coming back from this. Um, however, uh, I haven't really paid any attention to that stuff. I just kind of have been making my own protocols and my own timetables and uh, with the, you know, obviously the blessing of, uh, of Neil and, and uh, you know, Heather and everybody in my rehab place and, and Dave and everybody at the Jets just been saying, listen, this is what I want to do. Uh, let me know the risks. Uh, let me know uh, um, what I need to do uh, from a, mus- a muscle standpoint, which ones need to be firing the right way in order for these things to happen. And, and let's, uh, let's attack this rehab as, as, as hard as we can and then see where we're at in a couple months. And, um, you know, obviously, you know, I'd like us to be alive and winning and uh, for that even be in the conversation. But uh, I don't think it hurts at all to put, uh, uh, to put that into the manifestation zeitgeist. And, uh, and uh, there we go. you know, with all the modalities that we're doing, I feel like uh, oh, yeah. we're... Uh, we're going to put ourselves in a position to uh, to make a decision at some point. Okay, so with everything that happens in the world now, there's an entire genre of humans on the internet. They're either doctors or former trainers or physical therapists who are experts. There's one sports medicine expert that basically said that you chose to use this particular ankle brace or boot to look cool, <laughs> and in doing so, it was rather risky. Now, follow-up, I appreciate him saying this, and you're not a normal human, but like everything you're doing is calculated, obviously. You walking with crutches, using this particular ankle cast, this is all above bar. And do you realize that what you're doing is blowing the minds of people in medicine? Like the way you were moving, there was even people saying, this guy didn't even tear his Achilles. There's yeah. no way. <laughs> like what you're doing is blowing minds. You need to know that. Yeah, I mean, I can address some of that. Number one, I had a deltoid issue, uh, not just the, the torn Achilles. So I had a deltoid issue in my ankle. Um, so the ankle brace actually helps me to uh, to walk a little bit better. Um, I will address something else that I saw where somebody said, this is not the 1950s, this is normal. And <laughs> listen, there's nothing normal about uh, about how I'm attacking this rehab. Um, there is common practices about six weeks in a boot, uh, and I was in a shoe in like 13 days. Um, again, this is just my mindset, and... Uh, I believe in the power of intention. Uh, I believe in prayer. Um, I believe in uh, the way that you, uh, you know, your mental status and power of will. Uh, I believe in making room for the miraculous to happen. And I'm not talking about a woo-woo uh, type of spirituality. I'm talking about sometimes miracles are just doing things that people never thought was possible. And I think one of my mantras has been this entire time, really since you know I watched Muse, and obviously, I knew what Kobe went through, and I knew that Kobe had surgery the next day, and he came back uh, fairly quick. Obviously, he had some, you know, some other injuries the year he came back. But my mantra has been: just because something has never been done, doesn't mean it's not possible. It just hasn't been done yet. Um, so the impossible often is looked at as miraculous. Uh, so when I say leaving room for miracles, it's leaving room to do something that hasn't been done before. And uh, there's, again, a lot of odds stacked against me, obviously, with my age and this type of injury. Um, But the way that I've attacked rehab and the holistic approach I've taken with diet and sleep and recovery and all these different things. um, And obviously, I have the privilege of uh, financial means and and access to incredible uh, PTs. Um, 
and uh, and medical minds. But uh, you know, I'm I'm approaching this. This is my full time job, rehab. So my entire focus is uh, to uh, to do things that just haven't been done before. And I hope that in the process that there'll be inspiration for those other guys who are dealing with the same thing. I had to work uh, in rehab with J.K. Dobbins right now, awesome, awesome kid who's gone through a couple of rough injuries the last few years, fantastic player, and had the same surgery as me. And we're both, I think, inspiring each other to uh, to push this thing. His you know, timetable might not be the same as mine. He obviously plays different position. Um, but, again, we're trying to, uh, you know, I'm trying to inspire people to, uh, to look at uh, recovery in a different way. And hopefully through this process, uh, you know, I can uh, get back, you know, when it's safe and, and right for me and also inspire people to uh, to look at this injury as not kind of a death sentence for a career, which at one point it really was. Yes. But to look at it as just another uh, injury that's uh, that people can come back from and thrive and, and come back quicker than, than used to be uh, expected or thought. Hell yeah! Hey, what you do? You just said some gospel right there, pal. Uh, there's some bars you just stacked up back to yep. back to back about everything you got going on. Love where your headspace is at. I think it's going to get studied, by the way, especially if you're able to pull off what we think you're all going to be able to pull off, and are already pulling off. There's people that think you didn't tear your Achilles because yeah. of how you're moving yeah. on Sunday. That's good, by the way. That's a compliment. Ty has a question for you. That's good. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Seriously, I mean, seeing you move that briskly that that was crap blew my mind. I mean, I almost had a brain aneurysm. But uh, with g the game being on Sunday night and you traveling and everything, I don't know how much uh, of the games you got to watch this weekend. But I'm curious your thoughts on Brock Purdy. It seems like anytime someone talks about him, the you know it always comes with a caveat. It's like, yeah, well, you know, he's only good because or he's only playing well because he's in Shanahan's system. He has all these weapons around him. Like now that people have a book on him, the the punt he's going to turn into a pumpkin. The other shoe's going to drop. But I think he's won like fifteen pre uh, regular season games in a row. Yeah. Um, mm -hmm. At what point do you think people are just going to be like, "Hey, Brock Purdy's actually pretty good," or do you think it's always going to be the well, he, this guy's good because he plays for Kyle Shanahan? Yeah, that's a good question, and uh, I didn't see the game, but I saw the stats, and uh, I'm a fan for sure. Um, I think he's uh, he's done some great things. What did he, what was he like? Twenty one of twenty two or twenty of twenty one? Yeah, yeah, dude, twenty of twenty one. He is thought I mean, he uh, it's unbelievable. Decision making seems to be good, and he throws it in the keyhole, and he's never wait. He's phenomenal to watch here early. Early is what everybody says. Yeah, early, you know, it's like, I think people always have to have some sort of caveat, uh, you know, like, you know, Kyle's such a great play caller, and he's got, you know, CM, CMC and Debo and Kittle and all these guys. Uh, at some point, I think some of that's going to die down, they're going to realize that Brock's a pretty damn good player. Um, and it's hard to play in this league, and I think I think you saw a couple of, uh, a couple guys. I mean, uh, Justin had an amazing uh, stretch there where I think he had one incompletion of his first, what, 23 or 24, and it was a Hail Mary incompletion, somebody said. Um, and I can't believe they, they end up losing that game, but um, I was happy uh, for him to go out and ball like that. Brock has done some great things. And at some point, people are going to be like, okay, well, maybe it's not just that Kyle's a great play caller and he's got these weapons, but you still got a guy who's got to pull the trigger every single time and make decisions. And I watched the game a couple weeks ago, and I, I thought he made like three or four really high-level throws. 
uh, back shoulder throws and tight window throws and then a couple lookoffs. Um, so I got nothing but uh, but praise for Brock and and uh, and respect for the way he's played. I think they're paying him like nine hundred forty thousand too. Yeah, yeah, at most. That's the starting quarterback in the NFL for the Niners right now. That's quite a weapon for a GM and a team. I hope he gets paid, but. The Niners were like, while he isn't being paid, <laughs> yeah. let's go ahead and do our thing. Tone has a question for you, Aaron. Yeah, Aaron, it feels like uh, one of the stories early on in the season, there's a lot of talk about poor offensive line play. Uh, Pittsburgh, both New York teams. Um, is there advice, or is it always on the O-line? How much is on the O-line? How much is on the quarterback? And what advice would you give to quarterbacks who are dealing with quote-unquote poor O-line play? Well, I think the O-line gets, gets probably way too much of the blame. Because protection is a uh, there's a holistic approach to it. It's everybody's involved. Um, what I mean by that is, and this is not in every offense, but there's protection adjustments. There's ability for quarterbacks. There should be maybe it's in every offense, but to adjust protection to change the slide side. Uh, there is, um, you know, you can uh, you can remite guys. You can. Uh, uh, keep guys in. You can put shorts a certain side. You can chip different. Nailed it. Mr. Pfizer got pissed. Yep. Uh, yeah. I think that's what happened. Lost AJ in the middle of that conversation too. Did. I don't know if anybody knows that. While Aaron was preaching his gospel, Aaron just dro- or AJ just drops off the mm-hmm. screen completely. See ya, AJ. Now Aaron's dropping out of there. I hope you got. Your, I hope you're happy with your joke, Aaron. Well, well, well. I hope you're happy with your Mr. <laughs> Pfizer joke. Real funny. I hope you feel oh, good no. about it. They're coming after you, Aaron. They're coming after. They're throttling him. He Jeez. can't hear any of this. Obviously, he's in his house without any service. Hopefully, uh, he's back in Jersey though. I think that's a big deal. Huge deal. He did, because remember, whenever he signed with the Jets, you know, there was, uh, I have some things going on, so I won't be able to be here. He was there the whole time. Then he goes back on Saturday, gets around the boys, still there. You know, that type of stuff is good for the soul. Let's hope it serves. But ladies and gentlemen, Aaron Rodgers. Aaron Rodgers. Talk about offensive line. You were talking about chipping, and then your face did that. So that was basically where we were at. There's things to take advantage of this, though, or make the offensive line better, I believe, is what you're rolling into. Did AJ, uh, we lost AJ as well? Yeah, in a, whenever you were talking last time, and then that time we lost you. I think it's because you're Mr. Pfizer. He, probably, he was probably one of the biggest violators of ripping on the O-line. Yeah. What yeah. I was basically saying was was that it, it's there's a lot of things that go into it, including protection adjustments and chipping and, and then throwing hot, getting the ball out, throwing uncovered. Um, so I think there's a lot of – if you, you go back and watch some of these tapes, uh, there's a lot of things. I mean – we always talked about uh, the, the phantom sack. And the phantom sack or the Elvis sack uh, after Elvis Gerback, who uh, occasionally would run out of bounds with the ball instead of throwing the ball away. You see a lot of this in college all the time. You know, guys run out of bounds and just runs out of bounds like two or three yards behind the line of scrimmage instead of just throwing the ball away, which I never understand. Um, and it would kill me when I, when I, when I had him because I would get uh, counted and I never wanted to have like more than two or three in a season where – Every now and then you're struggling to get back to the line of scrimmage and you think you got like a yard, so it's not a sack, and it's a zero-yard game, which counts as a sack. <laughs> so there's definitely some of those sometimes. There's some some sacks where quarterbacks just dropping back too deep. You get past 10 yards, it's tough on, tough on a tackle to set that edge and expect you to be able to step up in that sweet spot, which is seven, seven and a half yards. He's trying to run his guy nine and a half or ten back. Uh, sometimes that's on the quarterback as well. Sometimes guys get beat, and those are, those are on the line. But I would say there's a lot more to it. Uh, it doesn't get talked about, including protection adjustments, sliding, you know, like just just naturally if the slide three the three for two is going to the right and looks like they're coming on the other side and you got to fl- flip that protection, send it to the other side or throw vertical hot. 
or get the ball out. So you have to know in the West Coast offense, the way we were trained under Mike McCarthy was always, what's the stress point in protection? Where am I picked up? Who am I looking at? Pre- this, is, is it hot off of one guy, hot off of two guys? And then where's my quick throw answer? So you got, you got to put it all together. And uh, because when that thing starts building up, and we played Seattle in 2012 and had like eight or nine sacks in the first half, that was awful. A lot of that was, was due to the noise. It was so damn loud. Our guys getting beat out the ball before they moved out of their stance. But when that happens and they smell the blood in the water, the thing just starts piling up. Like last night, I think the Giants had, what, 11, 11 sacks they gave up? Yeah. But I think if you go back and look at it, and this is not a knock on, on, on Daniel, but, um, you know, I think there's there's times where, you know, there's an uncovered guy coming, we got to get the ball out. Um, or uh, we got to adjust protection uh, to make sure that, uh, or we just got to throw hot. And that's what I always talk about with Zach, is you got to understand the protection. You know, if we're sliding to the right, and, it, and we got a back end when a six man protection, it takes two. You know, I know who I'm looking at. Those two come, I got to get the ball out. Um, but, uh, or flip the protection to where it only takes one that time. Hey, you never had this issue, I don't think. I mean, maybe. But it feels like some quarterbacks get like uh, real antsy. You know what I mean? They get real antsy in there because they're thinking they're about to die. How do you kind of flush that out? I remember asking Andrew Luck one time because he was a guy who just got hit and then he would just stand back up and be like, Hey, nice hit, and get hit again, yeah. and then another one. And then and I think there was one particular game where we had maybe four new guys on the punt team, Ooh. okay? Like four new guys, like week 14, week 15, playing against a good team. I have zero faith in any of these dudes that have never played special teams before blocking for the punt. So I'm literally, I'm like, all right, I'm taking this. Like Literally first one, I'm not just going to put my leg up and get murdered. So I was like, Andrew, how do you just, you know, how do you just mentally – get through knowing that you're going to get hit. And he was like, oh, you can't even think about it. Like, can't, I don't even, don't even, like, it was almost like he didn't even like that I brought it up to him. Like, it was going <laughs> to happen. And then he just kind of moved about it. You've seemingly never had that issue. You've been able to move a lot. I think there's some record that only you and one other quarterback whenever have a rushing TD, throw for 300 yards and some other thing. You've been much more mobile than people have ever given you credit through your entire career. But how have you remained a person that hasn't gotten antsy whenever an offensive line has not performed well? Is that just a mental thing, or what do you kind of fall back on? Thursday night dinners. With the O line, you got to you got to build that trust with them. Um, but look, I, I got I took some sacks, uh, you know, early in my career holding the football, trying to extend plays a lot. Um, that was one thing that we always tried to be really wary of: when to extend it and when to dump it. But there wasn't. I would say, you know, one thing I tried to pride myself on over the years is uh, understanding protection so well that I wasn't having those sacks where. I got a guy coming free and I don't know that I'm hot. Uh, being able to deal the ball quickly, whether it's an uncovered, a vertical hot, or being able to adjust to protection to pick up, you know, if, uh, an overload pressure. Those things I always really have tried to pride myself on. Um, and then just trying to limit the sacks that are your fault. Obviously, the, you know, not getting back past line of scrimmage, run out of bounds, you know, before the line of scrimmage, which is the phantom sack. Uh, or, you know, just holding on to the ball too long. But um, it's a fine line between it. But Yeah, the guys uh, get dancing I back there. I love the big guys. I love the big guys, and they probably get way too much uh, blame for some of that stuff. Cool. I don't know how you didn't do it, though, because some of these shots some of these quarterbacks take, and you've obviously taken some of them. And people question the toughness of quarterbacks, obviously. Mm-hmm. Your entire life, you, everything in your life is kind of, hey, we need this quarterback to be good. But then there will come a time where you're standing just like this, and some 285-pounder is like, all, 
straight to spine. <laughs> and then it's like, how do you not think about that the next time? And then some guys can't handle it. Some guys can. I think we're seeing some antsy feet out of some places as well. And that obviously feeds into it. You've never done that. And you're not a dumbass. So I respect it. And people need to talk about AJ has a question for you, Aaron. You're mentioning protections and all that. How, how comfortable do you feel when you came out of college setting protections and doing, did you have like deep knowledge of all that from college? And how do you think some of these kids coming out of college now, are they able to do any of that? I wasn't very good at it. I was, I was not good in the, uh, we used to have a period uh, called, uh, we, it was just a blitz period. So it'd be like a 10 play period where we, it would be all pressures and some would be uh, just single pressures. Some be overload pressures, uh, some be double edge pressures and you'd have to work on, uh, making a, the correct protection call or getting the ball out. Um, and that really helped me. In college, we ran a lot of uh, kind of seven-man uh, slide protections. Uh, didn't have to make really a whole lot of protection adjustments or calls. Um, I think with everything coming from the sidelines now, as you see with so many teams, there's very little on the quarterback to change a play, uh, pat, run the pass checks, pass to run checks. Most of it is just built in. You have a run play with a with a run solution, you know, a bubble or a slip screen or something on one side, um, or some read option stuff. There's very little in the in the protections. Uh, it looks like that's on that's on a lot of these teams. So I think it's an adjustment period. Some of these offenses have built in uh, protection schemes that aren't very uh, heavy for the quarterback. Um, I never liked that because I feel like the quarterback should have a innate understanding of protection because that's where the entire passing game starts is up front understanding who you're looking at to limit the, your eye movement to, to make it easy on you looking at one guy or two guys being able to understand fronts and put it together with the with the linebacker alignment and the, and the defensive back alignment to understand uh are they a bubble pressure team are they a three tech pressure team are they a combo pressure team are they a field pressure team a boundary pressure team they like to bring the nickel they bring the nickel with a three technique or a shade. Uh, does the backside end get in a nine every time they're bringing the, you know, somebody off the slot? Does under pressure a big pressure alert for this team or not? Are they a you know, strong safety pressure team in base? Uh, are they an overload pressure team? Do they like to go opposite the points? You need dummy stuff in the plan. There's a lot of things that go into it, and I don't know how you can play quarterback in this league without an eight understanding of the protection unless – you know, like it is in someone's offenses, they just tell you to turn your brain off. But for me, that never really worked uh, playing quarterback. I like to be able to, uh, uh, to you know, to, to understand those things so I can make the proper adjustment and, and not uh, live with throwing hot because these teams have gotten smart. And, you know, third and seven plus has become, you know, more of a pressure pack, especially seven kind of up to ten or maybe six to ten. Uh, and instead of throwing hot, to uh, to a guy who's going to catch it short of the sticks and, and have to break a couple tackles, you know, pick something up so you can take a shot down the field. But that starts with a innate understanding of the defense you're facing, the type of blitz packages that they have, and then how do I adjust the protection in order to give us a chance to throw the ball down the field? That was fucking hilarious. Everything you just did right there was absolutely hysterical. Well, because if the nickel's coming, then is the three technique, and is it a shade and everything? And you've told us in the past that you believe that reading the defense starts with reading the D-line and then kind of work your way out there. And you've talked about the modern offenses, about turning your brain off and how you only got to read one person. Tom Brady has echoed those sentiments as well. Mm -hmm. Tom Brady has said, like, this is, what are we even doing? Like, what are we, this is a part of the quarterback's job. Not only are you protecting yourself, but also you're putting your team in the best situation to have success. I hope that never changes. There will always be that, right? There will always be that it's – I don't think it's always going to – right? 
I think so. And Tom was a guy who did it. Tom Tom knew protection. Tom adjusted. Tom changed the mic. Tom was able to uh, to adjust for four week and overload pressures. And and I'm sure he studied the same way. It starts with the front. Starts with the the alignment, and and then you work your way back. Well, I love it. I, some football nerds just listen to you rattle off right there, and they're like. Oh, yeah, we forgot that this hip is a fucking <laughs> yeah. football genius. Honestly, it's a beautiful thing. Connor has a question for you. Yeah, Aaron, a uh, big conversation right now is kind of surrounding the Pittsburgh Steelers and their offensive play calling. And, you know, one of the great Pittsburgh Steelers ever, Big Ben Roethlisberger, on his football, footballing podcast said that, uh, you know, he would be open to calling plays. And I know Tony and a lot of other guys, a lot of other Yinzers around the world want Big Ben to be the OC for Pittsburgh. <laughs> In your opinion, how easy is it for not only a former quarterback but a former player to retire and then get right back into the game and being an OC? And do you think that is something that wouldn't be that hard of a transition for both Big Ben and for Kenny Pickett? I think very few guys could do it. I think that that's why you don't see a lot of great former players coaching. Um, I don't. I think I have some ideas about that, but I think it's. Uh, it tests the patience for coaching people who aren't able to do or process things as quickly as you were able to when you were playing, I think would have some bearing on it. Now, when it comes to calling plays, uh, I would probably echo the same sentiment that Ben said. I think that there's uh, a few guys who could really do it. And uh, Ben was, uh, like me, probably some of the last quarterbacks in the league who could uh, just call their own plays. You know, and whether that's in a two-minute drive or, or move the ball, I always loved watching him in those situations. They'd be behind by a couple scores maybe or in the two-minute drive knowing he's calling it. Uh, where everything now with most teams is coming from the sideline. And I think you saw in this last week times where uh, the tempo on certain things in some of these two-minute drives with quarterbacks who could actually call it probably uh, was delayed or screwed up by having to get a call in from the sideline in some crunch time situations, it maybe uh, maybe hurt those teams' opportunities to come through uh, in those situations. But but I think Ben could do it uh, just because he understands the game and, and he could call it in a sleep, I think, at the line of scrimmage. Um, but it's very rare that you see great players who come back and are able to be great coaches. I don't know if it's the, you know just the time commitment or dealing with people that uh, don't see the game the same way, but um listen this is overreaction time i mean look at our league like last week everybody was calling for zach to be benched and everybody from namath to you name it and then this week you know he goes out and and put some good film on tape and now what are they saying about him it's it's uh it's an overreaction league you guys do it on monday every single week and well uh, but it's overreaction uh for every team so i think everybody just needs to take a couple deep breaths and we're four games in the season there's a lot of football left Pittsburgh Steelers' offense has been terrible. Yeah, it's been happy. like 39 straight games of just bad stuff. I mean, just bad. If Ben Roethlisberger was to come call plays and they would have any offensive success at all, they put a statue. Not that they wouldn't put a statue yeah. up, but they would put a statue up by next week. All those old steel mills, oh. they'd open them back up yep. to get enough steel to get a big-ass Big Ben right in the middle of that. That's what he's staring down right now. Just want you to – hey, Ben, if you see this, that's what you know. Yeah, mm-hmm. he knows. 
He's already boozing and doing the podcast. Exactly. Yeah. Do the right thing. He's already watching every game. Why not booze and call plays? Boom. Yeah. Simple as that. Darius has the last couple <laughs> questions for you here, Aaron. Yeah, I got a two-parter for you. One, uh, something we've been overreacting to, not in the football world, but basketball. Dame coming to your bucks. What's the expectations there? Championship or bust? And then how good did it feel if you get out there and spin it one time out there with your boys on uh, Sunday night? Yeah, first of all, with the Bucks, man, it's exciting. It is very exciting uh, to get a player of the caliber of Damian Lillard. Um, been a fan of his for a long time. Uh, just love his competitive nature, uh, his willingness to take the big shots and the big moments. And, you know, Drew Holiday was such a great player for us, and we won a championship with him. And, and I think everybody in Milwaukee loved Drew and loved his competitive greatness and his ability uh, on and willingness on the defensive side to lock to lock up the best player in the other team almost every night as long as he was, you know, under six eight I would say. Uh, so big thanks to Drew, fantastic uh, guy, fantastic leader, um, and we wish him well. Now we'll see him. He's in Boston. Uh, yeah, he'll be fine. So obviously Boston still probably our biggest rival in the East. Whoa, but, whoa, whoa, whoa. We got the heat. Yeah, you know? no, tell him, Aaron. No. Tell him, Aaron. Nah, Jimmy Butler's got this sick hair. Yeah, he I mean, he They're going to be a problem. Karen Butler. Yeah, that was, that was quite the look by Jimmy. Uh, <laughs> well, look, yeah, Love respect to Jimmy and the heat. I mean, they beat the hell out of uh, us last year. Um, we weren't necessarily all the way healthy, but um, oh. he had a he had a fantastic, <laughs> fantastic run. But, um, yeah, excited about the Bucks. Obviously, with any sports team, nobody says this. I mean, fans probably do, but every year it's championship or bust. Oh, you yeah. know, if you if you have the expectations of being a great uh, great team, you got an organization that uh, that you know values winning, and it's not some sort of rebuild year. And it's championship or bust. So uh, excited for for the guys. You guys got to stay healthy. You know, obviously last year uh, we had, uh, you know, Chris was out for a long time. Giannis got hurt in the playoffs. So we got to stay healthy, but I really like our squad. We were able to get Brooke back and Bobby Portis coming off a nice uh, nice run in the uh, uh, in the summer with uh, with the USA team and um, really, really like our chances. Got a new head coach uh, who everybody's really excited about. Um, so excited about that. Uh, what was the second part of your question? It was a football one. Let oh, me get one. one. Let time. me get one. Let me get one. You put, move the crotch out of the yeah. way, and then you no lace, and you didn't even look at it finish, I don't think. And you just, yeah. yeah it feels like it. this one went very nice. Who'd you throw to? Who tossed you the ball? And how'd it feel coming out of the hand? And what was – we? Oh, yeah, didn't even watch. See you. Still got it. Yeah. Is that what we said there? Wow. <laughs> it was it was Cobby. I've, thrown, I've, I've warmed up a Cobby for a long time, so I just wanted to get one. One throw, and just to you know, just to feel it, just to feel the ball again. So, uh, you know, I was on the sideline trying to stay out of everybody's way and not have somebody come diving at me and BSing with various people. But nothing like uh, like touching that ball one time and giving Kobe a little throw. But yeah, man, I miss it. I mean, that's been the hardest part of being away from being away from the guys. And and uh, it was emotional Saturday night getting up in front of the guys. Uh, you know, when it, uh, when I got to speak to them, just because I miss them. I, I look around the room. You know, some people I, I started to build some really strong friendships with. And so I'm thankful for that opportunity from, from Robert and thankful to, uh, to have been back here to watch the game and excited about, uh, about seeing where this thing goes and excited about being back here uh, real soon, full time and, and, uh, and just building and, and uh, pulling for our guys and helping them out during the weeks and then seeing where I'm at pretty soon. 
Dan, was a good throw, though? Yeah, spiral hit him in the hands. It was good. Okay. Yeah, of course, yeah. still got it. Yeah. Uh, just a quick rundown recap of everything today. Mr. Pfizer currently trending. Okay. Uh, ten, <laughs> 10 overall, or 8 now. It okay. has moved up. And also, Mr. Johnson and Johnson trending right underneath, obviously, <laughs> as a Jets player. So, the internet's going to let their jokes fly. <laughs> They're going to do their thing. We appreciate the hell out of you, man. We hope you feel better. Guys, I'll see you next week, uh, probably from rehab. So, look forward to it. And uh, keep doing what you guys are doing. Uh, I love the little break we had before I came on. To be able just to see Sweet Lou again was pretty awesome. So uh, keep up the good work. Where are you guys going this week? State Texas State Fair. It should be absurd. It should be. I'm pretty excited about it. It's big time Friday Texas for us. Texas and who? Texas, Oklahoma. Red River. Ooh, the Red River, All right. Yeah, it should be a blast. I, I who does I- Ohio State have? Don't care. Maryland. Oh! Oh, suck it, huh? Maryland's a good against against team. Maryland. His brother can play. Now, though, this last week, big victory over Arizona State, 24-21. I got into Bears, three and two. I got into it with the Conference that. of Champions. Everybody watched it. It's Conference of Champions over there. You know what I mean? Pac-12. Yep. Shout out. Shout out, Bill Walton. Grateful Dead. All right. Shout out. Yep. Shout out. One of Absolutely. the greatest guests this show's ever had. Dude. I don't know if he knew he was on our show. I don't think he had a clue, (laughs) but he fucking killed him. He did. Just like you, pal. Keep feeling better. We appreciate you, Aaron. Yep. Thank you for my life, as Bill would say. Thank you for your life. Ladies and gentlemen, Aaron Rodgers. Love the internet. Yeah, that's the best. Love the internet. Never leaving. Nope. Nope. Oh, man. What does he know how Mr. to Pfizer, He pops that in. So good. Think when about, did he come up with it? When did it hit his head? Like, when did it hit his brain? He's like, oh, oh, yep, here we go. All right, I'm saving that one for Tuesday. Mm-hmm. And then he couldn't wait to. Yeah. Uh, you know, we did well against Pat. He threw those two picks. And then obviously we limited Mr. Pfizer. And then he just kept yep. it moving. Oh, yeah. The delivery was very solid. You know, it wasn't like uh, Mr. He Pfizer. Reaction? Yeah. Okay. Okay. okay good. He knew he had to just keep going. Yeah. Keep going. Just let us just digest it as he kept speaking, like anyone could hear what he was saying after he said that. Shock- just, go ahead. Shockingly, people either find that very funny or very not funny. What? Oh, no. You don't say. Are you serious? You don't say. Oh, that doesn't sound like the internet. People seem to very, be very split on it. I don't know why. Yeah. That part oh, of the man. internet. How could you not laugh? I mean, that's funny. That's a good joke. That's a good joke. All right. Good and joke. Especially coming from yeah. the epicenter of the vaccination situation, right. which is, and that's a good joke. Yeah. With the owner. I mean, come on. With Johnson and Johnson yeah. being literally, he was in this, I mean, that's like, a good joke. Come on. Not even concept, real. Like, how is that even a real situation? It. That's what's amazing. Well, we're right in the middle of fucking all of it somehow. Yeah, well, he does have you know what I mean? a I was great gonna opportunity tell- to do the funniest thing of all time. What's that? Do a Johnson Johnson deal? Bingo. Commercial. Mr. Johnson and Johnson and it's Aaron <laughs> on crutches. Are you kidding me? And then he gets a shot and he doesn't have crutches anymore. Oh! Yeah. No COVID! No crutches! I'm out of here! That's awesome. Can't question his team loyalty. No, you... Yeah, because he's burying the other one. Uh-huh. All right. Now, I will say, well, we've learned about the Johnson & Johnson one, yeah. both through Chappelle comedy skits and mm-hmm. <laughs> other things. Uh, we all took that one because... It was the quickest. Don't have to do two weeks. You can get into whatever event you were trying to get into this weekend. Yeah. If you do this, which is the reason why. Bingo. Which is the reason why I uh, got that one because of work where I was at. But we just hope everybody lives their own life. Right. Mm-hmm. You're allowed to. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Make your own choice. Unless you're killing others. Remember that was. For the, now. Oh, yeah. I was a murderer because I was allowing Aaron on the oh, show. Yeah. Uh-huh. I was. I was called yeah. a murderer in seven different languages. Yeah. Seemed rational. Seemed rational. Yeah. I don't know how the stats line up, though. Are you platforming? Are you platforming this guy? 
Yeah. You know what they say? Yeah, I'm like, do you have a 500-page report on the other side? Who can we talk? Who are you allowed to talk to then? Like, who makes the rules? Nobody. That those are the rules. AJ, don't ask. Okay, we don't. We got a clock thing we're figuring out. Yeah, mm-hmm. BlackRock right. makes the rules. We got too much. Oh, jeez, don't, don't yeah. just Black Google Rock. trigger words right now. Yeah. If BlackRock yeah. made the rules, we'd be living in a much different world, Tony. What's your problem? All right, let's get out of here. It's true. Now's the time. It's true. <laughs> Not into a worse world. Ball. That was with the crutches. Yep. Mm-hmm. Just trying to throw it like Aaron. Right. I'm not Aaron. Let me get one. Let me get one. How about him? Yeah. He's so excited. And that little it's walk cool. away right before the camera ends, you can see him. Like, that was the cop saying, yeah, you feel that? Uh-huh. Yeah, still got it. Yeah. Ain't nothing with the Achilles, pal. Don't you worry about it. get too many of those tonight. Hey, can we go through the record uh, AJ and I had this past weekend uh, yeah. when we're picking it? Oh, 2-1-1. One one. <laughs> oh, oh on this particular side. You kill me. You kill me. Yeah. What? I had to be fair, I had Seattle. You had the Giants early on. Before no, you no I had Seattle. Yep. Literally. You both had Seattle. Okay. We, had, we right. both picked Seattle yeah. first, but then Congratulations. Thank you. About time you said that. I mean, you can either bitch about it or you can get better this week. Yeah. <laughs> Keep crying. Yep. All right, we're gonna get the hell out of here. Everything DB will be tomorrow. Okay. Sweet. We appreciate you all for watching uh, on this glorious Aaron Rodgers Tuesday. Not a bad day. I mean, Mr. Pfizer is going to be there. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I'm excited. I, mean, it's already, I don't think since I think COVID. Trav feel, you think Trav will laugh at it? He let's, will. I'm trying to wonder whether or not I should text him and just be like, hey, just real quick, when you open your phone, it's coming. <laughs> Something I didn't tell him to say <laughs> <that>. <laughs> Hey, he, listen, he, he, he stirred the nest with, with whatever, with the COVID, Mr. Pfizer, but the Swifties aren't going to be happy about that either. They are going to come at him, too. Oh, you think? Yeah. Oh, Aaron? no. Yeah. Yeah, they – I mean – It's up to five. He just Johnson and Johnson's on its tail. Although, so on, national, on National Boyfriend Day, <laughs> oh, yeah, no, I think the Swifties no. are coming And then what's after. Baker Mayfield trending for? What did Baker do? Baker did something that- – Baker's going bake. What? He is going bake, and he's doing it at the Bucks right now. Yeah. Look at the NFL. Buddy, You're welcome, Buddy the NFL. Cake Boss. What's that, pal? Is that Buddy the Cake Boss? Remember his show? He cut his arm off in some nasty accident, too. I'm not talking about that. I'm talking about Baker. I'm talking about the NFL having uh, number two overall trend, number five yeah. overall trend, number six overall trend, just here on a random Wednesday. It That's might, what we do. It could be number four, too, because National Boyfriend Day, there might be a bunch of Kelsey in there. You never know. Look at us. Look at the NFL doing its thing. I can't wait to scroll through that five, Mr. Pfizer tab. Holy shit. I'm so excited. We got some really good internet. <laughs> yeah. Looks like Baker's going to bake has something to do with Taylor Swift. Oh. Of course. Oh, so it's not, not with Baker? It's not, not Baker Mayfield? No. Mm. What? Is she, did she bake something? Oh, Baker's there it is. She's bake, making bake, fall bake. cookies. Scroll down. Boom. No one is going to stop you from making your favorite fall cookies. Why? Because Baker's going to bake, 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 bake. Hell yeah. Oh. oh, oh. Like shake, 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 shake. Thank shake. you, Taylor. Needle mover. So she's actually the one trending. You can five out of top six. But she's NFL now, so you can actually. You're right. Swifties in the NFL are coming over, taking. We appreciate you guys. Same tribe. And once again, I can't echo the sentiment enough. Swifties, we're appreciative of you coming in the NFL world. Pump for it. It's the best league in the world. We're gonna have a great season. We can't thank you all enough. AJ, final thoughts as we head out here on this Aaron Rodgers Tuesday. Final thoughts. I don't have a whole lot of final thoughts today. I like that you're trying to reinstitute this and try to throw it to me at the end to try to get me to do some kind of weird inspirational speech, but I think today I'm all right. Ooh. Okay. Need one today. Yeah. yeah. With all the adversity that we've been through. <laughs> you said it was a great day. What do you mean? Good. Then give it to us. Let's hear it. I have a fun fact. Needs it from all you. All I do yeah. is give, 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 give. Can I just get? Can you know? Can you just you give time? You want to take it? All right. Can you, you just okay. you know give me a little all motivational right. speech one time? I have a fun fact. Okay. 
that I don't know if anybody knows this. Here yes. This one, this one I needed out of you. Yes. Thank you, Tone. Mm. Baseball playoffs start today. Hell yeah. <laughs> Get the fuck out. Yeah. <laughs> oh, Did really? Four games <laughs> today. What? Are you serious? Oh, yeah. yeah. Get the fuck out of town. All right. Oh, it's trending too. Yeah, exactly. And they got the cool little MLB logo afterwards. All right. All right. They pay for, they pay for it. <laughs> Who's playing tonight? Yeah, are these Yankees? No, no. Yankees suck. Uh, they did not Mets? make the playoffs. No. Mets were really, Reds? really bad too. No. The Reds? No. Pirates? No. no. So none of the teams we've talked about at all no. yeah. this season. Who made the playoffs? Well, the, Who twi- cares? the Twinkies did, uh, the Blue Jays. Um, Oh, here you go. The teams. No. Yeah, the yeah we're supposed to know what these teams oh, here are. Here we go. <laughs> okay, an orange team. Is that the Orioles? That's there? the Orioles, yeah. Okay, <laughs> they, they, they do not play today because they oh, are number no. one seed. Okay, let's go through it's this. the Braves. Okay. Hold on. The left one, Seager, he plays for the Royals. No. Rangers. Texas okay. Rangers. Yep. So does Betts. Betts plays. You know, know this one. You know this Dodgers. one. Uh, you know okay. Carroll is the Seattle Mariner. That is the Arizona Diamondbacks. That's their jersey? Yeah, that changed. Lopez is a fucking dog whenever he's pitching for the United States Capitals. Twinkies. He's a Twinkie. Minnesota That's, Twins. Okay. Uh, <laughs> arena. arena. He's in the arena. In that arena that he's in? Tampa Bay Rays. Yeah, that's actually a Raz Arena. I mean, Jesus, we're, yeah, we're, we're six people Tony. into something here, Tony. We get that you're a baseball guy. Uh, Acuna <laughs> is, that's the Braves. Boom! Bingo. Yes, that's the Braves. Hey. Left one there in blue. That's the Brewers. Bingo. Boom. Christian Yelich. Boom! We know him. Yes. AJ, uh, you know top right there. That's, top right. Ooh. That's Chisholm Jr. You know who this no, is. No, no, that's no. middle. Top right is, uh, sorry, second row right. Oh, second Guerrero. Vlad, Vlad Jr., right? Yes. The that's yeah. the Slam Diego. No, no, yeah. no, no. That's the Blue Jays. No. Oh, fuck. Close. Alvarez, Houston. Yeah. Because yep. he had the thing. Yes. No, well, you know this one. one. You know top left. You know both of those. Bryce Harper, yep. yeah. formerly of Washington, now of the Philadelphia Phillies. Boom. And then up there top middle, that's the Mariners. J- oh. No, Jazz Chisholm. He plays for the Miami Marlins. Oh, yeah. Okay, that's all the, the teams playoffs? that made it? Yeah. Uh-huh, yeah. Where's Shohei? Uh, He's he on had, his way to Boston. He actually packed his shit and left yes. like two weeks before the end of the season. Said, fuck you guys, I'm going back to Japan. They fired their coach. He's in Japan? Yeah, he, <laughs> I think he had to have surgery, so he, he just got the fuck out of there. That'll be quite a baffling tale whenever they try to tell it. Yeah. This guy had the greatest baseball season of all time. What'd they mm-hmm. do? Well, he got hurt. Well, the team had to be good, right? No, nope. didn't make the playoffs for the 40th straight time. He also is not going to pitch all next year. Oh. He's only hit. Oh. For who? That's the already been, they already so, decided that? Yep. Yeah. Boston Red Sox. So he's going to make $400 million to hit? Mm-hmm. Yeah, hopefully he that doesn't affect how much money he's yeah, going to Yeah, for real. Make, but it likely will. Who, he's going to the Red Sox? Yep. No. He's going. Not if he's going to pitch after that year, though. Red Sox. They'll give him a. Won't they? They actually have a great chance just because they have like a good history, and so do the Yankees of Japanese players having success. And right now, the Red Sox have a few of the Japanese national team players. Money, right? This is the baseball problem. Which they do. This is baseball's problem. What? What? Like first of all, who cares? But second of all, (laughs) yeah, of course. The biggest story. This guy. Not even in the biggest. And Mike Trout's on his team as well, like the biggest superstar in the league. I can't take it. You baseball people, Tone and Ty. Like, I appreciate that you guys are baseball people, Mm -hmm. but how? You know what I mean? What do you mean? How are you guys playing? Playoff playoff baseball is awesome. Sure, that too. But why'd they change the rules this year? Why is it not just one game wild card? 
because they want to get as many teams in there. Because these one, these one. Oh, games, we couldn't get Shohei in still. Well, that's these the, one, it, that's the not, games people will watch. I mean, he did everything he could. We we talked about that literally from day one when we were kind of talking about baseball when there was no football. It's like, hey, listen, Shohei is. They have two of the five best players in the majors, but their pitching staff sucks. And you like it, it's not like basketball where if you have like two all stars, you can potentially make it to the playoffs. Like it doesn't work like that in baseball. It just doesn't. Way to go, baseball. Yeah. Good luck, baseball. Tonight matters. But these single game like elimination playoff games are actually awesome because it's just you throw everything you got and it's win or go home. I love it. Is that tonight? Yeah, they changed those. Those it's three games now. Yeah, it is. But so it's, it's not single game anymore. Not uh, who fucking cares? Yankees didn't make it. I probably won't even watch any games tonight. So you don't care. Yeah. Tone, will you watch? Nope. Yeah, there's our two baseball people <laughs> aren't even going to watch. I will. That's I will. You know. watch. I will. Yes, watch. I'm betting on them. So I'm watching. But I won't be invested at all. Dumpy, you betting on these first five? Is that what we're doing? Betting and watching, obviously, of course. Mm. Hmm. All the time. We have some breaking news in college football, I do believe, out of the great state of Iowa. Kirk Ferentz, who is an interesting head coach in the history of college football, tells reporters in Iowa that starting quarterback Cade McNamara will miss the rest of the year with an ACL. Obviously, getting Cade McNamara from Michigan was a big story this offseason. He gets hurt. You guys have another quarterback come in that I don't think any of us had ever seen before. Yeah, Deacon Hill. He's a big guy. (laughs) Big boy. Yikes. Iowa stinks. Mm -hmm. Honestly, they do, but they still might win the Big Ten West. All right, let's go, Iowa. Yeah. Go get it. Cooper DeJean, need you to fucking run a pump back uh, every single week and have a couple interceptions every single week. That's Ooh. basically what he's been doing so far, so need to continue it. Tone, you're watching these baseball games tonight? Yeah. There's nothing else, son. Mm. You're right. There isn't. It's Tuesday. That's this okay. is the night. Yeah. Morning show's back. Right? Yeah, we got a couple shows that, right. that release episodes on Tuesdays as well. What I've realized is I only watch live stuff, so I bet I'll even turn on this sorry-ass baseball at some point. You'll keep it on for sure, too. Because what do you do? You go to live, you go to Hulu or YouTube TV and you go live first? To I go Hulu live. Yeah, so that, that, that's probably why. I'm a live TV human. Mm-hmm. Always have been. Whenever the streaming conversation started, it kind of scared me a little bit because I would like to be in the action, Sure. which is why I like... The artist formerly known as Twitter, because mm-hmm. that is yeah. in the action app, kind of letting you know what's going on. Always. Now that we are a part of the live action, you can get got, you know, because you're living in the moment, the yeah. information that you have right now. So where you are a week from now might be vastly different. So I bet I will. Is Joe Buck calling these games? Who's calling these games? Not anymore because he's an ESPN guy now. Yeah, what yeah. network? What but, network are these? Or is it? ABC? They're all on ESPN. Yeah, yeah, but but I don't think he is. <laughs> he only does the World Series when he does it, right? But now he's not Fox. Yeah, correct. But yeah, ABC one's on. So ABC Jet Bassett right calling now. these things. Yep. Call Jet. Let's call Jet. I would like to know. Just doing play by play now. Him and Tim Kirchin. Yes. That'd be awesome. Who Who the hell? Ooh, is Kirchin is Kirchin calling the game tonight? Kirchin is. I thought. Uh, I think he's probably just gonna call the Orioles series because he's a oh, big no. O's fan. You know, there's the the videos of him and, and <laughs> Scott Van Pelt does his funny Baltimore accent. And Tim Kirkton just loses his mind and laughs at everything he says. I've never heard actual what Tim Kirkton. Like? So I want to let you know, Tim, that I have no idea if this is what you actually sound like. But in my head, anytime I see your face on TV, that's what I hear. Mm-hmm. That's one of Ty's best impressions. Spot on. To be completely honest. Yeah. I love Tim Kirkton. I actually forgot that he is an ESPN employee. So that, you know. All right, so Jet did not answer. He is not. He might be calling games tonight. We have no idea if Jet's calling. You got the Carl Ravage crew. You got the Sean McDonough crew. 
Sean McDonough's calling baseball? I guess. A-Rod, what about Sean Casey? A-Rod's doing a game. He's a hitting coach for the Yankees. Not anymore. I he's think he's to, back to on TV. Yeah, he's about to get your can if he hasn't already. <laughs> we love, we love, <laughs> love, love you, man. Sean Casey. <laughs> love you, man. Boy, those bats were cold yeah. before Sean got yeah, there yeah. and after Sean got there. Absolutely. Those bats were chilly in New York. Yes, they were. They heated up a little after he got in there and got his mojo. Yeah, he though. tried his best to let him know, boys, we just got to make contact. Well, we even? And I felt <laughs> so bad because they made him shave his facial hair and he just looked like an asshole, and they should have just let him keep it. The Yankees do a lot of that. They do, yeah. No yeah. face. Oh, baseball gone. story I don't want to dive into because we're calling oh, yeah. uh, the mayor, Sean Casey, right now. Let's see if he answers. Before we move forward, we have to wait. I think I know where you're going. Yeah. Yeah. Trevor Bauer seemingly got fucked. Yeah. Man. What a, it's been going on for years now, right? Dude, yeah. yeah. Two, it, I think. That's the first. His video yesterday was the first time of me learning any part of any of that information. Mm-hmm. I assume he's going to have hate in his heart for a long time. Until the yeah. day he dies. For a long time. You know, like some Rightfully people. So. For, yeah, <laughs> bingo. From what we have learned, if you haven't seen the video that Trevor Bauer put out explaining the whole situation in which he was involved in, he was basically preyed upon by somebody and it worked yeah and in doing so his entire career and life Ooh. just completely ruined yeah and on the flip side though he views it as a success because the lady was trying to get money from him like that was an actual plant text messages Quotes. to friends yeah. quoted to people like hey i'm gonna go get money from this guy even said my hooks are in mm-hmm. on this guy like i got this guy to start caring for me a little bit i'm like he was Wow. And I've had friends that have obviously had similar situations, not to the extent that this has taken place. This does happen with high-profile humans who everybody knows their net worth, and some humans are just bad humans. But damn, you asked me a little bit ago, who's a bad human? It's like, Trevor Bauer, bad guy. Mm -hmm. Then he put that video out, and it's like, oh, Trevor Bauer has got to hate everybody and everything. Oh, yeah. So, Trevor, I don't know how you're ever going to be able to do it, but at some point, you're going to have to move on. And I don't know how you're going to be able to do it. A lot more power than I'll be able to. But to every other guy that I've heard this type of situation happen to in the past, they're like, I've forgiven that person. Because I think they've had to for their mental, mm-hmm. for their life, sure. and kind of move on. Like Punt God, for instance. Yeah. That's a whole other situation where I don't know how it. there's a life just completely ruined. But like, this is going to be tough for Trevor, I think. This is going to be a tough one for him to move on and Damn, I uh, I hate that he had to go through that entire situation. He's been hasn't he been pitching in Japan for like the last year, I believe. Yeah, I guess he's been bad over there too. I guess he's not. Oh, he bad. has. Well, pitching is all. Oh yeah, mental. I mean, yes. So I couldn't even imagine. Cool. Brutal. Sleepless nights. The amount of them. My life's over. Countless. Well, especially yeah. if you know something like this happened and like you're saying like hey i'm innocent and still no one believes you and just teammates don't exactly exactly like media doesn't literally have to go to the other side of the world to like keep being able to i mean he was the highest paid pitcher in baseball before all this shit happened crazy legally you can't speak on certain things yeah Mm -hmm. yeah, he was a youtube star too like he was like vlogging multiple days a week like his whole routine for pitching and all of it it was kind of interesting they had that thing in the desert during covid yeah the one-on-one live bp or whatever Yeah. yeah Oh, oh, really? I was watching that video yesterday that he put out, and just the entire time I was like, he has to be so mad. Oh, my God. Yeah, nuts. Like, I assume there's some vindication whenever he puts that video out and showcases. Damage is done, though. He knows that. It's gone. Yep.
forever. Never going to be able to trust someone. No. Ever again. Ever again. Oh. Whole life. Anyways, that's baseball. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Not our sport. Sure, but no. Playoffs are not. Enjoy those, though. Yeah, you're watching. Yeah. yeah. I, I will. I'll watch. Are any on Apple? No, it's all either ABC or ESPN. All right, we're watching. Watch. Yeah, which one's A Rod do? I like A Rod on TV. Eight TVs out here. Yeah, you got you guys watch. I'm gonna watch the WNBA finals. Start okay. Tonight. Who's in it? Uh, the Aces and the Liberty. Okay, yep. Sabrina. It's mm-hmm. the matchup we wanted. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah, that's everybody. Yeah. I, I don't want to say the WNBA kind of expected this, oh, but yep. this oh, is yeah. kind of who the WNBA oh, expected, yeah. right? Yep. Sabrina has broken every record I think that you could possibly break. Sabrina, B Stu, and then we got Kelsey Plum and Aja Wilson yeah. on the other side. This is what Wilson. they wanted. B Stu won MVP this year too. Yeah. So B Stu's a, a doll. B Stu's Stewie. An absolute beast. Yeah. Yeah. And gets what? I am the asshole three. that had no idea who she was. Sure. Yeah. But that but you know Bad guy. Knew she was somebody. Yeah, we didn't watch She was much. at the ESPN, uh, the Disney upfronts, mm-hmm. and she walked by with Angel Reese. And I said, Angel. She was walking right next to her. And I go, Angel, holy hell, big fan. And she's kept walking. And Nick was like, oh, that's like one of the best WNBA players of all time right next to her. I'm like, ah, I fucking ruined it. And Stu, t- she knows that I knew nothing. Sure. So yeah. I think she'll hate me forever. Congrats on winning the MVP. Yeah. yeah. Great season. Maybe I'm the... Maybe I was yeah. part of the. Yeah, could yeah, Well, you know, Sabrina, reason. though. You and Sabrina are friends. So she might have asked, and then Sabrina let her yeah. know. Because game day at Oregon. Bingo. Yeah. Where yeah. I learned of Sabrina's work ethic mm-hmm. and everything she does. And I was like, oh. okay, this is my favorite fucking player. Mm-hmm. And she snagged a drone, snagged a drone out of the sky, broke it, and then put it down on our set. Whoa. I'm like, whoa. This is the human yeah. that I would like to cheer for. They're buzzing our heads with these drones. It was that close? Like the drone was that close? Yeah. I wasn't happy about it either. She was sitting right next to me. We're talking, and then it's like, what the fuck? And then it moves out, and her ear's like, hey, don't look at the drone. It's like, tell the drone not to hit me. <laughs> yeah. No problem. Tell the drone not to hit me. And, and Sabrina and I and everybody at the table like saw the drone, you know? And like, what the hell? So that thing came back for another lap, and it was lower almost this time. And she just snagged it, literally out, buzzed my head, going over hers, boom, bang. Down on the ground. I was like, I love this human. I don't know who I am on. Was it ESPN's drone? Yeah, yeah. They hired an independent contractor who thought he was really fucking important. Obviously, I thought it was a fan. Yeah, it was a fan's drone. Yeah, had to get that close too. Wouldn't have been a good shot if it wasn't that close to our heads. Good for her for snapping it too, and it was their drone as well. Yeah, it's awesome. Yeah, it was all. I don't know who ended up having to pay for that, and who knows if we got any shot out of it. But I (laughs) loved it, and it was at that moment where I was like, all right, favorite WNBA player. Mm Maybe favorite basketball player yeah. as a whole right Across here. The board. Uh, and then we, obviously, Darren Waller's wife. Yeah, yeah, is, Kelsey Plum. Kelsey Plum, yeah. And she, yeah. Cigar. Oh, yeah. Dog. He's a dog. Dog. Yeah. All right, let's it was, go. Was it in the uh, the Spurs stadium where she was throwing the T-shirts oh, out? Yeah. And she oh, threw one. She throw hopped. Lefty, yeah. When did those start? Farthest T-shirt I've ever seen thrown. When's the WNBA final start? Sunday, October 8th. Okay, you said you were watching that tonight. No, no. So no. I got all excited that this is what I was watching tonight. No, no, no. Yeah, I'm going to start. 2 p.m. Sunday, get, you'll be watching. I'm going to watch ready. 2 p.m. baseball tonight. 2 p.m. Why are they on oh, no. Sunday? 2 p.m. at Sunday? Come on, We guys. can't watch. Jeez. We want to. We can't. Game Wait. three's on Sunday, Yeah, too. two of the what five games. What are we doing? <laughs> Listen, we are not your demo. We get it. But also... We'd like to be able to I watch. would watch. You yeah. put this thing on a Tuesday night or a Wednesday night? Yeah, boom. Sign me up. I'm we're here. here. 
I mean, you guys are working against yourselves. You Come might on. as well just play all five games on Sunday. No, we're saying the complete opposite. <laughs> no, but that's what I'm saying. If you're going to put two of them on Sunday, then fuck it. Just put them all five on Sunday and be done with it. If you guys really want to get excited, the NHL season starts next Tuesday. Yeah. Okay. Pumped about it. A- NBA is, I think, two Tuesdays. That's for... Oh, oh, that good. ball was flat. Felt good. Okay, who's a dog? You see it? <laughs> it was online. Okay. That was pretty far through. <laughs> it was online. Speaking of online, has our internet dropped today? Probably. We dropped AJ. We dropped Aaron. Mm-hmm. What? What? I'm assuming yes. Just want to let you know at home, if you're at your house and you're worried about your internet and like, you know, I want to upgrade, <laughs> doesn't matter. Mm-hmm. It, no. the, the internet's going to control it is what it is. whatever you get. Like, that's just how it goes. I think there are abilities to kind of build it and lift it, but at some point, they're going to triple stamp a double stamp, oh, yeah. and then it's just going to be you're kind of at the whim of whoever the fuck wants to do it all. Right. We had no drops today on YouTube at all. Okay. okay. Well, okay. Friday's show, live on YouTube, restarted like 15 times. We lost 15 minutes. Nice. We have had a connection at YouTube that told us we're getting to the bottom of it. Okay. Never heard that before. Yeah, have we gotten okay. to the bottom of it? So yet? it's like it's like the uh, postables in salad at OG's. Endless. It is bottomless. Yes. It is a bottomless bowl. Okay. So they'll get to the bottom of it, <laughs> and they'll get a report back for us next year or something like that. Perfect. But what we need to know is there's a lot of things out of our control. We need not worry about those. No. Like the Astro. Look at us. Oh, baby. Yeah, so that one download up there on the left is supposed to be at like 809. We're paying for 800 and 900. Sweet. Which is a lot of money. Yeah. A lot of money, obviously, taken out of huh. only like nice. 805. Off. That's Good all. upload speeds, though. We That's should all. go to OG, though, if you're thinking about it. Oh. See, this is because the WNBA is on Sunday. Yep. Mm-hmm. If we're going anywhere, we need to go to DMBs. Well, that I couldn't agree more. DMB's good time. Yeah, yeah. Right we time. should go. Right now, we should go. A little pricey, <laughs> right? DMB's a little pricey. Oh, yeah, unless you got a power card. Well, yeah, actually, need a power card, though, pricey. When yes. you think about yes. DMB, though, it's actually kind of underpriced for the time that you have. Tony, I could have said it better myself. It's true. It's like old school <laughs> DZ. Yeah. Oh, yeah. yeah. Discovery Zone. You ever go there? Oh, yeah. Or I did Discovery Zone. Those places are a I could only go one time. Uh, my knees got battered so bad. Sure. Oh. A little plastic piping. Couldn't have a good time. Great place. People had a blast. Kids loved it. Yeah. Oh, yeah. I had the, the best. best time of my life. Chuck E. Cheese. Place I built awesome. power there all the time. I had the Jeez. army crawl myself out of that building because of how bad yeah. my legs are. Knees I still crawl so around those tunnels Whoa. and stuff with my kids Whoa. or something like that. You go to Discovery Zone still? You're going to DZ? A place I don't think open? there are. I haven't seen Discovery Zones. I did growing up, but there's like there's different places, like the, in, the indoor trampoline yeah. park. Yeah. 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 Exactly. You double take. Yeah. yeah, double take. There's a Top Gun Maverick game at DMBs. Let's make sure we're all getting over their stats. <laughs> See you guys there tonight. I can't wait to go back and watch everybody, everybody needs to get in there before this weekend. Yeah. Especially with what we got cooked. Yeah. yeah. You're right. Okay. Well, we got cooked this weekend. Let's make sure we're getting in there. Uh, I don't know why we're saying that, but I, I figure we are going there right after this. I can rent the room right now if we have to. Boom. Damn base. Yeah, just say the word. Okay, good word. News. We only probably have like thirty calls after this. Okay, so <laughs> yep. I'll beat you guys about two days. Sounds <laughs> <laughs> good. See you Thursday. Boom. Oh. This game sucks. That looks right too on strong. too. Too strong. I did some. I did some cardio this morning. I've been getting lazy, AJ. I've been getting lazy. I gotta. I got a text from The Rock asked me if I worked out today just randomly a couple Uh-oh. days ago. Yeah. And I haven't responded. You know why? Because I haven't. Okay. Well, you can send him yes now. I did Send him back a selfie yes. of you flexing in the mirror. Get all lubed up and take a picture of yourself in the mirror and send it to him. What do you think? I don't want to, you know, like yeah. toot my own horn about some of the humans that I'm able to text. Sure. 
But every once in a while, I will look in the mirror in that gym and I'll be all, you know, feeling myself. I'm like, I'm a fucking monster. And then I'll take a selfie and I'll send it to somebody and then I'll get one back triple the size. Mm. You know what I mean? It's yeah. like, all right, Brock, I get it. Yeah, okay. You're working. Well, <laughs> okay. Look who you're sending them to first. <laughs> hey, don't be trying to flex off with Brock Lesnar. You know, no. I don't know if it's the right play. Yeah, buddy. This guy sucks. Damn. Yeah. This, one, this one's for you, D-Butt. Let's go. Yeah. Let's go. All right, D-Butt. Off glass. Come on, D-Butch. If this goes in, D-Butch is giving 15 people $500. Nice guy. Nice guy. Let's go. Let's go, D-Butch. One of his same game parlays. Hey. Oh. Let's get out of here. Son of a bitch. You're still giving out picks this year? Yeah. The pressure. Oh, I'm boy. happy I don't have that in my One and three right now. Dude, yep. it's only getting worse. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. I've seen this story before. Mm-hmm. It is a messy one. I am so happy we are out of that, AJ. I am. That was tough. We had 250,000 people on a Super Bowl yes. bet. Insane. And we lost. Hit, so, hit three I mean, legs in like the first quarter, too. And then Patrick Mahomes doesn't throw for more than 225 yards or something like that. And yeah. We lose. And then just getting, I don't know, 100,000, which is less than half of the people that rode with us, yep. to say, oh, thanks. My daughter can't get a new pair of pants now because I mm. put the 30 bucks on your potential bet. It's like, I'm so sorry. I'm so sorry. <laughs> I am so sorry. Really I am so sorry. I thought we were going to win. Yeah. I thought we were going to win. We were very happy. I'm happy I don't have to do that anymore. Bet responsibly. Yeah. Bingo. Amen. Yes. Well, you can is. certainly frame it in your mind that way, but <laughs> you're still going to have to read those words. Oh, yeah. <laughs> and I'm happy we don't got to do that mm-hmm. anymore. Life is good. AJ, one final thought for the people as, you, oh, as we get out of here. Go, AJ. Here we go. I don't really have any final thoughts today. I'll tell you the truth. I told you that about 30 minutes ago. I don't think I have any final ones. Sometimes I, I can't just speak to speak, you know, if I don't have anything. Wake talk up. Show. Give you anything. Welcome to talk show. Come yes, on. Yes, welcome. So speak. It's a group collaborative effort. It's, it's very fun. Speaking of very fun, we are officially one day since our last fuck on ESPN. Let's go. Right. go, boys. Good work. If we get that thing to 10... Oh, boy. Ooh. If we get that thing to 10 ever. Okay. Good luck. Because the last, what, four times have been Aaron on a call. Yes. Mm-hmm. Gumpy in the back. Yes. Yep. Chuck. Yep. And D-Butch. Right. Yes. So that's three out of the building people normally. Mm-hmm. Now, D-Butch living here pretty much. Yeah. Great to see you every day, D-Butch. It is. It's fun. Great to see you. Great to be here. But also, he should have known. He's staying with, he's staying with Con Man while he's in town? Yeah, yeah every single uh, week. It's yeah, right. Really he's fun. VIP at this fucking hotel. They got a box of stuff <laughs> for him. He has five brought in Good for, for you, D-Butt. Hey, good people over here. You do have a Loving. nice setup. You great. do have a nice setup over there. Hey, Hoosiers have always been good to be, man. Yeah, Love great you. state. That's why the state fair is yeah. the fucking best in the country. Ooh, we'll I, see I, Friday. I top 20. Top 20 state fair, I heard. Oh, shut up. You haven't even been to the Ohio. It's pretty good. Do weekends count for this uh, 10-day thing? No, they shouldn't. I, I think we weekend. did last time. Yeah, we, we did. did. That's why I'm asking. You can't do that. No show. Yeah. So that should, instead we of days, it should say shows. Shows. Yeah. Okay, we'll change that. We will make Yeah, a, plus we get close to 10. I'll, I'll, you know, I'll bite the bullet. <laughs> we'll give away. Yeah, bingo. $2 million. Fuck. How about that? How about that for that kid kicking this? Uh, oh, yeah. Week? That was great. How about her for going, I'll give. Yeah. <laughs> I'll give a million, <laughs> bucks. A million bucks. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, that was a, oh, that was a no-brainer, I feel like. <laughs> Herbie so- was so disappointed when he saw the kid. I mean, this kid was a good guy. Alex, uh, Paisano. But do they think they could kick coming in? Do they think they can make it coming in? No. So, like, I've actually – so the way it goes about is 
I think they're told whenever they enter the area, like, hey, do you want to potentially be a part of the field goal kicking contest? Yes, they grab a ticket, grab a ticket, grab a ticket. I don't think anybody really knows, though. It's like, yeah, like, just excited to be there. Here we go. And then at the first commercial break, Jess Sims and I think Lindsay pull a random ticket out of there and say the number, and then the random person is in there. And then I do believe they can make a, hey, you want to – they can make sure nobody has really done that. Traded. So I'm kind of like putting it out there for people to say, because if somebody's a soccer player and they make that kick, more power to them. Yeah. Right. You know what I mean? Like if I don't care who you are, if you're able to make that kick, like I think I'll be able to tell upon how the person sets up and what they look like if they're going to be good or not. But we have not gotten anybody that's really scared of me, except for that first kid who played soccer for 13 years. Yeah. <laughs> And his was the closest. That one was great. This was this his second. Was this was his second attempt. He got worse and more left. This kid was really cool, though. Like, I appreciated the hell out of this kid. Same with Griffin, I believe, was the one kid's name. And Chris, I think, was the other kid's name. They've all been incredibly cool and, like, played along with it all. Yeah. But I don't I don't think – the first guy thought he was making it. Yeah. I mean, he was – A little chirpy. You know what I mean? A little bit of excitement. A little bit of – Cool kid would be friends with him if he was in our area. The other two, I think they were just like, "Nah, fuck it, I'll try." They knew the deal here yeah. for a good time. You know what I mean? They, they kind of knew the deal, which I appreciate. But that thing's only growing. You know, that's only gonna. That was at thirty-seven-five. I think his time's gonna be forty-five thousand. Mm-hmm. So it, if we make it through the entire season, Army Navy's the last week in Gillette. I think. Oh yeah, it'll be up over a hundred thousand dollars. And I see that being a scene there. Yeah, you get cool. one army guy or a girl, Bingo. one navy guy or girl, or four, and see if it can happen. But any of these can be made. Are you it, gonna have the fans take a step back just in case to take um, one of them in the moth? Yeah, but nope. not even nope. th- like that. Obviously, <laughs> is a conversation. And as we're over there, we're trying to tell them like, "Hey, watch your yeah. faces." Yeah. They know that they know the danger they're in. They want to be on camera. You hope so, but and people they want to just make it awesome, yeah. which we appreciate. Yeah. All the people that travel over there, if. Buddy makes it. That's going to be. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. We're picking them up. I don't know how we get out like of Rudy. there. Like Rudy. You got to carry him out of there like Rudy. I think so. I think, but that's going to be a scene with how many people have been over in those things. That's going to be oh, yeah. pretty absurd. Hey, in person, that 33 yards is far. Like, oh, yeah. very far. Tough kid. In the moment, too. That's a big moment. You just individually, guys, okay, here we go. Let's take my steps and try to make this. Like, good luck. Got a mic. So we added Desmond Howard uh, giving a motivational speech to it, which I think we'll do every single week because what Des has been able to do athletically, literally one of one, mm-hmm. Heisman winner and Super Bowl MVP. That is, there's only one human that's been able right. to do it. It's Des. I enjoyed him going, all right, center yourself, take three deep breaths, know the moment, and then he looked at the ground and basically Des was like, you got no fucking chance. (laughs) And then Herbie is supposed to be a motivator too because Herbie wants me to lose this every single week. Like, for shoot. Like, Herbie's like, can we not do 75,000 this week? It's like, Herbie, let's let this build a little bit. Herbie wants me to lose. So as soon as he met this last kid, Herbie was like, so that kid's not going to make it. Yeah, I'm like, good. That's what we're we're here for. And he's like... (laughs) I want a guy to make it. I want, I want. So Herbie's supposed, Herbie's supposed to give motivational speech as well. And Herbie was the complete opposite. Herbie was like, all right, good luck, Bob. (laughs) He knew there's no hope. He knew. Yeah, it's going to be a tough, it's tough kick for anyone. I don't know if I would make that kick for anyone to be a (laughs) hundred percent. Al's rubbing off on Herbie. He's like, I'm not going to hype this guy up knowing that it's not, it's going to be shit here. I love it. Mm -hmm. I love that it has become a thing though. Saturday. I mean, there are going to be a lot of shit kickers in that crowd. You wonder oh. if someone just gets a good toe on it. Get some square boots. Bingo. Herbie's, Herbie was playing catch with the entire crowd as we were going live, by the way. he He's enjoying 
oh, getting out no. there. And, well, I mean, and I think that's a sickos committee, uh, which is one of those college football accounts who's incredible. Good Twitter, yeah, Twitter account. I love that his face got there right in the front. If that ball hits the sickos committee face, oh, yeah, we're talking about electrifying there. Uh, but remember the whole point your toe a little bit, bud. And yeah, also, drop just your, drop your hands. He actually can't physically point his toes. It looks like. Oh, just real quick though. I would go on to puke four minutes after this. <laughs> yeah, that was yeah. just so and Man. potentially shit my pants. So, oh boy, that kid in college, he's yes. a freshman. Because whenever I talked to him and he told me he's a freshman, I thought we were doing tuition. Oh yeah, and I was like, oh, oh no, shit. oh <laughs> no, we get a new. guy. I think it's like 80, 90 grand a year. Probably, oh, probably, yeah. So my first thought was, can't do it, can't do this. We need a new guy. Yeah. But then I was like, oh, oh, oh it's forty, it's 30, yeah, forty thousand. We're completely, buy, buy books next year. Yeah, not even that's this won't even be a part of his tuition. Alex was a good kid though, and he was. Remember, he knew that he wasn't going to make it, and his second time acted even more like he was going to make it. <laughs> yeah. So I appreciate the I hell like out that. of him. I appreciate tough that. surface too, tough surface in your plant yeah. foot. Yeah. No yeah, cleats. I mean, a lot of people are saying, can you get this guy better? You know how hard it is to find a fucking field. It doesn't matter what you get for him; it's not going in. Yeah. Well, thirty-three yards in the quad or near where our set is is not easy to find. So, shout out to the ESPN crew, and also Kirk. Those Kirk, Kirk was so happy. Look at him. <laughs> <laughs> he really is. Remember, this whole thing is to. Showcase, it's not easy to kick field goals. That's right. Bingo. So hopefully this will soften the blow a little bit for college yes. kickers whenever they inevitably miss a kick, which has already happened. And Duke. oh, what's that? Duke. I mean, the kid missed two. Yeah. Yeah. Him. Notre Dame missed a couple too, though. Yeah, so I think right. it kind of sure. like helps him out a little bit. But yeah, it's not easy to kick. We got to remember that. And hopefully this will continue to showcase that. And uh, shout out to the people that made our marquee. Something signs. The guy's name is Ted. I don't know. Ted is a dog. Mm -hmm. Ted has been making shit for a long time here in Indiana, mm -hmm. and I did not know that Ted is as big of a weapon as Ted is. Ted made this sign in like four days or whatever, mm -hmm. and it's full metal, hand, Jeez, not laughing. laser, not laser cut, not laser cut, full hand cut. He has the Lucas Oil Stadium letters. He made them for the stadium. I think... I don't want to say every stadium in the NFL, but I think Ted here out of Indiana has created things for pretty much... Every arena stadium. Oh. So we didn't have uprights at the second one of these up in Notre Dame. And uh, I said, I got a guy. We had four days. And I said, uh, or three days. Yeah. I said, hey, by Saturday morning, we need uprights. And I was thinking, what is it, PVC pipe? Mm -hmm. I was thinking we did a PVC pipe. And Ted and Riley Signs is the name, R-I-L-E-Y Signs in sheet metal. They made those uprights. I think it's 500 pounds is the weight of it. Damn. The base itself was like 200 or something like 250 that. pounds, I think, is the base. Yeah. The entire thing is five. It's They're legit uprights. Made them in three days. Drove them at 5 a.m. up to college game day at South Bend. They created them to be taken apart, too, so that they can be put on a truck and traveled across the country. So, like, shout out to Riley Sons. I, I think it was less than three days, by the way. I think it was a full day of work. To be honest. Yeah, we might have told him on Thursday yes. that we needed yeah. it on Saturday. Yeah, I thought that's yeah. what it was as well. For sure. So, uh, yeah, it was on Thursday. <laughs> yeah. Text, hey, do you think you guys could? Phone call. Let's yeah. see if we can do this. Yeah. Friday morning, yes, I think we can do this. Yeah. And then they worked till 3, 3 a.m. And then they drove it they to game over. day to be there at 5 a.m. So yeah. it could be set up. So, like, weapons. those humans still exist, though. Yeah. need to know that. Mm -hmm. And as soon as I met Ted... Ted did not like me the first couple hours, I don't think, as he was mm. putting that up. This fucking guy makes me make a marquee in two days. He need to do it, chip chop. And Ted's, uh, I think, a dog as a human. Once I started chatting with Ted, though, 
Ted's a doer. Mm -hmm. Ted is a guy that it will get it done. Like I, I started pointing at things around the Thunderdome. I'm like, hey, we kind of want a wall of jerseys up here, but we want them kind of like lit, you know, like a like a wall of fame with lighting. But I don't think we have any electricity over here that'll be able to. We'll figure it out. Is what Ted said. We'll figure it out. I'm like, I'm happy you still exist, Ted. You know? Oh yeah. Because in a world full of people going like, no, because they don't want to do the work. Ted is yep. very much, and Riley signs all the people over there. Zach, Kyle, Kyle. Kyle's his name, bald-headed guy. Oh, yeah. Super cool, super mm -hmm. handsome. Kyle, Ted, the whole crew over there. What was the Connor? What was the you? I don't know. We were just calling him Connor. There was a guy that looked exactly like, like Connor. Yeah. Like, They're very much like, yes, we can do that, and then find out what the job is. So we appreciate the hell out of them, and that's how this whole thing came to be. Would not have existed past week two if it was not for Riley Sines, so... Shout out to them, yep. fucking getting the job done. Peace. Now they're charging Disney, not me. So, yeah, perfect. Yeah, it's even better. <laughs> that's even yeah. better. It's for game day. It's not for my show. Hey, that's <laughs> that's on you guys. Yeah, mm -hmm. that's on, I know the guy that can do it. his name is fucking Ted, right here in Indiana. Follow up though. It's gonna be on you. That's you guys are paying for this, not me. Mm -hmm. And that's uh, it's a beautiful thing. It's a beautiful thing. All right. Any final thoughts, AJ, for the people as we get out of here? <laughs> no, you know what? I think I'm gonna stick to my guns. I'm all right. See, you could have used Ted right there. Just right? anything. Kind of, yeah, I could have done anything. You're right. I could have, but I did not. Oh, I told you, I don't have anything right now. You're not a puppet. I don't have any final thoughts. If I did, though, I would let you know for sure. Okay. You know that. AJ, AJ, that mask was supposed to be me last year? No, I, well, I don't know why you're texting me that and you, you put that on Instagram. Like, I, what do you, why all of a sudden do you think it was you? Literally. I don't, it, Bailey told you me. Bill, yeah. You said Bill, Bill said that. That was you. Six people in this office said, yeah, that was supposed to be you. That is why that whole thing happened. So it would make sense when you start looking at I mean, at I don't it. know exactly how that would be you. I mean, I guess he has blonde hair. Is that it? Yeah, but also just shitty mask, potentially. Yeah. Oh, no, that mask was expensive. Much more expensive <laughs> than you believe. Trust me. So that's why the people behind the scenes that were saying you were trying to be me... Oh, because no. you were embarrassed by how the mask turned out. It was supposed to look that was not supposed Ooh. to look like me. You're saying? No, it was not. I was just looking for a mask, and I've already ordered two more for this year's Halloween. So if that yes. tells you anything, I'm just trying to get random good wow. masks. All right, can't wait. Okay. It's a Tuesday, I believe. It is. Yes, yeah. it is. Oh, it is. This will be the ESPN debut of our Halloween program. <laughs> oh, yeah. Excited to see how everybody <laughs> takes it. At, you know, because some of these studios they put a little pumpkin on the desk. Of course. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. yeah. Basically, we, <laughs> maybe some candy. skeleton. Yep, yeah. send some bats in through the <laughs> cobwebs. Yep. This show is going to look like a bunch. We're assholes. We're going to look like a bunch of assholes yeah. on yep. oh, this particular Halloween, and we can't wait for it because Halloween propels us into Thanksgiving month, what? which I propels us into holiday month, what? which propels us into playoffs and a Super Bowl. Halloween's a beautiful thing, Hell and yeah. we will celebrate. But that, as a matter of fact, not supposed to be me. No, it was never supposed to be you. Okay. Thanks for lying to me, Bill. Yeah, Bill. Who was it supposed I to be? I tried to get something more authentic. Right? It looked more like you if I did, right? Well, Bill actually added that into his explanation on why you would say it wasn't me is because all we did was roast the mask as <laughs> yeah. soon as it came oh. on. So he thought you were maybe embarrassed by how good it Wait, was. Bill had an answer oh. or something out there that we were talking about. It wasn't exactly right. All right. All right. What does that mean? Let's get out of here. <laughs> Let's get sure. out of here, Bill. I fucking love Bill's energy. High fives between Ty and Tones. <laughs> Wait, you guys just give each other a high five. Yeah, yeah that's a good one. That's a good Old one. Old school. That was a good one. All right, let's get out of here. I want to see that. I want to see a replay of your high five. Bill, I need more answers. You hear me? Out of you, not less. Don't listen to these guys. You're going to be so bad.
Yeah, he. I can't wait to see Bill after this show now. He's going to hate Tony for the next three months. Well, oh, no. You know what happens. <laughs> Protect yourself. Yeah, Tony gets his teeth ripped out of his head. <laughs> All right. That's it. <laughs> That's the show. All right. Great show today, boys. Great final thoughts. <laughs> Hell yeah. Be a friend, tell a friend something nice. Goodbye.